There Zero. it is. Okay. Okay. Talking I see about us. stuff. I see, with talking. I see it happening. Talking. There is talking. Talk, 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 talk. Happy talky, happy talk. That was my part. If you can have a dream, then you won't have a dream. How you gonna make your dream come true? That was a clarinet part. I'm keeping that. Hello, gentle listeners. Welcome to the Diogenes Club podcast of Buffy, Slayer of the Vampires. There are spoilers ahead and swears ahead, so if those aren't your thing, please turn off the podcast. This time we'll be, we will be discussing Buffy, Season 2, Episode 22, Becoming, Part 2, wherein Buffy loses everything except herself, and we need a fucking truckload of Kleenex. <laughs> As always, I am Jen, and this is Snard. Or Michelle. I'll get pouring the beverages. All right. <coughs> So, all that right. one was mine. We have more scotch. We have more scotch. Oh. I can't reach this. Okay. Got my scotch. So this episode, this episode is a, is a thing. It is a thing. It's part two of a thing. Yes. It's a. Uh... Yes. If you're still with us after the last part one of the thing, however long that one. <laughs> we have not exhausted I you. I have about five hours of audio to edit on that one. So who what we're gonna end up with got a lot of shit man yeah if you're still with us welcome good on you yes good on you um do we have any business i don't think so i don't think we do either really uh go to the website go to the facebook please like us on facebook that's where all the news is um if we have any like immediate announcements we need to do that's where they go uh that's that's kind of my job yeah i don't Um, go on the facebook yeah (laughs) Go to go to the website diagonalsclubpodcast dot com. Um, that's you can listen to all of our episodes and see our little things there and mm-hmm. the episode list and hopefully some blog posts. Yes. Uh, yeah, and you can email us at info at diagonalsclubpodcast dot com. If we said a little bit less than peppy, it's because we've watched <laughs> Becoming Part Two. Yes. <laughs> And we've been delaying recording this for so long. <laughs> so hard. We've delayed so hard. We've delayed you so thought hard. it was bad when we were, we were trying to record Passion. Yeah. We argued about Firefly. We got a full two series ahead of ourselves. <laughs> it was an argument. It was a... No, it was a discussion. It was an exploration was of why a... I don't like some things about it. And yes. I think we figured some stuff out. I It'll be interesting did. to it discuss was... when we get to Firefly. Yes, well, it was productive. I thought so. It was still procrastination. Absolutely I mean, it was because it we... <laughs> we have to watch Becoming <laughs> Part 2. I know. It's hard. It never not chokes me up. I keep thinking one of these days I'm going to be like Man of Steel and not get all misty. Mm-hmm. It doesn't happen. We probably both watched, what, 10 times in the last two weeks? And I, yeah, yeah, I tear up like every that. damn time. Like, yeah, no. I've watched it a lot. Yeah. And I'm, yeah. Cool. Scott, yeah, so let's, uh, let's get started. Let's have some scotch. Yes. Ah. It's their lovely scotch. Indeed. Yes, it's a Glen Levitt. All right, so yes. let's get started. <laughs> let's take a moment uh, before we really get started and congratulate Faith on her promotion. <laughs> We're not happy with why it happened or how it happened, but congratulations, Faith. Yes. 
Crap. Okay, here we go. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'll try not to blubber like the sissy I am. I am going to think cold black heart thoughts. We open. Where we last left Buffy. In the library, kneeling over Kendra's body with the member of the Sunnydale Police Force pointing a gun at her, snarksquad.com has christened the Sunnydale Police the SDPD LOL. And <laughs> I'm true, Yeah, we're going to borrow that. Yeah. For sure. Thank you, snarksquad.com. <laughs> <laughs> a lady cop comes in to check if Kendra is alive, and Buffy starts insisting to the dude cop that she didn't do anything because she she didn't. Uh, this, of course, should be pretty obvious to anyone with two brain cells to rub together, but the police, uh, we think, have been sent there to nab the slayer, so common sense doesn't really factor in. Yeah, they have the demeanor like the, the three, the cop from the three. Yeah. It's yeah. a very similar approach. Yeah, the, oh, the, um, oh, what were they called? Uh, not the three, yeah. The uh, What's My Line the, people, um, the, the, those assassin people. The yeah. Uh, the, the Order, Order of Taraka. Yeah. <laughs> Jinx. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the Order of Taraka. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, they have that kind of mannerism. And Buffy's color of coat, we never see this coat again. And it's not the whoopee blue. It's like whoopee blue on steroids and yeah, crack. Like, it's, it's very it's... <laughs> vibrant. And I, I feel like it means something. But no, yeah, she she really doesn't. It's a weird blue for her. It's it, it's it closest to woody blue. blue. Yeah, but, but it's, it's like uh, that silk, um, you know. So it changes. Colors. Yeah, it's metallic, that, like, kind of a shimmery kind of. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's done by weaving yellow or something in between fabrics yeah. and silk. It's an interesting technique. I don't know how I know that. I, uh, I don't know. I'm gonna like, take your word for it. You could be report. bullshitting. I have no idea. I don't know. Like someone did a report when I was in junior high, and I remember them talking about how to make silk this way. Um, <laughs> yeah all the weird shit my brain keeps nothing oh, useful yeah. like passwords yeah mine doesn't yeah, either, yeah it's just like hey remember that weird book report your friend did in seventh grade let's talk about that and i'm like hey drew sounds like ophelia yeah seriously <laughs> <laughs> well we have a podcast it's a good thing we have a podcast yeah yeah, yeah it's, it's just turning useless information into useful information <laughs> absolutely that's what it is all of my study in mythology is now like it's usable. efficient yeah. just efficiency it is it's very efficient yeah so i don't know what to make of the blue I don't know either. I well, I kind of wonder if it's just a placeholder where it's like you see this color; it's such an iconic moment, and we just kind of like burn it into our minds. Yeah, because we haven't ever seen it before. Yeah, everybody remembers Buffy running down the hall in yeah, the in school. Yeah, in that coat, we don't see that coat again. Right. So yeah, I just I feel like maybe it's because blue is kind of Buffy's color, um, anyway, especially that like kind the, of the kind of periwinkle thing. thing. Yeah. So I wonder if it if it is just sort of like turning it up on her, you mm-hmm. know, showing us that she's under a lot of pressure and also just making really iconic eye candy. Mm-hmm. So this moment is burned into our brains. I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. Because we see that coat. We know exactly what moment. We're not having to say, oh, gee, which. which yeah. Which coat? episode is this? No, yeah, it's, it's the one where Kendra like dies. five different trench coats in the same mm-hmm. blue that are all different fabrics. Um, you know, so it's not like that. Yeah. But we know. Oh, that's the one where Kendra dies. We know mm-hmm. that for sure. Yeah. yeah. So I feel like that's maybe what's going on. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah. Uh, the lady cop announces that this one's dead because she's a loving, caring person. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking cops, man. <laughs> TV cops are the worst. They are. Dude cop. Firing into crowds. Yeah, no shit. Like, I, I binge watched Numbers. Oh, yeah. And they're always firing into the they're crowd. They're the FBI. It's like, what they, are people doing? I don't know. <laughs> but everything is game theory. And mm-hmm. you can fire into crowds. That's yeah. what I learned. You just all you need to do is write an algorithm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it's fine. I mean, it's a great show. 
it's, it's I just kind of wish I'd watched it while it was on instead of binge watching it because when you watch them episode to episode, it's like game theory, game theory. No, game theory, it was crowd it was theory, the, it theory. was just as obvious when you're watching week to was week. I, I watched in the beginning. I watched week to week, awesome. and it was yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> it's <a good> show, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's entertaining. It was not Shakespeare or Buffy, but it's well, it's pretty no, good. No, <laughs> it's good for what it is. It was trying to help people fall in love with math again, right? And. Uh, that's fun. Well, it did a thing. I don't know. It's fun. Yeah, it is. It's, yeah. it's good. It's good, clean fun with bullets and crowds. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, dude cop, still pointing a gun at Buffy's face, by the way, asks, uh, what about up there? And Buffy looks over and sees Xander's unconscious body. She tries to get to him, but Lady Cop stops her, and Buffy, to her credit, doesn't slay her in half. Nice job with the restraint, Buffy. There'll be more of that later. (laughs) (laughs) Lady Cop tells Dude Cop to get Buffy out of the library while Buffy continues to hold her hands in the air and uh, plead with them to check on Xander because she wants to know if she has to finish killing him. Okay, SDPD, LOL, whatever you say. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, because, you know, people who just did harm are really, really concerned about their victims. Absolutely. Yeah. And have, and have nary a scratch. Yes. Nor blood. No. no. Yeah. (laughs) And are holding the hand of the person who's dead. Right. Checking for a pulse and touching their face. (laughs) And she's, she's tiny. Okay. So (laughs) in the hall, Buffy protests her innocence and the cop calls her Missy. Officer, um, the last two people to call Buffy Missy are Ted and the coach and go fish. So I wouldn't recommend that particularly. <laughs> uh, but the show is making a point about how Buffy is caught up in the same patriarchal bullshit of Ted and go fish right now. Uh, Snyder runs in and starts accusing Buffy of everything. Uh, before he can start on the grassy knoll, she borrows some Cordelia level sass and tells him, you stupid little troll, you have no idea. She tries to tell the cop that she's worried about her friends, and he responds by starting to arrest her for taking Kendra's pulse, I guess. So, I think we can definitely conclude that the SDPD LOL was sent there, and that they were informed that the very small blonde girl there uh, had killed a bunch of people. Um, That's really the only explanation I have for how they're acting. You know, uh, I mean, they haven't given a shit all the other times vampires have almost destroyed the library, so they were tipped off, yes? Oh, yeah, yeah, totally. Well, and this is, um, I don't know if this is when the mayor starts to really enact his plan, but it I seems totally think to it's be, the mayor. Yeah, yeah. It, it seems to be around the time that he's beginning to prepare for the ascension. Yeah. And, we sort and, of come in mid script on him getting ready for the ascension. Yeah. So. And we'll, we'll kind of break it down as we go on, but you definitely mm-hmm. think it's the mayor. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, otherwise, why would Snyder say that later know, on? Yeah. Later yeah. on. So, yeah. yeah. I think it's the mayor. Yeah, I mean, because honestly, I mean, even though the SDPD LOL is LOL, uh, <laughs> it, it doesn't seem like they would be acting this stupid with well, the they, evidence they have in front of them. They are oddly effective this time right? as like, opposed to all the other times. Like, seriously, vampires have torn up that library. A lot. A lot. <laughs> a lot. Well, it's, it's almost like they just decided to turn off the part of the switchboard that goes to the school. Yeah. Because and they're never there. They're never there for anything. There's like epic battles going on in the graveyard. Right? They're never there. They show so up after, like weird. like after yeah. the gas leaks and gangs on PCP and mm-hmm. snakes and yeah, shit. Well, they things kind that of, are going to hit the news. They need to have some right. They wander by, the but yeah, getting yeah. there at the end like this. No, yeah. it's weird. It's it's really weird response time. And yeah. who would have called them? And um, yeah, it does just feel kind of weird. And it also, just on a character level, we're putting pressure on Buffy. Oh, yes. We are building that pressure oh, yes. where her the society she's trying to protect is turned against her. Yes. Um, so that's just continuing this. Absolutely. Squeeze, we squeeze her all the way through this episode. Yep. And that 
yeah, that pressure will be continuing into the next mm-hmm. season with one of our favorite bad guys. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's the uh, proverbial putting your favorite character in a tree and throwing rocks at them. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we've got one person dead, at least one injured, and let's not forget Willow under the bookcase, and the library torn completely up, and a teeny tiny teenage girl <laughs> checking her friend for a pulse. <laughs> Obviously, she did it. <laughs> of course she did. I also don't think they were sent there by Snyder, because he's just running up right now. Yeah. And honestly, I, I think they'd be a little more skeptical of him in general, because everybody knows he's a weasel right mm-hmm. um i also i don't think it was angelus because it's not his style uh and he would gloat about it the next time he saw buffy like that's the first thing out of his mouth would be like oh i got you with the cops and oh yeah totally yeah, yeah soon you know <laughs> soon. <laughs> yeah, he'd send her a note how do you like those cops <laughs> yeah. yeah i mean at at most it might have been spike trying to prevent it but that makes no sense. Yeah, that, wouldn't be that makes no sense. He'd at mention all. it like, too. It'd be like I tried to help, and he, yeah. he would it, when he was when he talks to uh, when he's saying I, I wasn't in the raiding party when Buffy's screaming at him and giving him the Slayer hello later. Mm-hmm. He would have been like I tried to stop him with the yeah. cops. He would have yeah. totally you know thrown that out there. Yeah, yeah so no, no it's, one would know except for the mayor. Yeah, I mean because they've already introduced the mayor, and Snyder will mention him later in the episode, and we know he has vampire spies everywhere. Mm-hmm. Who could have been watching all of this go down? I mean, the only thing I can think of that would make the SDPD LOL this nuts is a direct order from the mayor. Oh, yeah. 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 I'm with you. Yeah, I think so. Uh, Anyway, this cop who is framed uh, with the sheep sticker behind him uh, obviously (laughs) wasn't told everything about Buffy. So he's quite surprised when she punches him in the face and flips him over onto the floor. And she goes super easy. Oh, my God. I have to call it how very gentle Buffy is with this. (laughs) Nice, nice work, Buffy. This is like when you're working out real slow with a mat underneath somebody. This is sparring. She's sparring. really light sparring. (laughs) Just flip him right over. It's okay. I'll guide you down. Because, you know. Yeah, <laughs> uh, she runs off, and Snyder, who has undoubtedly heard that Buffy is more than your average teenage girl, is seeing her in action for the first time, and he pretty much just freezes up. Probably isn't, a good idea, isn't it? Funny that in this episode we have both Snyder and Joyce witness mm-hmm. Buffy actually doing her thing. Yeah, like she's out of the closet. Oh yes, completely out of the Absolutely. closet. Not even bothering to try and hide it. Yes, yeah, that which will lead to the ultimate give zero fucks Buffy in the next episode. Yes. <laughs> Who we love. I love. We love Anne. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> Anne's so badass. She I love her. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, the lady cop, however, um, she whips out a revolver and fires a shot at Buffy's head. Yeah, right past Snyder. Yeah, he must duck or something. Because well, she she's like, get, get down. down. We assume he did hopefully he does i think she just would have shot him to get to her that's fine might have done everyone a little bit of a favor that's all right i mean if she wants to but yeah you you can't do that you know um but more more evidence that they were sent there with some crazy idea of what down went down in the library uh she gets on her radio and says all units we have a fugitive on foot at the high school homicide suspect female blonde approximately 16 years old suspect is very dangerous so i think you actually have to be charged with a crime to be considered a fugitive but (laughs) (laughs) um (laughs) <laughs> but uh lady cop doesn't give enough of a description for anyone to identify buffy at all like no height no weight nothing about her clothing they, these are the most important things to put out on a, an apb or a bolo you yeah, know because like they seen wearing they, a bright blue coat right maybe little things that help you actually find the person you yeah. know um <laughs> uh, but I think that's an indication that they were already told by the mayor's office what Buffy looks like. Uh-huh. Um, well, they probably have posters of her, you know, like little wanted posters. Of already her printed up. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, besides, I think, 
Besides, I think all we'd hear over the radio would be laughter if the cop put in those details. <laughs> Homicide suspect on foot, female, approximately 16 years old, 5'2", 110 pounds, carrying a sharpened stick. Suspect is very dangerous. <laughs> I could be like, oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> she's tiny. She is. She's really small. She's just the tiniest little person. <laughs> if you don't believe in superpowered vampire slayers, Buffy's not a threat to you at all unless well, she has a machine gun. Even Jenny Calendar was like, but she's so she's tiny. She's so tiny. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> An angel, I thought you'd be taller. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's part of the fun of it, but... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'd be ashamed to call in that bolo. <laughs> well, she's not ashamed to shoot in a school. At Buffy's head, who's yeah. running away and not a threat. Yeah. You can't do that. Nope. <laughs> she's, I mean, she's acting like the lady cop from the Order of Taraka. That's what she the lady cop is. did. Yeah. She even had the same hairstyle. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if this chick ends up with prison of faith and faith kicks the crap out of her too. Oh, wouldn't that be <laughs> that funny? Would be fantastic. That would be so funny. <laughs> you too? All right. <laughs> 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 you fuck my girlfriend too, you bitch. Yeah. <laughs> In the hospital, there are doctors bustling around and we see that Buffy is still not very good at being undercover, uh, which <laughs> she will call out in the very next episode. She seems to have taken a lesson from the big book of soap opera hiding and uh, has changed her clothes and put on a ski cap without even tucking her hair into it. Yeah. Like she just threw on a brown coat. Uh-huh. And, and a black hat. And a black hat and leaves her hair <laughs> trailing out. Yeah, it, she looks, uh, if she was in Utah, it'd be like ski bump. Like yes. she'd actually blend yes, in. Absolutely. In Sunnydale, not a lot of knit hats going on. No. It's not at, le- at least like a ball cap with your hair tucked up. Like tuck up your hair. Thing. You gotta yeah. tuck your hair up if you're looking for a blonde. You know, that's one of the few things that they were that was in the description. So you need yes. to like not be quite <laughs> so blonde right now. <laughs> Might come in handy. Yeah, but you know, yeah. Buffy herself will say she's bad at undercover, and she is. Yep. We love you anyway, Buffy. <laughs> She goes around checking the folders in the little bins outside hospital rooms, which clearly have people's names on them, and my HIPAA senses get all twitchy again. Before she can start wandering into people's rooms, Xander finds her, and she hugs him gratefully. She tells him how worried she was, because the last time she saw him, he was all unconscious. He tells her that uh, he heard the cops chasing her as she was waking up, and shows off the spiffy cast on his arm. Hey, uh, hey Xander, did you happen to tell the cops that Buffy didn't kill anyone or break your arm in half? I mean, I'm not doubting your ability to tell the truth in this episode or in general or anything like that but <laughs> you did tell them right well no he but d- he doesn't seem to have told them but he's worried about willow one yes and if he woke up in time to hear them firing guns at her right i think the last thing i'd want to do is say i'm friends with her she's fine because probably, then I'd well, become suspect. <laughs> well, yeah, and and honestly, Buffy is genuinely a nice person, so she doesn't put him in a headlock and demand to know if he yeah. mentioned her innocence <laughs> yeah. to the police. And he sure doesn't bring it up. So um, it seems like the gangs on PCP story might have helped take the heat off Buffy just a tad. You know? Yeah, it was a gang on PCP. Have. They tore up the library and broke my arm. It was not the hundred and ten pound. Yeah, <laughs> teenage yeah girl. I can see that. Although I think I. Were I in Xander's position, I'd be hesitant to align myself with her when so many different things were obviously against Oh, God. I would open my us. big fucking mouth. So <laughs> <laughs> I had a cough on my mouth, like, ah, yeah. you know, and get in so much trouble. I, <laughs> I could just see myself just going off on them. Like, did you just yeah. shoot at my friend, you fucks? And I'd be in jail and I'd be useless for the rest of the episode, which in Xander's case might not be a bad thing. <laughs> yeah, that might be an improvement on what happens, but we'll get there. We'll get there. 
Uh, Buffy asks if everyone else is okay, uh, but just then some of the SDPD LOL come in and he hugs Buffy so they don't see her. Yeah, because Buffy, that's not suspicious. No, no, a blonde with the hugging and yeah, but, no, but no. it's the SDPD LOL, so of course. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, they didn't say to look out for two of them, just one of them. <laughs> just that one little blonde. Her. That's a little blonde with a <laughs> big br- br- brunette guy and I just, that couldn't possibly be her. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> they all failed where's waldo yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's why you need to send out the the you know the height and the weight and everything that does uh, help it does yeah. help. <laughs> just a bit yeah. well all they had was the picture of her so it was the back of her head so they didn't realize not the same yeah she's not wearing a hat in the picture <laughs> she was she was perfect for undercover in sunnydale there's a loophole in the mayor's plan <laughs> <laughs> Buffy hopes that the situation isn't as dire as it actually is and that he was just trying to grope her. But the look on Xander's face tells her that even he isn't up for joking right now. He takes her to Willow, who is in a hospital bed, and it's very much unconscious. Xander tells Buffy that it's head trauma, which, you know, duh. But, um, <laughs> and it's one of those things where Willow could wake up immediately or not at all. And the longer it goes on, the worse the prognosis is. Buffy is mad at herself for letting Willow try the soul restoration spell. You know, it occurs to me that Buffy keeps calling that spell the curse. And it's probably because she knows Angel better than anyone and realizes how much of a curse it really is. Yeah, probably. I mean, Willow, well, it, Willow calls it that sometimes, but Buffy, that's all Buffy calls it. Yeah. Well, because it, it is, especially mm-hmm. after when Angelus wakes up and realizes that he's killed more people or angel comes mm. out of angelus realizes he's killed more people yeah and worse including jenny yes and all the shit Giles. he did to buffy yeah like everything it it's gonna be a curse absolutely and it maybe what ultimately happens to him is for the best in some respects yeah i mean i know that's kind of controversial to say because it really really sucks um no, I can see but, that. But, you know, yeah. like sending him somewhere he, where he can just go ahead and suffer and not have to try and hold it together for everybody. Well, and, and later on, he'll refer to it like he kind of, it kind of burned away some of his sins. Yeah. I mean, he, he seems to think it, of it that way. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I think, I think that's fitting. It doesn't take away how much it sucks for no. anybody involved. No. But at the same time, he's not having to sit there and pretend to be fine for Buffy while she's also dealing with everything that went down. Right. So, you know, because that would be, that would be hell. That would be pretty terrible. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So he's off in the, he's off in the wilderness of a hill dimension, whatever oh, yeah. that looks like. And, well, yeah. and also while we're paused, just Nicholas Brennan in this whole episode, but oh, yeah, especially the scene, like, you'd know from the minute he starts talking about Buffy in the hallway that something is just desperately wrong. Mm-hmm. You just see it. Yep. And, oh. Yeah. He's very good. Mm-hmm. He's, he's very, very good. I mean, good. he's often very good, but. Yeah, but a, a, a beautiful, understated performance in this mm-hmm. one. Yeah. With all this, all the fireworks going off and he's just nice and consistent. He's very good. He is. He's very, very consistent. Uh, uh, she guesses that Angelus knew they were trying the spell, but I didn't get any indication of that in the previous episode. Drusilla has said that her head is completely full of whisperings from a Catholic, so I don't think she could have picked up on it. I think the vampires were there just to grab Giles and the timing was really bad for the Scoobies, yeah? Yeah. I think all of this is just really unfortunate timing. Mm -hmm. Well, and part of it is that the Scoobies have waited until the worst possible moment to decide to try and do this thing. Yeah, thanks, Willow. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> oh, I don't like, know if I can. No, I have to wait. I don't know. I mean, it, it should have just been like, we need to do this yesterday. Yeah. So I'm going to go build a time machine first. I, I well, it was Willow's idea. And he's like, no, not yet. Yeah. I want to do this and we're going to relay all of our plans around it. And then, oh, I can't do it now. Well, I mean, here, that'd be silly. Here's the issue with Willow. One of many. Mm-hmm. She really wants to do all the magic. She wants to do all the magic all the time. Willow wants to be in charge of that. She's intrigued by it. She wants to help mm-hmm. on her terms all the time. Yes. It is never not on Willow's terms. Right. Like, and, and this is a reflection of that part of Buffy, who needs it to always be all about Buffy and be on her timing. And it's it's a desperate grasp of, of Buffy's psyche, Buffy's spirit, to mm-hmm. maintain control in an uncontrollable situation. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, so it works on a metaphor level, but it also works on a character level where Willow's kind of a control freak. Oh yeah. She's the type A from hell. Is what she, she is. is. Yeah. Remember how rattled she got when like she, uh, there, she didn't get to take the, the, the job placement test thing. Yeah. She just couldn't, even or she her score no her score yeah, wasn't she, up yeah she yeah, was she, just offered a job with a high end tech company you know but she but like, her score wasn't posted so she just couldn't even handle it yeah yeah it's the, the, so, yeah. that kind of personality is a little hard to deal with mm-hmm. yeah, yeah so she cracks under pressure and so the pressure is making her crack and then she says that she can't do it but but as we see she consistently does the best under pressure mm-hmm. every time the chips are down and she needs to do a spell it goes great. It's when she has all the time in the world that things don't go so yeah her spells suck resurrection. <laughs> All the time in the world to resurrect Buffy. Mm-hmm. Good job. I'm still happy that she fucked up the one in Something Blue, though. <laughs> it's one of my well, favorites. Something Blue and Tabula Rasa are... are love them. We would miss out on those if it wasn't for Willow's I hubris. love so. those. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, this is... It's a reflection of part of the problem with Willow. Mm-hmm. And we see these... We see problems with all of her parts. We see the weakness of every part... In these two episodes. So the first one is that Willow has to control it. It's not that she uses magic. It's not even that she uses magic well. It's that she has to control how the magic is used and when. Right. Uh, with Giles. Which applies to everything else like Xander's relationships, too. Mm-hmm. She feels yeah. like she needs to control Xander's relationships as well. Yeah. And Giles's weakness is how much he cares for other people. Mm-hmm. We see that in the first one where he is being blinded and gets in an argument with Xander. And we will see it very soon. And we will see Xander's weakness soon as well. Yes. Yes. Honesty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's got a problem with that. <laughs> he does. But once we take away everybody's weaknesses, once we show the weaknesses for what they are, instead of having them reflected in Buffy, something interesting happens with Buffy. Sure does. Uh, Buffy pets Willow on the head, which is cute. And that and her hugging Xander sort of reminds us that she isn't usually particularly touchy feely with her friends yeah that's true she's not a toucher Mm-mm. No, she uh she I'm will more be touchy than she is and i don't touch people yeah i don't yeah me too yeah. actually uh, she will be next season but only with one of them which will stand out in a big way <laughs> jen oh. can't wait i can't wait faith is almost here y'all she's all over faith man compared to her other friends hi uh-huh. yeah yeah <laughs> 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 really they're just good friends they're just good friends <laughs> she's not even that touchy with angel no, no. not with angel riley nobody but nope. <laughs> nobody. faith is the one she is all over uh-huh. always with the casual touching all yeah. the time yeah it's pretty much faith and dawn are the two people buffy touches yeah in very different ways yes yes, yes. <laughs> I mean, no i mean i know they but, stand um, out for two different very absolutely. separate well i mean because you would expect reasons. it with dawn because you know 
sister and all that kind of stuff and Buffy's kind of a program to like, yeah, pet Dawn and, and stuff. I'm glad you don't pet me. Well, yeah, we're not, not a touchy, me. we're not a touchy feely family. No, anyway, no, we no. aren't. I just, it, thanks for not petting me. Yeah, no, up, no that'd be, be weird. Yeah. be super weird. Mm-mm. Thanks for that. No, we're like, we say goodbye, we're like, bye, bye. Yeah. <laughs> there's no hugging. No, there's no, there's no hugging <laughs> there's in baseball. no hugging. That'd be terrible. <laughs> Uh, Buffy asks where Willow's parents are because for all of Joyce's faults, her ass would absolutely be there if Buffy was in the hospital with a head trauma. We we saw that in Killed by Death. Yeah. Uh, Xander says that they're visiting relatives in Phoenix, but that he called them and they're on their way back. The mention of Phoenix tells us how much Rising from the Dead will be done in this episode and for the rest of the series. The, oh, snap. Yeah, right? I didn't, the, I didn't even with that. He didn't say they're in Arizona. You know? Goddamn. <laughs> the writers could have picked anywhere a few hours away, and it's not an accident that they picked the one with Greek mythological significance, you know? There is, as we've discovered, there's really no throwaways. Oh, there's no throwaway moments. No. There's like every single thing is thought through. And we're missing a ton of stuff as we go through we these. Are. We know and that again, we are. If, if you see something we've missed, info at diogenesclubpodcast.com. Please. Please. please, please, please. I don't care if it's years from now. I don't care if it's 20 years from now. Oh, yeah. We'll, we'll fire yeah. the podcast back up from yeah, the. We, you know, will. we yeah. will. We'll dust that puppy off. <laughs> we'll, we'll be on to we like. We will not make it dig itself out of its own grave. Right. No, because we're not assholes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, we'll be on to like we'll finally have committed doing supernatural all how many seasons, and we'll we'll dust off the Buffy (laughs) part and go back in. Yep, yep. (laughs) Uh, Buffy asks if Oz knows yet, and Xander totally forgot Oz existed. Yeah, he'll he'll do that again too. (laughs) He does have the decency to realize that he's an ass for that, and says he'll go call him. Just then, though, Cordy comes in, and Xander rushes over to give her a hug and a kiss. It's cute. It is cute. Well, and she is so openly affectionate. Oh, yeah. Which is like, and, and you know, she's been more and more affectionate, but just this, mm-hmm. like, complete open, yes. honest affection for him. It it really is the nail in the coffin of how serious this situation is. Absolutely. And and we were we were discussing, uh, when we were trying to figure out his angel hate in the previous episode, he, he's obviously completely over Buffy. Oh, yeah. Uh, the hug with Buffy was friendly, and this is a whole different thing. He takes comfort in his hug with Cordelia, and when he turns around, you can see that he has opened up a little bit with her around because he has tears in his eyes, finally. Mm-hmm. Um, Cordy asks how Willow is, and she really does care a lot about these folks. Buffy cares about Cordelia, too, and asks if she's okay. Cordy says that she ran her ass off and thinks that isn't terribly brave of her, but Buffy tells her sincerely that she did the right thing. And she did. Cordelia hasn't come into her badassery yet, uh, and there's no reason to get eaten by vampires if you don't have to. No. Well, <laughs> even in Angel the Series, she would leave if it was strategically appropriate. Right. Yeah. Right. She before she really, leave. Before she really learns how to fight and stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. But even then, even after she demons out a little bit, oh, I yeah. think she would still, in a strategic situation where she could... Oh, yeah. Like, because yeah. there's, there's no... I mean... What, sacrifice yourself for, like, Monster of the Week? No, that's, that. no. So that's not like... her style. <laughs> no. She leaves that to the Buffies and Angels of the world. Yeah, she doesn't need to do she's that. She's going to live to fight another day, girlfriend is. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Like she... <laughs> Which is also part of her downfall. Yeah, it sure is. Yep. Yeah. Sad. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get there eventually. Just, you know, enjoy it while it lasts. Yes, exactly. <laughs> enjoy Cordelia. She's wonderful. 
Buffy asks if Giles was with her, and they all realize at the same time that they have no idea where Giles is. Yeah, she's the mind is absent yes. in more ways than one. <laughs> yes. It's just, you take Giles out of the picture and everyone's a little gone and discombobulated. Uh-huh. And costume-wise, we're also speaking to that. No one's wearing what they ought to be wearing. Like, everyone's wearing stuff that's typical for them, but no one's matching up. And no one's... Buffy's wearing a big vibing. oversized brown well, yeah, coat. Well, like, I mean, that's weird. That's, that's kind of the... Uh, the temporary overalls of moping. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, 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 it's the undercover. Coat. <laughs> it's undercover. I just air quoted that. Undercover. Because you can see it. Because this is a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I bet they could hear it, though. Yes, that's true. You can hear the air quotes. <laughs> Buffy is indeed undercover. Yes, she is. Yes, she's undercover. It's like, um, I don't know, every time I hear undercover, I think of in MASH, you know, the Colonel Flag, that like <laughs> secret agent man. And he, in one episode, he like dives into a garbage can and he gestures to, to uh, Winchester. He comes over and says, Oh, I see, you're undercover. <laughs> <laughs> it just cracks me up. It's totally, it's totally Buffy. <laughs> I, just, I hear his voice. I hear his like little British voice in my head every time she's undercover. <laughs> <laughs> when she's been so busy being undercover she doesn't realize that Giles is nowhere and... you know, well her mind is gone Everyone's uh-huh. like, and there's Buff- no one thinking yeah <laughs> and Buffy <laughs> suddenly gets a sinking feeling as she should because Giles wakes on the floor of the mansion of the undead with Angelus watching over him like the stocky creeper he is yeah, I-, I like that he's laying down with him it's very just there's something so and Jealous feels like the guy that you say make yourself at home and he makes himself a sandwich. You oh, know? yeah. He goes right like, in the fridge, yeah. does all the stuff. <laughs> He's like, so comfortable. He in uses the world. your deodorant. Yeah. <laughs> he uses your razor. Your toothbrush. Yeah, exactly. Like, like, <laughs> That's why you never invite a vampire in your house. Yeah. Because they'll just use all your shit. They just use all your stuff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Watch Passions. <laughs> they do indeed. Yeah. I love that about Angelus. I love this. Like, there's something so menacing and also so sweet and familiar about him laying on the floor with uh-huh. Giles instead of standing over him. Yeah. I can't explain. Like, I feel almost affectionate about the gesture. Absolutely. Even yeah. if it's supposed to be malicious and this gesture of malice, like that's almost like what Angel might do is he might kind of like lay down there and be like, you wake. Well, cause Angelus can only be a certain amount of threatening until he hits the stupid. It's <laughs> well, true. And he's wearing the silk shirt still with the black yeah. leather pants that look like jeans. And it just, it feels so, overcompensating he's trying too hard he's trying way too mm-hmm. hard he is it's like i am evil well because he's come up with the worst plan ever to suck a slayer into <laughs> hell with him and have her chase him around until she kills him yeah. <laughs> but also the, the silk I, I think i mentioned this in the last podcast but the silk really it's it's like uh it's like undercover velvet yeah um which would be a great punk rock band yeah. name yeah undercover velvet absolutely uh girls of course or drag queens mm. yeah Yes. A drag queen punk rock band? That would be awesome. Oh, my God. Undercover Velvet. <laughs> That'd be so good. Totally. Undercover Velvet. Make that happen, gentle listeners. Yes, please. yes. Please make this happen. Send us a send yes. us a recording. Yes, please do. A video. Yes. <laughs> we still need theme music because uh, my roommate didn't come through on that. So, you know, we are in the... Mu- <sighs> We're looking for theme music. Yes. Yes. He's just busy. It's not that he didn't come through. He's just... He's got like three bands and tours and he's in Europe for th- weeks. And musicians are kind of flaky. We love you if you're a musician, though. Of course. Yes. Whether so, you're a flake or not, I don't yeah, care. Yeah, if you do have theme music for us, uh, we will we will advertise that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll talk you up. Um, <laughs> so uh, 
Yeah, where were we? <laughs> Undercover velvet. Um, tracking back. Oh, 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 and it's snuggling on the floor with Giles. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so, yeah. The the um, it's hard to take him seriously because he's in silk. He's pettable. Like mm-hmm. there's some. It's very reminiscent of all the other velvety, well, soft, squishy outfits that Angel wore. Well, in case in point, he's about to launch into one of the least effective torture attempts oh, I have yeah. ever seen in it's my life. It's more like a seduction. But it's it feels really, like a bedroom scene it, to me, <laughs> and it might be because I'm asexual and I don't read these situations well. But it feels like he's seducing Jess, like almost like killing Jenny was as close as he could get to fucking Giles or something. It's like a there's little, something it's some, weird. It's here. something. Yeah. Yeah. And because vampire morality, like that, that's, I don't think there's any big line being drawn there. Oh, no. Um, no, no. Yeah. I mean, talk about pansexual. Yeah. <laughs> like, they don't give a Totally. I mean, you've been around for like a couple hundred years. Yeah, you don't, I, don't have hang I think if you're immortal, you're automatically pansexual just because like, well, I mean, I haven't tried that yet. Well, because, well, how do you have sexual hangups after murdering your way through an entire continent for centuries? I mean, yeah, I, just, like, I, don't, I don't see how that's going to happen. Well, like... and when a prostitute makes you. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah absolutely. So, yeah. I, don't... I used to do this professionally. I love that. <laughs> so much to look forward to in Angel I the Series. Darla. I love Darla so <laughs> I love much. Darla too. <laughs> so yeah, I, I I think you are a little pansexual and he definitely gives he doesn't give uh give Giles the same sex eye he gave Spike, but Giles definitely gets a few sex eyes. A little here. bit of sex eye. It's not quite yeah. yet. But it'll be no, in it'll, sec- I mean not not right now, <laughs> but you know, coming up. So it just it feels like he's almost dressed up. You know, it's, yeah, he's, yeah, he has he has dressed up for yeah. Giles, yeah. and I I am I'm an ex goth, and I really do dig a handsome man in a silky blouse thing. So I, it works for me. I'm fine with it. He needs more eyeliner, though. <laughs> I'd lose my shit. <laughs> Dear David, David Boreanaz, please put on eyeliner and take a picture and send it to my sister. Thank you. <laughs> I have a thing for guys in eyeliner. I don't know what it is. Well, it brings out their pretty eyes. It looks so good. Yeah, they're very, well, they have yeah. pretty eyes. And it's subversive, and I like subversion. Playing with gender is always fun. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Angelus greets Giles cheerily as Rupert and says how very worried he was about Giles. Giles asks what he wants, and Angelus says he really he's really really excited um, about getting to the torturing for information part uh he says he used to love torturing and it's been a while and this is almost exactly what angel said to willie in what's my line i think it's his go-to line yeah they, they i mean they really are the same person uh, angelus and angel just plus or minus his soul uh <laughs> and when angel plays bad cop he reverts to how he would have behaved as angelus yeah. um when and- he when we he gets see his, further evidence of that in Angel the Series. Oh, yeah. When he gets his own show, the line between his two personas will blur considerably. Yeah. Pretty much is just, <laughs> is Angel boning Buffy YN? Yeah. Like, that's pretty much the only question for that pesky soul to either be around or not. <laughs> right. Is it Angelus? Is it not? I'm not sure. Yeah. Is yeah. Angel on drugs? YN? Yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. So we, it gets slipperier. The, the more he accepts uh-huh. himself, the slipperier that line. He does a lot of stuff in L.A. that Angelus would support. Yeah. Fully. Or if Angelus might be like, oh, dude. Wow. Whoa. Wow. Too far. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Angelus is getting a bit overheated about the torture thing and tells Giles, I mean, the last time I tortured somebody, they didn't even have chainsaws. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to miss his smart but stupid so ass. He's too I'm, I'm fun. Gonna, I'm going to ring the uh, angel and faith bell. Oh, yeah. it's oh, <laughs> I'll talk about that in just a second. Yeah, we, we have two different bells. We have So that's that's to be differentiated from... No, wait. 
It's not going to work. I can't have two yeah, different it's bells. Not gonna, yeah. I need two actual different bells and not just a whiskey glass and a pen. <laughs> we are not prepared. <laughs> oh, and Jealous directs Giles' attention to the sword sticking out of a cathla. He fills Giles in on his rather dumb attempt at the ritual <laughs> and how it didn't work. Surprise. And tells Giles that he needs an assist, but hopes that he puts enough resistance um, um, up for Angelus to torture him for quite a while. There's a decent amount of breathless sex eye when he tells Giles how very much he wants to torture him. He Dear might God. as He might as well tell him bondage looks good on him, but his outfit is wrong, you know? Yeah. Evil Faith's brother in such a big way. <laughs> if anybody has written this slash fiction... <laughs> Please, please send it to info at diagonesclubpodcast.com. Please send that to info at diagonesclubpodcast.com. Fifty Shades of Angelus. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> if only I weren't asexual and I could write that. I would try, but it would come off wrong. It's not about sex. Someone, it's about torture. I know, but somebody who actually thinks of what's sexy and it makes sense to other people, please write that. <laughs> Well, have, you, have you searched the interwebs for that kind of thing? I have not. I bet it's out because there. Because I encounter things I don't want to see. That's a fair point. I need to, that I have to edit things out. Like the, yeah, like, yeah. like I, the Giles and Buffy slash, which is gross. Ew, yeah, no, no, no. Terrible. No. I'd rather read about the Winchesters than that. Yeah, no shit. Yeah. Ew. I still need to go look looking for Faith and Buffy stuff. Yeah, but if, if you come across any... Well, I'll disappear. <laughs> like, we won't have a podcast if I find a bunch of it. <laughs> All right, and we're back. <laughs> At the summer's home, a cop has just finished poking around upstairs in Buffy's room, and Joyce is telling them there's been a mistake. <laughs> yeah. Joyce is wearing some red here. Uh, I wonder if that'll be important later. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's important on several levels. It sure is. Joyce is... Um... Wow, Joyce's costuming is interesting, because mm-hmm. she's got... The velvet, the black velvet Mm -hmm. of Angel over the red shirt. And then she'll put like a tan, don't look at me shirt, like jacket over that for a minute. Mm -hmm. She's just coding all over the place. Like Joyce is, wow. (laughs) Settle down, Joyce. Wow. She's (laughs) playing so many different roles in this and none of them are good for Buffy. Not even one. Not even one. Not even a little. She's the least helpful Joyce has ever been, and that's mm-hmm. saying something. At the worst possible time to yeah, be unhelpful, yes. That is saying something. Uh-huh. That's like saying that Xander, like, it's worse than Xander being dishonest at the worst possible time. Oh, this is wor- so much worse than Xander. This is, yeah, what Joyce does is so much worse than Xander. <laughs> Joyce should know better, and uh-huh. Xander's still learning. Yes. Yeah. And Xander and Buffy are really good friends, and they love each other as friends. Mm-hmm. Buffy's Joyce's daughter, for fuck's sake. She's your fucking yeah. kid. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> we'll have a lot more to say. We in it, certainly but will. yeah, just watch the costuming on Joyce because <laughs> yeah, very red. It's a real red, red. Yeah, red. Yeah, Ooh, I'm just I'm like, <laughs> yay! So you because you get to ring it later, so you're all excited. I know, I know I'm all excited about making noise. I played the wrong instrument in high school. <laughs> Do you play the triangle? Or the drums? <laughs> yeah. I love the old skins. <laughs> <laughs> the cops don't seem to believe that Joyce doesn't know where Buffy is because they apparently haven't been watching the show. <laughs> <laughs> Joyce says that Buffy was with Willow, and the detective asks if she means Willow Rosenberg, pointing out in a very nondiscreet cop manner that Willow is the second victim. Joyce is even more alarmed, and the detective brings up Buffy's history of violence. This is the same detective who questioned Buffy and Ted, we'll recall. 
And I'll overlook his asshole cop routine because he at least remembers what happened in Ted. Thanks, yeah, Detective Stein. Thanks, writers. <laughs> <laughs> he's one of the only cops who hasn't taken the roofie juice at the end of every day, apparently. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> I don't know what they're doing. They're just like memory wipe. <laughs> he's like, wait, way, way forward in Bad Girls. Those two cops, we never hear from them or see them. Like, what happened to them? Well, Surely they would remember who crashed their police car. I think the mayor took care of it, yeah. Oh, S-T-P-D-L-O-L. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> just get blackout drunk every night. You won't remember anything about well, just, The mayor just vampires sends vampires or... to eat them and uh, yeah, it's over. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Or that I, I think it would just be more effective to have like mages who wipe their memory of everything supernatural totally. every single day. That would make sense. That seems way more than the, <laughs> ma- the master's speed. Whoa, the mayor's speed? Yeah, yeah. it kind of does. Not the it? master. The master did other things. Like they... They walk through like it looks like a decontamination <laughs> chamber, like if you're you work at the CDC, but it wipes your brain. <laughs> the, metal, the metal detector. Yes. Just every time you go through oh, the metal totally. detector, it's the metal. Detector. <laughs> it just wipes your day's worth of memories. Yep. Or models them, changes all the names and faces or something. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. So everything is explainable by everyday events, and mm-hmm. there's no supernatural anything, and you just become like face blind to anything. That would that make is, so much sense. It makes so much more sense. Sunnydale syndrome, but in practice, not yes. just yeah. yes. Well, yeah. the cops have to have it big time, so we might as well induce it. Yeah, no shit. Because if the cops figure out there's vampires, ain't no more cops in Sunnydale. <laughs> no. They'll leave. They're like, I'm going to go to L.A. where it's safe. Yeah, and they'll be, get to L.A. like, oh, fuck, there's demons? God damn it. <laughs> they'll all end up here. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hear Salt Lake is safe. I have a theory that demons couldn't exist in Salt Lake. Because Salt. salt. Lots yep. of salt. Mm-hmm. Yep, absolutely. Well, yep. especially in the winter when we put salt all over the I know, fucking this roads. This would be a terrible place to be a ghost. Or absolutely. A demon or anything. Mm-hmm. Yep. I think it's a good theory. Yeah. There's salt fucking everywhere here, people. There is. There's... We are not kidding. We have salt farms. Yes. You can farm salt. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Farm it, wash it, send uh-huh. it out. Yep. Yep. I mean, we're desalinating the uh, the Great Salt Lake, but, you know, hmm. whatever. There's a lot of salt. Lots of salt. Salt, salt Lake flats. City. Yes. Yep. Salt Lake City, salt flats. Uh-huh. Um, the Sometimes best... the wind blows the right way and the air tastes like salt because of the salt flats. Sure does. Yeah. Yeah. I was uh, I was in, in Vegas once and uh, I went in to get a couple of beverages before we drove back. And um, and the guy behind the counter, uh, he looked at my ID. He's like, oh, Utah. And I expected the, are you a Mormon question. Of course. What I got was, is the lake really salt? I was like, yes, it is. Yes. In fact, I would thank you for such a lovely you question. You float in it. Yeah. You really can. I have, I know people who go float in it. <laughs> like you, recreationally. It's so stinky. <laughs> well, one side's stinky, the other one's not stinky. It's the the salt air side. It's stinky. We have this cool, that used to be, um, it's, now they have concerts there and wow, we're off topic. Um, but yeah, it's this really, really cool venue called Salt Air and it was like a, uh, turn of the century or twenties resort. Mm-hmm. And so it's got like yeah, kind of like cool, the Overlook like, Hotel. <laughs> yeah, totally. And it's got these, these all these cool structures to it. It's used in music videos and stuff. And we have concerts. That's where I saw Nine Inch Nails both times. Uh, I saw Tool there. I saw a uh, Perfect Circle there. Yeah, there's raves and stuff. It's really really fun place. But yeah, they used to have a water slide and everything. So you know, very salty. Yeah, very very salty. But on that side, it's not stinky. On the other side, it's a stinky. Yeah. Yeah. And it's pretty stinky. It's really stinky. Also, other times the wind will blow the right direction and the, the whole uh, valley smells like someone just farted. We used to call it the stinky lake. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it's called lake effect too. When that happens and it's raining, it's mm-hmm. like, ah, shit. It means yep. we're going to get way more rain or rain, way more snow. 
Uh, and that's Salt Lake. You should come here. It's pretty. It's pretty. Yeah. It's a very different place to live. We're we're a, a blue state within a red state. It's kind of a nice mix. I yeah, like it. Yeah, it's really fun. I dig it's it. A I mean, it's, it keeps us. To be. It keeps everybody chill. <laughs> it does. Yeah. <laughs> like you know, the conservatives <laughs> are chill. The liberals will chill. We all kind of get along. Just super. Do whatever you're gonna do, and just you know, let your neighbors do it too. Yep. Super nice. And the scenery you cannot beat. Oh, fantastic. My view on my way to and from work every day is one that people would pay thousands of dollars to see. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Yeah, I like it. I like it too. Um, so and, and advertisement for Salt Lake. We're not paid for that because who would? Right. Well, nobody nobody knows a little secret of how awesome That's it is cool. here. Yeah. And uh, we are the best kept secret. Maybe we should shut up. Don't come here. No, it's awful. It's hey. like it's like Greenland ow, ow. and Iceland. I'm being Look, stabbed this by place a Mormon. Is pretty ow. and covered in ice. No, wait, it's Greenland. Never mind. This right. one that's green is horrible. It's it's cold. We've it's all the salt Iceland. is ever the salt is up to our waists. <laughs> All the time. We are sitting in salt, right? There's salt everywhere. Inside your house, there's salt. The stupid salt is up to our waist. It's a salty place. But weirdly, saltwater taffy, not from here. We have it. I mean, it exists. We do have it, but it actually has nothing to do with saltwater. Really? Yeah, it's like I I, like the origin story is that is like there's some kind of flood or something, and so they started calling. It. I don't, I don't remember. I looked it up. It's, it has nothing to do with here or damn ocean taste water it. Why or, didn't we invent that? We're slacking, man. I don't know. It's tasty. It's one of my favorite things. It is. It's really good. <sighs> and back to the episode. <laughs> so uh, during TED, we wondered if Detective Stein represented Buffy's very human conscience and sense of guilt, and here he is popping up right after Buffy's judgment got all clouded by Angel, and she walked into a trap that damn near killed all of her friends. Mm. Also, why didn't Detective Stein just mention TED to Joyce? Why not directly ask, "Hey, remember that one time when your daughter beat your boyfriend to death?" Um, <laughs> <laughs> my pet theory. Is that Giles called the Watchers and they swept into town and leaned on everybody involved in Ted's case. Oh. It says the mayor is on the side of Buffy getting arrested and or shot in the face. Uh, it doesn't seem like it would be him. Uh, so we've got hints of a patriarchal power struggle, like the ancient line of Watchers uh, versus Mayberry and the 50s in America. Huh. Sort of playing out with our slayer caught in the middle that is very interesting. We'll kind of run into more layers as we go along this episode. Yeah, though. but I like that idea that there is there's bigger things afoot. There's other political mm-hmm. movements in place that are making things happen. Right. You know, like also, would the police really be cool with some librarian with all these demonology books and a an arsenal of weapons right. just kept in a cage unless they were obviously turning a blind eye? Because how many times have they been in that library for one reason or another? One, they should be searching it right now. Yeah, they and should. And finding and all this shit. they're not taking away the weapons. And people seem to know that they exist because of gingerbread. Right. So isn't it funny how there's nothing being done about that? I think it's got to be the Watchers. Yeah, I think it, that It's makes not the mayor. Sense. This is counter yeah. to the mayor's, you know, best well, interest. And we know that people are aware of who Giles is and what he does mm-hmm. because of... The first part of this episode, beginning right. part one, huh? No, that that is interesting. That there is there's bigger political forces at right. play. I mean, he doesn't. Detective Stein doesn't say, "Hey, uh, I'm the one. Remember me from <laughs> when your daughter totally yeah. killed Ted?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he or, just hints. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a little hint. Yeah, it is a little hint. It's like I can't mention this, right? But, but I'm gonna allude yeah. to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Interesting. Yeah, he he uh, ramps up the smug asshole kind of cop thing and uh, gives Joyce his card saying, 
you call us if she decides to stop by. That's a little unnecessary. And it definitely <laughs> propels Joyce into her domineering parent routine later in the episode. Uh, Buffy has arrived at Giles' apartment and found the door ajar. She calls for him, but finds Whistler instead. And we have a weird angle. Mm-hmm. This is whatever we have a weird angle of a space, we know something's up. Yeah. Like, this is the first time I've really noticed Giles' stairs, which are awesome. Oh, I think um, we saw them in passion. Yeah, we saw them in passion. But, but that was like, passion. Yeah. Which is a pretty dark episode it is but we it's it's like this angle specifically is just showing so much more i, of the I think apartment. it's supposed to be jarring because we saw it in passion i yeah. think it's oh, supposed that's to true. make us yeah. feel kind of it naked kind of, and vulnerable it does and it does i'm very uncomfortable in this mm-hmm. scene and, and like whistler's in the fucking like yeah. get out of his apartment whistler you it's fuck like, and just so everybody else can play this game with us there's this gorgeous lamp in giles's apartment oh yeah that's <laughs> looks and like we, a we tiffany zoom lamp right this is a perfect time to bring it up because we zoom right past it this thing somehow <laughs> survives everything it survived Igon. well and, and they tease you they this is intentional <laughs> what if you <laughs> like with Igon. Jenny is blessed by Igon. It tackles Giles or whatever. And they, yeah. It's like an inch. They're, yeah. they're an inch like away from that lamp. And it happens over and over. It's a It's probably a really a Tiffany lamp. <laughs> it happens so many times. That lamp gets menaced more than Buffy does. Like, <laughs> like arrows are flying past it. <laughs> you made a bear. You know, that kind of yeah, stuff is going totally. on. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's just, you, get, you guys can play this little game with us on, on the side. Just watch the lamp. Every time I see it now, I get all tense. I know, because I pointed it out. I'm like, that lamp is good. That lamp should be on the bus when they leave Sunnydale, just for funny. <laughs> that would, that would have been hilarious. Giles brings it back yeah, for them from England totally. and puts it on well, the it's counter. It's like Leon the professional always takes his plant with him. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Giles is with the lamp. <laughs> oh. uh, Whistler introduces himself, say, telling Buffy he was waiting for her. Remember that his curse is uh, supposed to be that he is Cassandra, so he probably can't help himself when he tells Buffy that he needs a date to the prom. Or can, <laughs> or can he? It's like a horrible thing to say to a vampire slayer. Uh, he ends yeah. up uh, pinned against the wall by that angry vampire slayer, and he's lucky that that's all that happened. Uh, she informs him that she's had a shitty day and offers to pull out his ribcage and put it on his head like a hat. Which is, um, she knows, I mean, she was about to mention that he's a demon, but she knows he's a demon because she doesn't threaten people like this. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. She knows there's something wrong with yeah. this guy. She already knows there's something funky yeah, with him. She doesn't even need to hone her senses around him. She's like, you. I think are it's just. A demon. I mean, the only person she roughs up is Willie. Uh, and yeah. Willie, and Willie's kind of guilt by association. However, they justify He's that. He's totally demon adjacent. Yeah, and and even in the first time she saw Willie get beat up, she had a problem with it. But now mm-hmm. she just no, it's just fun. Yeah. Um, well, and Willie doesn't seem to mind. <laughs> he's no, sort of like no. he's sort of like. Uh, Steve Martin's character in Little Shop of Horrors. Yeah. <laughs> he's like really excited about that dentist. Yeah, he does not mind too much. No, no, I think he's yeah. he's got a little sadomasochism going mm-hmm. on that Willie. Otherwise, why the fuck would he run a demon bar in Sunnydale? Right. Well, and and Buffy just Buffy has no idea who this dude is. She just No. Like but she's threatening him like he uh-huh. is the supernatural and she knows he is. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he compliments her on her vivid imagery and that was pretty good, I gotta yeah, say. Pretty good. <laughs> it's, it's more than we usually get from Buffy. She's getting pretty close to give zero fucks Buffy. Yeah. We're, <laughs> Which we're pushing of course. her. She's, she brings herself back from that edge a mm-hmm. lot of times. She's reining herself in because nobody else is doing it. Her parts are just right. scattered to the wind. Buffy is on her own yep. in her own mind. Because her mind, the metaphorical mind, is tied up. 
And, uh, <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> a little preoccupied with Angelus, so mm-hmm. to speak. Um, and yeah, so she's, she is full slayer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Uh, he tells her that this isn't how it was supposed to go. Angel was supposed to be the big hero, but nobody, to quote, saw Buffy coming and her uh, Narn of Danger screwed the whole thing up or something. Um, <laughs> honestly, okay, I have trouble understanding his Cassandra self too. Um, and I don't have much trouble with Drusilla even. So that's really saying something. Mm-hmm. He says that it's all Buffy's fault or whatever, and asks what she's going to do now. Buffy says she's prepared to do whatever she has to. He asks what she's prepared to give up, and the Slayer is getting bored and irritated, and (laughs) (laughs) Whistler should probably just back off a tad. (laughs) She asks, what are you, some immortal demon sent down to even the score between good and evil? Damn, girl. Okay. Uh, Whistler (laughs) says that was a good guess, and I'm wondering if it was more than a guess. That's extremely on the nose, which is interesting we'll talk about that a little bit later Mm -hmm. Uh, Buffy's really over all of this though and asks him well why don't you try getting off your immortal ass and fighting evil once in a while because I'm tired I'm sick and tired of doing it myself she's wearing a brown jacket that we discussed over her black shirt though and is overlooking how she was working with not only the the, uh, another slayer plus a ton of friends Um, this is what Buffy does at the end of the season though Uh, it's her thing (laughs) <laughs> saying that she's completely alone when she's really not. Uh, we, we'll know when she's really alone because she'll be wearing her one girl in all the world black. Mm-hmm. Whistler tells her, in the end, you're always by yourself. And that is true. Uh, just watch for the costume change at the end of the episode and you'll see <laughs> what Whistler and those of us at the podcast who watch the costuming are talking about. But isn't that very sensical of him to say? Mm-hmm. Easy to understand. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Uh-huh. He certainly seems to make sense when he wants to. Yeah, he? and he's he's still making me really uncomfortable. What the fuck was he doing upstairs in Giles' apartment? I just can't. Ah, he was it, going through his, his underwear. It's creeping or something. me out. Yeah, I know. I'm so creeped out. Is he looking for a book of Giles's? Like, I just I've never trusted this fucker. Yeah, we've yeah we have come upon a theory, gentle listeners. We, have we a will theory. we will reveal we'll get it. There. We will we'll reveal there. it, and it's pretty damn good, I gotta say. It is really good. <laughs> it's it's actually Snard's theory, but I support it. Maybe <laughs> bunnies. It's a good one. Uh, Whistler says, you're all you've got. That's the point. Now he's cassandra in a way that suggests that this is predestined, isn't he? Is this all for the powers that be? What is going on? I'm just, I, I can't, He confuses me so hard. Um, we've been talking about it, and, and we're pretty sure that the end of the next season was set up by the powers. So it makes sense that there's other stuff in motion with this season, mm-hmm. too. Well, this all speaks to other things in motion that are outside of Buffy yes. and Angel and the Scoobies. There's so much going on externally, and it's like it's just this huge confluence. It's it's like an eclipse. It's like something mm-hmm. you can't help, but maybe can't necessarily predict unless you're paying attention. Absolutely, yeah. It's yeah. A, and these are, there are events set in motion by the end of this episode that that we won't find out about for a few seasons, and then on Angel Show too, we've suggested that there's a, a battle going on between the Watchers and the Mayor. So, what if? What if that was put there to suggest the larger battle between the powers and, let's say, the first evil as well? Oh, yeah. Uh, in a few minutes, we're going to throw another group into the mix, too. Um, <laughs> is Buffy caught up in the machinery of many different pissing matches she doesn't know about? kind of seems that way. Yeah, it certainly seems that way. And it would, I mean... On a human level and then sort of a yeah. cosmic level. and Well, and, and the, the thesis statement of Buffy, at least at this point, where it is how to fight the patriarchy, mm-hmm. how, to, how to stand up and be powerful in the face of all of these very 
old ideas because yeah. we're telling in, you that you're a little missy who just yeah. needs to be in her place well and we saw in in go fish how terrible it is for men too and mm-hmm. it's just a, you know the show yeah. is saying this is a terrible thing all around yeah it is it should be it's, torn it's down oppression yeah and we're we're speaking to the oppression through watching buffy overcome it over and mm-hmm. over despite people telling her you're just a poor little thing who can't do anything for herself right including a- sometimes angelus yeah um <laughs> an angel and it, well yeah Awkward truce. Um, <laughs> he totally made a liar out of me, man. Yeah. Well, there are things we think are true, and then things that we actually see to be true. And mm-hmm. yeah, well, there's we are. I thought he didn't. There's damsel. we are. I th- <laughs> I'm well, just gonna go get some grass to chew on now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I thought he didn't damsel her, but he does. So yeah, we're down to we're down to. We're down to Faith and Spike, our two last contestants for not damseling Buffy. But it's damseling light. It's not... Right, right. Yeah. It's it's not like Riley does. No, no. It's more of a... um, I see see angels damseling her like, I'm older than you and you're young and I need to watch out for you. Yeah. Kind of the same way he sort of damsels Drusilla. Yeah. Like it's, yeah, it's a well, it's, it's more a, of a protective thing than it is an I think you're weak thing. Right. It's it's but sort of on effectively the, it does the same thing. It makes her weaker and it makes him weaker and it's yeah, so Yeah, it's so, it's not a healthy thing, but it's not it's not a destructive, active damseling like we see in other people. Right. It's a it's a loving damseling. It is. It's yeah. not to minimize her. It's to it's, it's he he thinks he's supporting her, but he's he thinks he's supporting her, but he's not he's kinda they're both dragging each other down. Yeah. Well it, it it's kind of like um if you've seen Band of Brothers, there's one point where uh Oh God, I can't remember his name, but one guy gets like shot in the helmet and he falls down. Mm-hmm. He keeps saying, I'm okay. I'm okay. Am I okay? And the other guy says, I think so. He said, then stop looking at me like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that, you know, uh-huh. like stop, stop telling me that I'm not okay. Exactly. And, and we've seen Buffy get kind of like, will you stop with it? I'm a vampire slayer. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so he, he just cares about her. Yeah. I don't think it's, it's making so much of a liar. It's just a fibber of you. Yes. Yeah. A, a misestimator. Yes. Yes, that's me. We we can't help it with him, particularly when we see, and it makes more sense. If Angel's first encounter with Buffy was in Sunnydale, he would never have damseled her. But he sees her for the first time when she just gets called and she's crying in the bathroom and she's a young girl and her parents are arguing. And so he has that, he's holding that memory of her as this really vulnerable kid who needs to be taken care of. And that seed is planted by Whistler. She's just a kid. Very true. So if there is any damseling being done, it might not necessarily be Angel's idea. Yeah, it's. I think it's the nature of their age difference. Honestly, yeah. This is. I mean, this is one of those things that's the what the show has been telling us this whole time is they're just never going to work as no, much as they, they're they adorable. They cannot work as long as they are both supernatural beings. Right. Right. They could both be human, or one of them could be human, but they can't both be supernatural powers because eventually they will be opposed to each other. Right. Like any, no two creatures that powerful will always be on the same side. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's not like they're the same thing. No. <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> they it's, are. It's not like they're both, because I mean, two vampires can get along quite well and, and two, mm-hmm. well, we hope that, you know, slayers, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, if you're the same kind of thing, two demons can get yeah. along fine and two vampires uh-huh. can get along fine. Are you making the gay marriage argument right now? Always. <laughs> <laughs> It was incidental. We don't actually have that kind of politics going on, but still. Yeah, you know. <laughs> I don't have anybody to marry. I don't give a shit right now. I'm very, very self-centered. Yes, and um, I, I could get married and I don't, so. You know, yes, exactly. What are you going to do? 
<laughs> but you know, the show is saying, uh-huh. no, it's a, uh, yeah, it's, um, yeah, it just doesn't, it just doesn't work over time. No, it, it, these two. it doesn't with them. And it's no matter how sweet yeah. and cute they are and how much we dig them. Well, I, I guess I could, I could drop the, the Greek myth here really quick. Sure. As long as we're running a long episode. Um, so Buffy and Angel in relationship to each other are the sun and moon. Yes. That's why we were pointing at all the suns that's and why moons we, the, everywhere. The, the Zodiac chart Cthulhu playing piano thing. <laughs> that's why it's, that's really yeah. important. And the sun and moon that were showing up in the background um, so often yep. that we see. These are all clues. So um, Angel is Helios when in relationship to Buffy. Mm-hmm. And Buffy is Eos, the goddess of the sun, of the moon. Um, and so the two of them will sometimes be in the sky together and sometimes eclipse each other and cancel each other out. But usually they're going to be on opposite sides of the sky from each other. Yeah. And, and think about that. The choices are canceling each other out or being at opposite sides of the sky. Yes. Those are their options. being so close, but not being able to touch. Right. So yeah, this is, that's how the metaphors are working. And then when they are not together, these are, they're kind of lesser deities. They're not recognized very much. Uh, there's a third to the triad whose name is Dawn. Uh, or, um, I can't remember her actual name right now, but yeah, she's, she's the, the dawn. So we have the sun, the moon, and the dawn that are these three kind of like half supernatural, half human trying to be something creatures. And so it, it is, it makes sense from the Greek myth idea that dawn, Buffy and angel are, are cut from the same cloth. Right. And, uh, in Greek myth, Helios and Eos do do it. So, you know, because Greek myth. Does, Without incest, one there's of, no myth. Does one of them go evil? And does, <laughs> no. does the other one have a No, we danger? don't get we don't get too much into that. <laughs> uh, that's sort of Apollo's job, right? Because Apollo is separate from Helios. Um, but yeah, so that's what I've been able to put together. I'm going to do a blog post about it when I get two minutes to do anything. I'm going to be teaching a writing class soon. We'll see. Um, so before we're done with Buffy, yeah. Before yeah. we're done, with, <laughs> hopefully within the next few months yeah. you know um i don't know how quickly it's going to get up um but yeah so and then when when angel is separate from being helios he's still the god of the sun he's still apollo and there's a whole bunch of mythology connected with that as well um like really really i i have evidence guys uh <laughs> but yeah that's why we reference the sun and the moon so much that's why we brought it up so much and it's it's really going to be very evident in this episode that they are because when they get that close you know, like even just the, the way the lighting happens and the symbolism and everything. Um, I don't know. I think it's just so cool. Yeah. I think the, it's just so, so cool. The, yeah. It's, I mean, the Star-Crossed Lovers thing. It's always Yeah, it's it totally is. Well, and yeah. the Sun and the Moon is, is the ultimate example of that. And I don't, mm-hmm. I, I don't I looked all over. I can't find more mythology with that involved. I know. Um, I'm telling you, know. you, it's that one episode of Charmed and like nothing else. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and in uh, in Japanese mythology, the right. Sun and the Moon are... Uh, they're they're lovers, but they get in a fight, and the sun says, "Go over there," and so the moon goes over there. As she should. Yeah. Toast your ass. She, yeah. She's like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's there's more to the Helios and the Eos thing, but I just yeah. wanted to bring it up for now. Yeah. Um. It's just, I mean, it's just more that they're not going to work. They're it is. Yeah. Work. It can't work. work. These yeah. two, you know, they're they're too similar and too different at the mm-hmm. same time. Um, you know, and just that struggle of trying to be both supernatural and human. We see that in Dawn as well. So Mm -hmm. I'm just kind of dropping that one. We'll bring her up later. Yeah, absolutely. And how she plays into the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be really interesting. And it'll distract you from your Dawn hate. (laughs) I really don't like Dawn. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. She's just such a... 
I, I think it's like, okay, when she gets older, I'll like her. When she gets older, I'll like her. And then she got older and I really didn't like her. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I'm telling you, I grew up with a little sister. I'm like, yeah, it's fine. Uh-huh. Yep. <laughs> That's cool. Dawn's fine. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> you just learn to you learn to weed out the stuff that irritates you and just be fine. Uh huh. <laughs> just gonna keep scribbling furiously in my notebook. <laughs> Drawing a little picture of Dawn and scribbling out there. I hate you, Dawn. <laughs> oh. It's like Giles' little stick figures with the blood and the <laughs> totally. I love Giles' drawings. Uh, Buffy. Okay. Uh, Buffy really doesn't want to hear any more of this kind of talk from Whistler and goes to leave. Uh, Whistler tells her that the sword isn't enough, that she has to be ready and know how to use it. And I can see the Cassandra problem still. Uh, (laughs) What he means is that there's a timing issue with when Buffy can use the sword and he'll explain all of that to her later. But the way he says it, I mean, swords have like a a pointy end, you know, you just kind of poke stuff. Yeah. And that's what she ends up doing. Yeah. <laughs> it, it works pretty well. It's it, it reminds me of a video game when you like encounter a character and they're like, oh, sorry, you don't have the right shirt on. You uh-huh. need to go on this <laughs> this quest to get this shirt before uh-huh. I can tell you. <laughs> yeah. Instead of just like, come back, I got like two seconds of stuff to tell you. Yeah, yeah of course. <laughs> of course he has to lure her back later. Uh, Buffy is walking along the sidewalk when she's spotted by a cop. He flips on his lights and sirens to give her plenty of notice that he's seen her. <laughs> Because it's important to let very dangerous people know that you're going to approach them. <laughs> it's like approaching a mountain lion where you're like shaking things yeah. and holding a stick. <laughs> well, we were talking about this earlier today. It's just going to kill you if it wants to. Well, There's yeah. not a lot you can do. Yeah. Much like He's lucky that Spike gets to him first. Well, yeah, no kidding. Because this is a vampire slayer yeah. who has already killed one guy she thought was human. Uh, <laughs> Buffy tries the walking by nonchalantly approach. <laughs> But he gets out and points his gun at her face. He screams at her to hold it and put her hands on her head and all that. And Buffy starts to comply while probably contemplating beating another human to death. Uh, When Spike jumps out of nowhere and knocks the cop out. Yay! (laughs) Yay, He even gets a triumphant hero music kind of flourish (laughs) and everything. And he's looking... I don't know what they did with his makeup and everything. He's extra pretty. He is extra pretty. He's like so... After all the darkness of this episode and everyone looking so disheveled, mm-hmm. he's so glowy. He's like he's gleaming. So, he is. Like his <laughs> hair is freshly bleached and his skin, he's like freshly shaving. They gave him like a hot shave. I don't know what they did. Yeah. But he is so refreshing to look at. Mm-hmm. And I think they did that on purpose to make it, you know, to have us kind of like vibe with what Buffy must be feeling, which is kind yeah. of like, I think you're trouble, but damn. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for showing up. So so very compelling. Well, and, you oh, know, yeah. Marcia's just a gorgeous man, so it's easy oh, to God, work with yeah. that. He still is. Have you seen him, pictures of him lately? Yeah, he's very pretty. He's, yep. just, he's still not a pretty thing. aging. No. He's just staying gorgeous. <laughs> yeah, he is. Crap. Uh, as one would expect, Spike greets her with a, hello, cutie. And <laughs> Buffy greets him with a Slayer hello. <laughs> it's actually a few Slayer hellos and a knee that was probably very uncomfortable. Yeah. Uh, Spike pushes her away and holds up his hands all innocently when she pulls out her stake. Uh, he tells her that he's waving the white flag and she explains, let me clear this up for you. We're mortal enemies. We don't get timeouts. <laughs> Okay, this is why the Spike and Buffy romance that happens eventually will kind of bum me out because I love them like this <laughs> with the face punching and sassiness from both sides. And this is the beginning of one of my, my all-time favorite platonic reluctant alliance by necessity relationships that starts, you know, it then yeah. starts here. It's, I love it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Spike says that 
he has no problem with a bit of face punching, but if uh, she wants to stop Angelus, she's going to have to work with him. Buffy is understandably skeptical because she hasn't seen all, <laughs> all the stuff that we've seen in the Mansion of the Undead and accuses Spike of still being on Angelus's team and trying to fuck with her. Spike, he's like, no, she's been screwing my... Or he's, she's been? <laughs> Afraid. Uh, no, no, he's been screwing my girlfriend. No. <laughs> like, a lot. Yeah, no over. idea. He's been calling me Roller Boy. I've been <laughs> in his wheelchair and it's been stupid. <laughs> like he, bad. He kissed me on the forehead. You know, it's just mean. <laughs> <laughs> Spike ter- tells her that Angelus has Giles and is currently torturing him. Buffy asks what he wants and Spike says that he really does want to stop Angelus and amuses himself by saying he wants to save the world too. (laughs) (laughs) She asks if he recalls being an evil vampire and Spike explains that vampires are all talk. He fishes some smokes out of the unconscious cop's pocket. I I love this. His like very casual pat Mm -hmm. down of himself. And then he goes to the cop. I know. I love it. It's so, it's so Spike. It's just such a, he's so punk rock. It's, he's completely, he's so great. Uh, he admits that he's a big fan of the world and, you know, what with dog racing, Manchester United, and people, the billions <laughs> of Happy Meals with Legs. <laughs> <laughs> and James Marsters is so good in this scene. We've seen Spike suffer while watching Angelus and Drew do their thing, and Spike, he's just so wonderful here. He's so likable and charismatic, and it's just incredible work in oh. this scene. He makes us believe him and makes Buffy believe him. Totally. Well, and it makes me, in this latest watch-through, He's been holed up where he's not able to express himself to mm-hmm. his friends right. for a long time after going something really horrible. And then what does Buffy do much, much, much later? She confides in him the same mm-hmm. way. Yeah, He's able to tell her things he can't tell the other people, and she's able to tell him things mm-hmm. that she can't tell other people. Absolutely. Yeah. And they have that connection. I mean, we saw that with the, the paint and or blood on the cheek. You know, they mm-hmm. they have a lot in common yeah they're very much cut from the same cloth mm-hmm. absolutely and it, i i like their relationship they're like you but unconventional I, I don't find them hooking up but i have my it own just, theories about that it just it just <laughs> it it's a bummer because we lose this yeah you we know? do we get some other good stuff out of it but mm-hmm. i miss this well and that's that's ultimately what happens whenever a friendship turns into something else is yeah. you if you are and i watch it happen careful, on every damn show <laughs> i know but if you're not careful you lose the friendship and that's uh-huh. tragic it really is absolutely you know yeah. i yeah yeah it makes me sad i know yeah. <laughs> uh, and if you don't then you end up like anya and xander yes yes you do yeah because like would you really want your friend to date you <sighs> <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's what I just think when she says I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna be with my best friend forever. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, that's way too forward. But <laughs> uh, he explains that sometimes a crazy vampire comes along with a vision, a real passion for destruction. Not an accident <laughs> that he used passion here either, alluding to the episode by name. Remember, Angelus told us in that episode, if we could live without passion, maybe we'd know some kind of peace, but we would be hollow. Uh, Spike is very good at reading people, and I think he's figured out that Angelus' uh, odd and misguided little plan is a suicide bomb, and that he's setting off because he, he got a taste of real love and knows he can never have it. Mm-hmm. Angelus is hollow, and both Angelus and Spike know this. Spike is capable of feeling love without a soul, after all, and he would know how terrible it would be to never be able to feel that again. 
Spike tells Buffy that Angelus is very capable of destroying the world. And Buffy asks why on earth Spike would want, would try to work with her, no matter <laughs> how much he hates Angelus and his plan. Spike explains, uh, illustrating that he can feel love, that he is doing it because he wants Drusilla back. He doesn't like the way she acts around Angelus, and he wants her to be the way she was. As Spike and Buffy will both discover, you really can't capture the old magic of, of a relationship once it's gone. <laughs> <laughs> You really can. No. <laughs> no. And just a little side note here. Buffy's looking dead. A little dead. Her makeup is, is uh, Angelus-like mm-hmm. in here. And I yeah. don't think that's by accident. Just like having Spike be so glowy and living looking. Mm-hmm. He's probably just barely somebody now that I think about it. Well, Buffy does die in one way or another, but pretty the end of pretty much every season. Yeah, <laughs> so. it's true. Yeah, she's starting to look a little Angelus pale. It's almost like they're they're sort of uh, on the same page in a certain Yeah, she's sense. a... Becoming the living dead girl a little bit. Yeah, just yeah. a little bit. Uh, Buffy tells him he's pathetic, and they exchange punches. Uh, Spike's... <laughs> it's like a conversation. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> See, also Faith. <laughs> Spike's justified in the punching here, because Buffy wants exactly the same thing with Angel that Spike does with Drew. Uh, Buffy, always hating the things in others that you hate in yourself. <laughs> Buffy tells him that one of her her friends died, and... There's another apocalypse going on and scoffs at how all he cares about is getting his girlfriend back. Well, I mean, Willow says kick his ass, Buffy. I mean, that's what this is all about, right? Spike is representing the part of Buffy whose judgment is clouded by Angel, the part that Xander went off about in the previous episode, saying, uh, but the way I see it uh, is that you want to forget all about Miss Calendar's murder so you can get your boyfriend back. You know, mm-hmm. that that part of Buffy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we're seeing that. Buffy has moved away from this kind of thinking enough so that she can see how ridiculous it is in somebody else, though it's still a very sensitive area for her. Her hope hasn't been completely shattered yet. Not yet, no. Anyway. Yeah, it's, it's the last grasp of, of innocent thinking. Yeah, and, and, she, and she does way. see how silly it is. Oh, yeah. I mean, because when Spike says exactly what she is wanting, mm-hmm. she punches him and says he's pathetic. Yeah. But it's exactly what she's wanting. She will frequently punch Spike and tell her, him what she needs to say to herself. She frequently punches a lot of people who represent herself. Yes. Yes, yes she does. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Transference will always be a problem. <laughs> but this is Buffy's show, so... <laughs> Oh, Buffy. Anyway, Spike tries to tell her that he wasn't involved in what happened to her friends, but Buffy continues saying that the whole earth may be sucked into hell, and you want my help because your girlfriend's a big hoe? Well, let me take this opportunity to not care. (laughs) Sometimes Cordelia just pops out of her head. (laughs) Cordelia's back being all nice, so her her little essence has got to float over somewhere. Well, it's important to have at least some merging with your shadow self at the end of a season. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Spike says he can't fight both Angelus and Drew by himself, and neither can Buffy, and she punches him again. <laughs> that last punch was just Buffy agreeing with him in a Slayer sort of way, because she says, I hate you, but what she means is, fine, we'll work together. <laughs> the cop makes a groaning noise, and Buffy tells Spike to explain. <laughs> he says he will as soon as he eats the cop, but Buffy <laughs> but Buffy does the ahem, ahem thing, and Spike is all, oh, right, sorry. <laughs> They walk off warily eyeing each other. (laughs) Oh, it's so good. In the hospital, Cordy and Xander are at Willow's bedside. Cordelia is being beyond sweet and goes to get him a coffee. He holds Willow's hand and tells her to wake up because they're best friends and he needs her. 
He also says he loves her, and I read absolutely no romantic anything in that statement No, at all. a lot of people have read stuff into this, and he just I loves know. her. I know. And he has a hard time saying it, because I don't think Xander says I love you too many people. Neither do I. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's. I think you've told me you love me twice. Yeah. Yeah. Mostly moments of duress in my life. Yes. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Pretty much. One time we were really, really drunk on tequila. Yeah. Like, really and the other drunk. time my fiance had just died. Yeah, pretty much. That's yes. about what we got. Yeah. Well, That's... I believe I believe the tequila part was it was a wake for my dog. Yes. Yeah. That was that was a wake for Howie. So yes, under yes. under moments of duress, and that was a lot of tequila. <laughs> I was so sick. Wow. That next I, day, I was so fucking sick, dude. Well, I threw up before I went to bed, so I was smart. <laughs> I was yes. the only one just barely not hungover enough to go get breakfast. Yes. I got bagels. Anyway, I just remember the smell of the Asiago cheese, and I haven't been able to have, have Asiago ever since. It was bad. Memorable. But yes, yes we're, so we're not I, that kind of family either. No, we're not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like, it's just because you just know. But. Um, yeah, because who wants to make a big deal of it? God, no, yeah, awkward, so, awkward. Like, yeah. shut down, run, uh, run away. Uh, awkward, uh, awkward. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but no, like Xander, we've talked a lot about his upbringing. We've talked a lot about his home mm-hmm. life. He doesn't come from a loving atmosphere where everyone's just throwing around "I love you." And I, I think it takes something like this to antagonize Xander to even say it to himself mm-hmm. that he loves somebody else, let alone somebody else. Right. Did I say that right? I think so. It takes so much to antagonize Xander into saying I love you to somebody else, let alone admitting it to himself. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, and I, I can relate to that. Yeah. I'm totally the same way. Yeah. So he's sitting there and he's processing out loud that he loves her. And it doesn't matter how. Mm-hmm. Like, she's his world. Yeah. If it, like... And he he lists out other reasons, you know. We do, yeah, because they they talk every night about what yeah, they, they spend did all that day whole day together, and yeah. then they talk every night and they process this crazy stuff. And she's probably the only person who understands about his family. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like this is just it's a plea to wake up. Yes, it is him begging her to wake up. What am I going to do without you? Because it, yeah. I love you. Yeah, it's you can't die because I love you, and yeah, I will miss you. And blah, and blah, blah. and she, at that moment, he's expressing that. She's the most important person in his life, regardless of what's going on with mm-hmm. Cordy. Because if the chips ever came down to him choosing between Willow and Cordy, in the uh, the Zoe coming to rescue Wash sense, mm-hmm. there's no question he right. has to choose Willow. Well, yeah, he, he he threatened to kill Buffy if Willow got a scratch, you know? Yeah, so. <laughs> because like it's it's the bros before hoes thing right now, right? And, and it's not about him falling in love with Willow. Give it a minute. I know. Wait. And that it's not even about that then. No, it's it, it the seed isn't even planted here. Right. I mean, I think maybe her almost dying might have changed things for her. Yeah. Like I think her brush with death might have given her a different take on things. Yeah, I think so. Because if she hadn't well, we'll get into it, but yeah, I, we'll, yeah, I we'll feel like there's so whole... much more that happens on her part than does on his. Yeah, we'll we'll um, talk about that horrible. We will, and, and, and I'm sure I'll allude to it again. Yes, and and he's a, hurt. Actually, and she, I'll allude to it again in about yeah, two right, seconds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and he's hurt when she asks for Oz, not because I loved you, I professed my love to you. It's I'm not the most important thing to you. Well, it's kind of that. No, here, case my. Okay, yeah. okay, um, yeah. okay. So because this is television, Willow starts to wake up. <laughs> she asks for Oz, and Xander looks a little sad. And I think this is their usual thing, where they don't have romantic feelings for each other. And I know they're going to have that terrible cheating confusion bullshit next season, but still, uh, they don't, 
and yet they don't want the other either person to be in a happy relationship with someone else. I, I believe this is the phenomenon I referred to as for fuck's sake, will you two get over it already? <laughs> right? I mean Yeah. They I don't think it is. they can't be they don't they can't be together. They don't really even mm-hmm. want to be together, no matter how much they kind of play with that. They, they decide they don't right. want to be. What they want is for the other one not to be happy with somebody else. I don't know. I mean, yeah, that, that's at least possible. If, at least if for the next season or two. Yeah, that seems to be it. I think I think right now it's just like, I don't know. It, she's the most important thing to him, mm-hmm. regardless of the fact that he's dating Cordy. And she wakes up and the first thing she asks for is Oz, not him. Right. And despite the fact that they have known each other forever. Right. And it's, it's just a different stick. kind of, it, I mean, it's, it's a callback to the Xander who screamed at Oz when he tucked in Willow's tag of her shirt. Yeah, this is the same. It's the same. It's, he's got it's those a feelings. Possessive. There. Yeah, and it and it, it is. It was a hurt. It's, obsession it's, for dorks. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's the same as Willow crying when she finds out that Xander had sex with absolutely and hating Faith. Faith forever. Yeah, like hating Faith for years because <laughs> she slept with Xander <laughs> well, for years. I mean, still not. I mean, she and Cordy get along okay, but it took a long time for her, for her mm-hmm. to even talk to Cordy. She called yeah. her a big hoe or whatever. Yeah, now they they bonded over them being a couple of guys. Right. <laughs> right. It, it took them a while. Yeah. You know? It took them both being hard up for sex to bond. <laughs> right. <laughs> they just won't put out. <laughs> and it's been a gradual process for them. Willow's uh-huh. going to hate Anya, too. Yeah. So, so yeah, yeah, it's it's their thing. Yeah, and it's I think it's more of a Willow problem. I really yes, do. Because Xander gets do. over it pretty fast. He does. Um, uh, well, Xander self-checks. He yeah. has a moment of being hurt, and then he immediately backs off and lets Oz have yep. his place. And he evaluates. And he, yeah, that's why, he I mean, knows. That, it's Xander like when has... he's reminded that Oz needs to be called, he calls immediately. He doesn't hesitate. Right. He doesn't shuffle his feet. He calls him, even though it's not what he wants to do. Right. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, the cheating is the wake-up call for Xander. Yes. I'm pretty sure. And um, he works on being a better person. Right. And the cheating is not a wake-up call for Willow. No, no. <laughs> she just kind of continues with her behavior. We don't really have one of those for Willow, do we? <laughs> we sure don't. No. Mm-mm. No. Um, I'm going to give props again to Faith for being the closest person on the whole show to be like, dude, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> to willow yeah so we, we are launching into something pretty interesting with the two of them but yeah right now this is not the spark of romance this is just she has been there forever mm-hmm. and you know she's part of him he's expressing that you yep. know you're part of me we can't be separated yeah and then then she wakes up and asks for oz and he is understandably just a little bit hurt mm-hmm. you know he doesn't because, show her yeah. he's hurt he doesn't go you know Crying yeah, he, in the bathroom or anything. No, he, just, he sure doesn't. He just he <laughs> takes it like a man. Yeah. Uh, you know, he he sees it as, and I think he's able to classify that as like, because he has a girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And he probably, um, my guess is that he thinks, okay, who would I ask for if I woke up? Probably Cordy. Yeah. Probably Cordy. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, he, yeah. he goes away mm-hmm. and, and lets Oz, Oz have the space. Yeah. 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 Uh, thankfully, Oz comes in and holds Willow's hand and they're all cute. Uh, he's his usual chill self. Xander goes to find a doctor and because he does shake it off. Mm-hmm. And Oz asks how Willow is feeling. She says her head feels big and asks if it's actually big. He says that it's head size. <laughs> <laughs> 
They are very cute. They are very cute. Uh, uh, she asks if any, if everyone else is okay. And poor Oz just got there and has absolutely no idea. He's been missing out on a lot of stuff, as he will yes. say soon. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and he's wearing someone else's shirt, which makes me concerned. Oh, yeah, he went to the thrift store and got a bowling shirt for whoever it was. Yeah. yeah he's just continuing on with the trend of nobody matching up yes. in this episode. Everyone just being a little bit... It's end of the season. Everything's crazy. <laughs> Giles is really, really not okay. It should be noted. Uh, he's tied up and has blood running all down his fingers. It becomes clear later that Angelus has broken them. Angelus is across the room in a chair, polishing Giles' glasses for him. He tells Giles how impressed he is at his resistance to breaking under torture and puts Giles' glasses back on and asks how he's doing. Giles steals himself and says, never better. And Angelus continues with the torture and, um, Where's he grabbing there? Yeah, Snart. He kneels, so he, he kneels down. He, he, he gives him the sex eye. Yeah, he looks like um. What kind of torture is this? Uh, I am. Um, don't know. It seems painful. It doesn't, and we don't see a lot of blood on Giles later. No, I think. I think Angelus is doing torture the smart way, unlike his sister, who starts out a little too hard, a little too fast. She is not experienced in torture. Oh, evil we, faith. Well, evil with, faith had a different motivation. Well, that's true. Evil <laughs> faith did have a different motivation. But you, you've got to start with the shallow cuts and the superficial and the bruising. And no, then I do admire her for knowing forms. the four basic food groups of torture. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I like that. But it, it's a little too academic. You it's know? a wonderful touch, Angelus though. Angelus is well, yeah, exactly is. because this. I mean, because being evil faith doesn't come naturally to faith it comes yeah. naturally to angelus it does and so because faith still has going, a soul yeah <laughs> you know she's just crazy it's true yeah. so yeah angelus is going you know he's going soft tissue first as as you should when you're torturing because if you accidentally kill them before you can get anywhere or if you make it too painful too fast their endorphins kick in and they yeah. don't feel anything how i know this is because i'm a writer and i research <laughs> things for writing i want to make this clear i'm not torturing watchers in my spare time <laughs> I speak to the committee of invisible people judging me in the room. <laughs> so <laughs> Gesturing. So I shouldn't be worried that you have like a, like a no, big no, hole no, in your basement? No, I'm just like, oh, no, like, no, like no. a bucket and a lotion yeah. in the basket. <laughs> lotion on skin. Um, I love that song. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I think he is pinching his balls. Long story short. I think so too. Yep. Otherwise, there'd be like blood, and I mean, we see because yeah, we, we see we that Wesley see... is like bloody when Faith he is, is torturing him. Bloody, and and I'll get to some costuming stuff later with Giles, but um, but yeah, we don't see a lot of blood on Giles. We don't see like even in the in the aftermath, he's just got some splints and stuff on, right? So I think Angelus is going about this really smart, and he's twisting his balls. I think so like, too. I think he's squeezing his balls. There's nothing else he could be doing until he's yeah. tic- unless he's tickling his tummy. You know, yeah, <laughs> yeah. the angle of his arm that you can see. Yeah. So yeah. I I think I don't know if that's necessarily what we're expe- supposed to think. I think maybe it was just left up to our imagination. But the the sex eye from Angelus combined with the very particular shudder from Giles makes me think this is this is a little BDSM play. Yeah, well, a little a little uh, was it CBT? Yeah, yeah, CBT. Yes, that. yes. <laughs> yeah, I think that's what's going on here. Uh huh. Yeah, it sure seems like which, it, man. which means that that Anthony Stewart head in some way kind of gets it on with three people in this episode. Sounds fun. <laughs> well, Giles does I, too. Yeah. I guess. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. uh, Buffy and Spike are still walking and still eyeing each other suspiciously when Joyce pulls up in her jeep. <laughs> 
Like, love, just watch them. It's so funny. Oh, it's so like, what are you doing? What are you doing over there? <laughs> Pretty much how it goes. Uh, Joyce jumps out and asks Buffy where she's been and if she's okay. Uh, she reports that the police have been there and that she's been looking for Buffy herself. Buffy suggests that they go inside so she can explain. Joyce asks who Spike is and Spike comes up behind Buffy and looks Joyce up and down in like a super suggestive kind of way yeah like and it's slow this isn't an incidental it's it's, it's really it's a once over it's like me, hmm. it, it's a mirror for angela's checking out giles yeah like to me there's a little mirroring going on with like the t- the parental figures are being <laughs> checked out i don't know but it, it's damn it vampires you're so weird <laughs> like stay away from buffy's parents that's <laughs> Yeah, like, I think Spike's kind of like, I remember you. Yeah, well, yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. Well, and, and it isn't like Joyce is an older woman to a vampire, no, you know? No. It's like... No, neither one of them. They are all essentially the same age to vampires. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> but but go back and watch. If you haven't seen this scene and haven't noticed that, go back and watch yeah, Spike. I didn't watch it until you pointed it out to and me, he's but just oh like, my God. He's like, oh, damn. Yeah. <laughs> Girl, Girl look at you. Red. They happen to be wearing matching outfits, so it, it works. Yeah, they out. are matchy. Yep. Oh. <laughs> um, Joyce doesn't have time for vampire leering, though. She wants <laughs> Buffy to tell her what's been going on. Spike is surprised that Joyce has no idea that Buffy is a vampire slayer, and we learn later that later on that Spike is shocked because he never would have kept this kind of information from his own mom. Oh yeah, he and his mom were tight. Yeah. He would have totally been like, I'm a vampire slayer. Yeah. Because he did it when he was a vampire, too. <laughs> and she might have believed him. Absolutely. Yeah. Spike's mom was great until she got turned. Well, that was a demon. Yeah. Spike's mom was, was always demon, great. Spike's is, mom oh. was always fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. It was just Very a demon. Very sweet and supportive. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, oh, you're a vampire, honey. That's nice. <laughs> <laughs> Are you going out swinging tonight? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's <is> so cute. <laughs> well, as we find out, Cecily might have been more impressed if he was a vampire hunter. A rogue demon hunter. A rogue so demon speak. hunter. Yeah, I think Cecily would have been all about that. Yeah, if he'd been more like Hulse. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Joyce wants to know what he's talking about, and Buffy actually almost comes up with a decent lie and tells her mom that they're in a band together. <laughs> Spike tries to say Buffy plays the triangle, but Buffy is sure she plays the drums. Uh, Joyce well, asks involved the nice handy wooden sticks. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> well, she's used a drumstick before on her birthday. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she has. She's used the parts of the drum set more than she's used any other instrument. Very true. Because she used the cymbal. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Perfect. And she, she used one of the, I think, the hi-hat stands to break the um, the window. Oh, yeah, for, for, for yeah. Luke. Yeah. She totally plays the drums. Go, Buffy. She loves drums. <laughs> yeah. That'd be so cute. The old skins. She'd be great. I can't say that enough. <laughs> <laughs> and Joyce asks what Spike does in the band. Well, I sing. <laughs> <laughs> so I love his his, like... Yeah, just the whole, he can't believe he's having to lie to Buffy's mom, like, Seriously. the whole time. He's like, he's why don't you just like, tell your mom you're yeah. a vampire slayer, dude? It's not a bad thing. <laughs> you see this little touch of him being kind of like, um. This is weird. Uh, like, this is really, but he understands later why she didn't. Yes, yes. Uh, Buffy suggests again that they go inside, and Joyce is expressing her disapproval when a vampire tries to get her. Buffy and Spike take care of him very efficiently with great teamwork, and conclude that it was one of Angelus's vampire minions. Joyce asks one more time what the <laughs> fuck is going on, and Buffy finally tells the truth. She's a vampire slayer. Let's not forget that 
the talk like this has gotten Buffy committed to a mental institution once already, so this can't have been easy for her. No. And uh, and I find it interesting that Joyce just stands and watches. Just like uh She doesn't like scream, she doesn't run. No, just like Snyder did. You yeah. know, both Joyce and Snyder just watch. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, well, that's I, what that looks like. Well, I gotta figure, I guess. That's, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, oh, that's a vampire. Yeah. <laughs> I was wondering what yeah. one of those looks like. She doesn't jump when he bursts in. Like, he, she just kind of no, opens just, her eyes a little wider. She's kind of like, huh. Yeah, she's not <laughs> drinking yet because she just drove. Right. So, not drunk, Joyce. Nope. Not, not schnapps, Joyce. She had no schnapps. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I think yep. that's interesting. That just, she just confirmation for what she really already yeah. knew. And then the look of incredulity, as if she didn't just watch somebody burst into <laughs> <Right>. dust. <laughs> I did not just see that. Well, Sunnydale Syndrome was trying to close in Oh, again. yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. In the hospital, Willow is on the phone with Buffy while Oz hands her some jello. Okay, this is red jello. <laughs> like, who in the prop department is having a fun time today? Like, all of them. <laughs> all of them are having a great time. <laughs> Someone just decided to go ahead and be like, you know, it'd be funny. <laughs> Nice gory red jello. <laughs> well, and Willow did say she'd bleed metaphor blood, and there it is. That's true. <laughs> it's just, it's so, like, I don't even think there's a metaphor here. I think just the prop department is just like, <laughs> I just think it's a callback to when Willow said that she'd bleed for, you know, yeah. and, you know, and then, oh, no, it's metaphor blood. I think they're Probably, like, yeah. here it is. Here's yeah. metaphor blood. <laughs> so funny. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Willow is reassuring Buffy that there doesn't appear to be any brain damage at all because she knew which president and was able to see how many fingers and all that. <laughs> Buffy in her kitchen is relieved that Willow is okay. She's also wearing her one girl in all the world black shirt. She has taken off her yeah. jacket. And there's a little collage of, of baby pictures behind her. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, I'll get there in a second. But... Okay. Yeah. Um, she, uh, she apologizes for not being there with Willow, and Willow apologizes for not being able to do the soul race, the restoration spell. Buffy says that she shouldn't be sorry because it wasn't meant to be, or it was meant to be so much worse, I guess. She says, I, I know I'm never going to get him back the way he was. It just makes it easier. As bad as Buffy is at lying for undercover work, she's really very good at lying about what she's <laughs> going through emotionally to spare other people's feelings, isn't she? Well, she's certainly phoning it in. <laughs> <laughs> literally, people. Yep. Literally phoning it in. <laughs> On a phone that's kind of the same color as the jacket she was wearing earlier. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I, yep. I, find, I find this rallying of the troops from a distance thing with Buffy really interesting, especially considering how travel seems to happen in Sunnydale where it's fairly instantaneous, mm-hmm. um, which I'm more willing to believe in Sunnydale than say New York. Right. Um, but yeah, like it's, she wanted to be at the hospital. She could run to the hospital and then come back. So right. this phone call of telling people what to do is she's really removed from her inner workings. Mm-hmm. I find it very, very interesting. Absolutely. I mean, it, it's it pretty much just, you know, you get smacked down enough by your friends enough times for expressing yourself and this will happen mm-hmm. to the yeah. point where you won't even open up next season when someone begs you to talk. Yeah. Well, and she's <laughs> allied with the enemy and that's mm-hmm. air quotes again. Um, she's allied with the enemy and working with him instead of working with her parts and her right. friends. So, you know, she's pushing them away. Yep. But turns out good reason. Yes. Yes. Yeah. As we'll find out in two mm-hmm. episodes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Assholes. We're already pissed. Yeah. Yep. Seriously. Isn't it pretty racist? <laughs> the only good part of that episode as far as <laughs> characters go. <laughs> and that in the schnapps. Yeah. 
Yeah, so during this conversation, there's a cute picture of a very young Buffy in the pool, reminding us of some more of the innocence she's going to be leaving behind in this episode. Willow asks if Buffy has been able to find out where Giles is, and Buffy says she has, and Willow wouldn't believe her if she told her how. (laughs) (laughs) Cut to Spike and Joyce sitting awkwardly in the living room. (laughs) Joyce with a drink. Yes. (laughs) As as I would, too. I would, absolutely, yes. Uh, Back in the kitchen, Buffy has Xander on the phone and tells him about the mansion of the undead. She plans to raid it first thing in the morning. She wants to, he wants to help, but she tells him she's fine. Uh, He asks if she thinks that Giles is still alive, and she says she does, but she wishes uh, he was there to tell her what to do. We actually don't see Giles doing that a lot, since Buffy is the one who gives orders, but I know what she means. Yeah, Yeah. well, he's he's the thinker. He's the Mm -hmm. helpful one. Yeah. Yeah, and her dad. Yeah. And her dad. And it's, it's, it's hard without the, you know, it's the adultier adult. If you've seen that meme, Mm -hmm. you know, I know I'm an adult, but I need an adultier adult. Yeah. He's there to make sure they're doing the right thing. And and she sure could have used her dad there since she's going to come out to her mom. Yeah. Either dad. Yeah. Giles or her actual dad. Giles or Hank, doesn't matter. It would have been nice if there was a dad It would have been nice, yeah, to have that extra voice. This is... When Giles offered to help out with the sex talk, mm-hmm. this would have been the time to to have him coming actually out as a slayer talk. Yes. Yeah, coming out as a slayer where he's he like, could have no, done the, no, he could have done the speech that he loves. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> the encyclopedia with arm speech. Yes, in every generation. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> in the living room, Joyce breaks the awkward silence by asking Spike if they've met before. He confirms that they have. Uh, that <laughs> time when she smacked him with a fire axe in school hard, she's like, oh, right. And then asks him conversationally if he lives in town. <laughs> <laughs> I love these two. This is, the, this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship. <laughs> Absolutely. Because <laughs> I think we see the two of them interact a few times, but I feel like he drops by just to talk to Buffy's mom. Absolutely. Because mom, like he loves mm-hmm. moms. He does love know? moms. He remembers yeah. his mom. He he sees mm-hmm. the mom potential in Joyce, what Joyce yeah. used to be as a mom and yeah. has lost. Yeah, totally. And especially once she comes to terms with everything that's happening, like mm-hmm. she when when she dies, he is broken. Mm-hmm. And so I think just like there was a deeper relationship with Giles and Joyce, I think there's a much deeper relationship with Joyce and, and Spike. Oh, for sure. You know, and, well, and, and I mean, and Faith and Joyce have that, you know, the yeah. night and amends. And Joyce just has, from this point on, Joyce becomes a really special person for everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I she mean, does. Once Anya, she's included. Anya adores Joyce, even though yeah. Anya hates everybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's because we are about to move Joyce into a separate metaphor. Excellent. Yes. Excellent. Yeah. Once, <laughs> once, once we get her to terms with everything, Joyce's Greek god wakes up. Nice. And we will be able to talk about her mid next season. Delightful. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Buffy comes in and Joyce asks if Willow is okay. Buffy assures her that Willow is fine. She tells Spike to spill it. He lays out the deal. He gets away with Drew, and he helps Buffy kill Angelus. He knows, by the way, that Buffy will be as good as her word, because they made a similar deal in Lie to Me, and Buffy followed through. Mm-hmm. Joyce is trying to keep up, jumping in um, to ask if, if they're talking about Angel, as in Buffy's boyfriend, Angel. Yeah, Joyce, sorry. Buffy does indeed date the undead. <laughs> <laughs> Buffy says no deal on Drusilla getting away, because Drew killed Kendra. And Spike is momentarily proud of Drew until he remembers his audience. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, it, it is very sweet of him to be congratulatory and conciliatory. And then he realizes, oh, right, yeah, but, sorry. But perhaps not to. And this is the this is that scene of levity. 
before yeah. everything hits the fan. So yeah. we need Cord- this Cordy and Spike breath. are going to give us some breathing room in this yeah. episode. And thank like, you. Yeah. <laughs> while, all, while still maintaining the pressure of the episode, which right. is, it's impressive. We're not taking a break. I'm like, we are in this episode, right. you and me. Um, they're maintaining the pressure of keeping all the subject matter present. Mm-hmm. You know, talking about how gross Willow looks or, you know, mentioning that Kendra died. It's maintaining the tension. Right. It's just giving us, just little, giving us a minute a, to laugh. A, a breath here yeah. and a breath there. But it's not yeah. making light of anything. It's not being untrue to the story or untrue to the characters. No, it's it's a, it's beautiful, amazing pacing and uh, amazing mm-hmm. use of comic relief. Uh, it's, I mean, as exemplified by how many people cry at the end of this episode. Oh, yeah. Pretty much everybody. Yeah. Me, yeah. every time. Yeah, every damn every time. Every damn God time. damn it. <laughs> <sighs> Uh, Buffy is disgusted that she invited Spike into her house. <laughs> Joyce is relieved to find out that Buffy didn't kill anyone. Or anyone really, as- Joyce? Any- well, but anyone aside from Ted. I mean, she has watched yeah. Buffy kill somebody. Uh, Joyce asks if Kendra exploded like the vampire outside, and Buffy tells her that Kendra was a slayer. And hold on to your hats, kids, because the production coding of Slayer equals queer starts coming down hard enough to require an umbrella for the rest of Joyce's side of this conversation. Um, I don't think we need a bell. Um, <laughs> yes, we're, we're already using the bell for Faith and Buffy, but Faith is on her way. So the former Faith and Buffy act the same bell is now the subtext and or text bell. The Slayer equals bisexual bell, if you will. Yes. It will sound like this. Very nice. <laughs> and... I love this. I still, I just want everybody to tell me their stories of coming out and how it went and if it was like this or not. Right. Mine was terribly boring. Yeah. Mine pretty boring too. (laughs) It was more like, here's a Wikipedia article. I'm texting it to you now. Um, (laughs) My sexual orientation is very confusing (laughs) as is evidenced by many conversations. Um, But yeah, I want to know if this is how it went for you, if Buffy helped you, if you related, if you didn't relate, if you felt her here, if you felt Joyce, if you had a kid come out to you and you didn't get it at first. I want to know all of these. Please, please, please send those to us. Because this is definitely how it happens on television. Yes. On television, this is how people come out and this is the reaction that they get. Mm -hmm. Probably not so much anymore, but for a long time in the late 90s, holy crap, this is the conversation that happened over and over and over. Exactly. And I know know a few people. People personally who this is how it went for them too yeah. um so yeah i just want i i have this thing for coming out stories i love this moment of clarity where you decide that this is the time to tell everybody mm-hmm. who you are i think these are really important stories so if like if you don't want anybody other than us to read them um please specify if yeah, you're yeah. okay with us posting them on the website please just tell me what name you want it posted under yep and and um, if, if you don't say i want this posted under this name we will not post it we yeah. promise Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you, you can only get it posted by saying, I want this posted. Exactly. Yes. Please <laughs> specify what name you want it under and if it's okay to post or not. Right. If you don't say anything, I'm going to assume I shouldn't post it or I'll just reply to you and ask if I can. Um, you know, we can change names and dates or whatever yeah. you need but to do. But it won't go up there till we have your express approval exactly. and sign off. Yes. yes. <laughs> but please, please, please send those to us. I don't care how far out you're listening to this from when it was posted yep. and published. Like, we really want these stories because yeah. as, as two queers, we want to keep this conversation going. Absolutely. You know, like it, just as a meta conversation as adjacent to Buffy and Angel, because mm-hmm. in Angel, we also have Lauren. We have this conversation going already in the show. We want to have this IRL too. Yep. Yeah. For sure. Because it's important. Mm-hmm. It is. So, <laughs> Joyce asks if Kendra was like what you are, and Buffy nods. 
Spike insists that the deal has to be him and Drusilla in exchange for helping get, getting rid of Angelus. Joyce asks, Honey, are you sure you're a vampire slayer? Spike promises to get Drew out of the country, so Buffy will never have to deal with them again. Buffy agrees to the terms. She tells him to go back to the mansion of the undead and keep Angelus from killing Giles, basically. Uh, <laughs> Joyce asks, I mean, have you tried not being a slayer? <laughs> yeah, no shit, right? Yeah, that, that's a <laughs> It should be noted that both Buffy and Spike are kind of appalled at that one. <laughs> Spike is having... He's over it now. Yeah, he's, he's like, like, oh, that's oh why you didn't tell your mom. <laughs> yeah. My mom was way better than this. I told yes. her I was a vampire. <laughs> Buffy tells Spike to get ready to back her up when when uh, when she gets there and assures him that if Giles dies, she'll kill Drusilla too. Spike understands. Joyce suggests it's because you didn't have a strong father figure, isn't it? Hang on. Yeah, that gets an extra loud ding because Jesus Christ. <laughs> Buffy's not having a good time she says it's just fate mom i'm the slayer accept it there you go <laughs> uh giving the bill of bisexuality a rest for a second joyce insists that they should call the police or at least i hope she's giving the subtext a rest but, <laughs> but who knows with joyce <laughs> if it's the ymca police we're good to go <laughs> That'd be awesome. <laughs> Buffy says they're really not going to do that. Call the police. Joyce <laughs> smiles that now they that uh, they know that Buffy is innocent now, so there's no problem. Buffy is disappointed that her mom actually thought she killed Kendra, and I don't usually back Joyce, and I certainly won't for the rest of this episode. But Joyce was watching while Buffy totally murdered Ted. You know. Yeah, but we all it's want a, it's to a think little... that our moms think the best of us, regardless. Exactly, and that's the problem. <laughs> you <Yeah>. know, <laughs> because I mean, so so. <laughs> like... <laughs> Yes, you always want your mom to. I mean, because mm. I, I understand Joyce's position on this one, and totally understand Buffy's too. Completely, yeah. Joyce saw Buffy murder somebody, mm -hmm. uh, and now has found out this whole Slayer thing. She also saw kill a vampire like two seconds ago. Uh, and uh, but the worst part is <laughs> when Detective Simon came by and said, "Hey, she's killed all these people." Joyce is like, "Oh, probably." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's like you see it from Buffy's perspective too, because Buffy's like, "Ted was a one-off." I do not go around killing humans. That that was a weird thing, and mm -hmm. I have could, I I promised myself I'm going to forget about it. Whatever. Yeah. Um, so, but at the same time, Joyce did see it. But you know, there are like serial killers in jail, and their moms still managed to maintain the fact that they were probably innocent. And that's part of the coming out story too. Yes, I've heard that a lot of times from people who are disowned by their parents. There are serial killers in the on death row, and their moms go and visit them. And mm -hmm. my mom doesn't. Yeah. Like I've heard that from a lot of people. And shout out to mom and dad, love you. Um. <laughs> yeah, you guys are the bomb. You're a total bomb. Like, yeah, <laughs> we knew we had to never worry about this kind of thing. Just um, listen to us. We turned out good. Yeah, exactly. Good job, guys. <laughs> but you know, this is. I think it's part of the. I think it's part yeah. of the metaphor mm -hmm. uh, about the. I think it's part of the subtext. The bisexual slayer yeah. subtext i think no, it I absolutely think it is. is yeah like it because somehow and, her sunnydale syndrome isn't kicking in now right and what? well and uh and remember ted was going to expose buffy as a slayer because he had a diary yep so that was our, our one of our first callbacks or call outs to mm -hmm. uh buffy being you know slayer being bisexual oh totally retroactive yes <laughs> 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 uh, 
we're gonna have gotten a triangle we're this. gonna break that thing next season <laughs> I'll get a, i will get a real bell for next season okay. i'll get one of those little hand gongs dingy or maybe like a, a desk bell dingy dingy oh that'd be fun yeah just an easy yeah because it's gonna go off a lot when as soon as <laughs> as soon as faith steps foot in sunnydale it's gonna be dingy 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 dingy, dingy. Yeah. Maybe, yeah should we get an intern possibly <laughs> a cat a cat yes. intern i'll just use the laser pointer and they'll yeah that'd be awesome <laughs> Uh, so Joyce says she didn't mean it that way, but they have proof now. Buffy's not sure what the hell she's talking about since they didn't believe the cops didn't believe Buffy before when she was saying words and even tried to shoot her in the head and stuff. Uh, Joyce says she's sure the police will understand. And Buffy says that getting the police involved will get them killed. Joyce taking it way too far thinks this means that Buffy is going to kill the police. <laughs> So Joyce is still pretty sure that Buffy and, is extremely and this dangerous. Is where Joyce loses all understanding yeah, gone, for me. God, this gone. is this is. I mean, I understood before when she was like, "Did you kill Kendra?" Because you did kill Ted. But now you're gonna. You think your daughter's gonna kill all the police? She would have done that earlier. That'd be so easy for her. Yes. Like she, that would have made her evening a lot better. Like, remember that time the policeman was shooting at her in the school? I'm pretty sure you heard about that, Joyce. <laughs> remember that? Remember that time she didn't kill that one? Right. <laughs> Seriously. For real. Yeah, so she's going way over the end. Uh, and I mean, she's not, she's not, you know, still not wrong, but different kind of dangerous, Joyce. <laughs> Buffy's dangerous, but not that kind of dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> uh, not even Faith gets that dangerous, killing a bunch of cops. No, 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 no. not so much. No. <laughs> not even a little bit. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> the worst they do is crash a cop car and leave them there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That was for groping. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Buffy points out that she's a slayer, not a postal worker. Remember the innocent days when only postal workers murdered people at their jobs? Oh, Memories. It was only 20 years ago. Yes. How far we've come in the oh, new yeah, Roman yeah. Empire. Yes. Welcome to the new Roman Empire, everybody. Yep. Uh, Joyce picks up the phone, but Buffy exasperatedly presses the lever to hang it up. She takes the phone and explains that demons and vampires and things like that are out of the cop's jurisdiction and in hers, and she'll take care of it. Joyce says she still doesn't know what Bobby is talking about, though you'd think that the Slayer part is pretty self-explanatory. <laughs> <laughs> Buffy snarks that her mom should have another drink, and Joyce throws her drink across the room, most definitely getting Buffy's attention. Buffy does have a tendency to um, push a little too hard sometimes, yeah, doesn't well, she? well, she has that little ability to find exactly what your weakness is. She sure does, so, and throw which, it right in your face. Which makes me think Joyce does a little bit of the drinking. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, this and into or Or next... worries... Joyce either does some too much drinking or worries that she does too much drinking. Yeah, it's one or the other. Yeah. But I could see I could see myself going to the bottle a little bit under Joyce's circumstances. Oh yeah. Yeah. Also, you're in this fucked up town and you're trying to talk yourself out of shit all the time and your daughter is like doing weird fucking yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and yep. who knows? And you work at a gallery and they probably have wine all the time. Yeah, I yeah. could see it. Yep. Also, take note, Buffy's childhood photos are haloing Joyce's head in this yes. scene. What's her thoughts? Her, she's yeah. thinking about her innocent kid mm-hmm. who's, who's, you know, not a slayer or a bisexual. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Just that, you're just such a sweet little girl. Mm-hmm. I don't know what went wrong. Yeah. As if it was something going wrong. Right. Exactly. Slayers are awesome. Queers are awesome. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> we rule the world. Yeah. At, we at least, at very least, rule fashion. Yes. 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 <laughs> well, uh, gay men, we don't have any of those here right now. But well, you know, you, you know, you know some. You know, gay I men. do. I know some that listen to this show. Hey guys, hey guys, we're gonna Hi. have you on next season. Yeah, to talk about <laughs> drag because we need to talk about drag. Yep. Um, <laughs> Looking at Elinox. Yep. It'll hey be a, 
Actually, see, season after next, you need to come on and talk about drag. Yes. Uh, Joyce yells, don't you talk to me that way. And Buffy stops. Because she kind of realized she pushed a little too far in that one. <laughs> well, I'm not sorry. No, no, not sorry at all. This needed to happen. Uh, Joyce continues with, you don't get to just dump something like this on me and pretend it's nothing. Buffy says she's sorry, but she doesn't have time to argue right now. Joyce insists, though, that Buffy explain. Buffy says she's already explained. She's a vampire slayer. Joyce gets back to the subtext with, well, I just don't accept that. Uh, Buffy's kind of done with this whole denial thing. She <laughs> she calls Joyce out on her severe case of Sunnydale syndrome, pointing pointing out how she's been overlooking fights, weird shit, and the frequency of, of having to wash blood out of Buffy's clothes. Plus, you know, all that Bruce Lee shit she pulled on Ted. It's a pretty big one. Yeah, because, you know, Joyce didn't say, where the fuck did that come from? Right. If you recall, we mentioned this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she just said, stop it. Yeah, stop yeah. it, Buffy. And in stop the car... It. She didn't say anything about, hey, no. well, I don't remember paying for any martial arts lessons Isn't for you. Isn't that weird? Yeah. Going to the YWCA or something. What exactly are you learning from that, Giles? I, it seems like you would have bought like a gi or something that yeah, I'd have to wash. You might have done something. I would yeah. notice. Yeah. No. Uh, Joyce says, well, it stops now. Buffy says, okay, I'm going to risk getting more irritating than I already am by dinging, <laughs> <laughs> by dinging all of this. But it's important to establish that they're really doing this bisexual slayer subtext and the number of people who have dismissed this and insist that Buffy is completely straight compels me to do this bell. <laughs> I'm the yeah. bell. Yes, Snart is, Snart is the bell. I am the bell. That's why my voice might be getting loud and quiet. Yes, and you're right doing now. a fantastic job as the bell too. Why, thank you. Very nice. Yes. yes. I, if I'm ever in a enchanted castle, I know what I will turn into. Thank you. It's on your resume now. Bell it ringing. Is, yes. yes. I ring the bisexual slayer bell. It's not outside the realm of my current resume. Yeah. Here we go. Buffy says, no, it doesn't stop. It never stops. Do you think I chose to be like this? Do you have any idea how lonely it is? How dangerous? I would love to be upstairs watching TV or gossiping about boys or God, even studying, but I have to save the world again. And Joyce says, no, this is insane. Buffy, you need help. Let's not forget that Buffy has been put away for this before. And uh, gay people throughout the ages have been put away for this as well. Yeah. They've been put into horrible institutions, uh-huh. like sanatoriums and uh-huh. Yeah. Even today. Yeah. Even today. Yeah. No, and, and not just in other countries. In no, America too. No. Uh, in our in our very state. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Not a, less than an hour's drive away <laughs> from where we sit right now. Yeah. You can still get your com- kid committed in many many states in this fine nation mm-hmm. for being a queer. Yes. And it's not getting better. Yes. <laughs> Especially not right now. It's not right getting now. worse. Yeah. Yes. Very relevant. Buffy is always very relevant. Um. So Buffy insists that she is not crazy, and uh, she she needs her mom to chill so she can go. Joyce says that she's not letting Buffy leave the house, and Buffy says, you know, try to stop me. <laughs> Joyce does, and Buffy pushes her away, sending Joyce into the kitchen island. Buffy opens the door and steps out. Joyce, in not a good parenting moment, but one that is completely in line with the theme of the episode and our queer subtext, says, You walk out of this house, don't even think about coming back. Buffy gives her mom a long stare and leaves. Joyce takes in a big sigh in the wake of saying the worst thing a parent can say. <sighs> All right. Adding up Joyce's and Buffy's lines. That's 13. 
clear allusions to a disastrous coming out. And we didn't even nigg all of them. <laughs> no. I think most people understand the... the uh, have you ever tried not being the Slayer? Most people catch two. Yeah. But that's 13. 13. Yeah. Obvious ones. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure it's word for word on some people's. Yeah. Oh, out. yeah. That's that's the thing about it. It is. I mean, do you think I chose to be like this? I mean, hi. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's been. Yeah. The answer is no. <laughs> right. Because it's lonely and dangerous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's and the whole Slayer thing where it happens to you randomly or somewhat randomly. Mm-hmm. In puberty. Yeah, you feel different during puberty. You yeah, realize all you're of a sudden you realize else. you're different. I mean, this is a queer story. This is, it's completely subtext and text right there. Right. That this is, it's being different. It's having to live a different lifestyle. It's ha- being only able to associate with people who are of a certain understanding. Mm-hmm. It's having different lifestyle and friends and concerns. It's being queer i mean yep. everything about being a magical being in this in this universe mm-hmm. including being a vampire or a demon anything you have to go to separate bars right you have to buy your food at weird places mm-hmm. you have to hide you are hung by a group of people in a in a, a hotel. hotel when they find out what you are yep like yeah yeah i mean buffy's gonna bring her girlfriend home to beat her meet her mother mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. so and her mom's gonna talk about the the Slayer Pride Parade <laughs> on the same episode. Yeah, totally. <laughs> so yeah, it it's fascinating how all of the supernatural characters, not just the ones we explicitly say are under the queer umbrella, Absolutely. are all expressing the queer story. Mm-hmm. I mean, just Clem alone, I could go on and on and on about. Mm-hmm. He is so much like the, he's a bear, you know? Yeah. So if you don't know what that is, just Google it. I don't have time. If um, you're listening <laughs> to this podcast, I'm assuming you know what a bear is. Yeah, if, and if you don't, just Google it. They're adorable. Yeah, they yeah. are. Because he's so lovable, but there's this like kind of concern about the kids hanging out with them until yeah. you get to know them. Once you get to know them, it's totally fine for Don to go over there all the time. Uh-huh. Like surrogate fathers, Clem and uh, and Spike mm-hmm. for Don. So it's such an interesting subtextual conversation we're having about the roles of queerness in society. And that has happened with vampires. Since the dawn of vampire, yeah, vampire lore. Yeah. Ever since vampires hit cultural, or so hit, what am I thinking? Like hit cultural pop. terminal velocity. And we can call it pop culture just yeah, a while I guess ago. It's, yeah. it's always, I mean, there's always been pop culture. The Romans mm-hmm. had pop culture. Well, that's true. Yeah. So yeah. ever since vampires hit pop culture, mm-hmm. it has actually been a subtextual conversation about being queer. Mm-hmm. And there's, I mean, you can get away with a lot of same sex biting. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, you really can. Uh-huh. And, uh, and the women folk really do fall for the gay men. <laughs> so there's that. <laughs> they get all the hot ones, too. They smell really good. Yeah. I'll give them that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the three sisters? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the Dacula. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Giles is a lucky man. He is. Yeah. Unlucky and lucky, that guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, this conversation has happened over and over again to various queers across the globe, and we're not stretching here. Just change the subject matter in your head from Slayer to I Like Girls, and there you have it. It mm-hmm. doesn't take a stretch at all. Nope. At the hospital, <laughs> Cordy <laughs> is trying to think of a way to help Buffy without dying in the process. 
Xander is out of ideas, but Willow wants to try the soul restoration spell again. Xander has some reasons why she shouldn't try it, but... Well, they're okay reasons, but he's not exactly impartial. Uh, Willow insists that she's good to go, but Xander says she doesn't look strong enough to do it. Cordy agrees, because the hair, it, it's so flat in the lips. <laughs> oh, Cordy. Thank you and Spike yeah. so much for your little breaths of comic relief. We need it. Yeah. And- the parts are left alone to make decisions, and this is never good. <laughs> especially when especially when it's Willow and Sander. Yes. It's not good. And and they once don't again, know they don't know Buffy's no. not a robot. Yeah. And once again, <laughs> Buffy's mind is literally tied up with Angel. Yes. Literally like, tied up with literally Angel. Literally tied She's up with Angel. She's phoning it in and her mind is tied up with <laughs> yes. Angel. Yes. That's so exactly what it is. Nothing these people decide to do is going to end well. No. There's no chance. You've got her shadow self, her heart, and her spirit trying to yeah. figure stuff out. Yeah. Her and a werewolf. Self <laughs> and trying, a werewolf yeah, who's chilling. And, a werewolf. <laughs> and they do stupid things like send both the wheelmen off together. <laughs> no. When Xander needs to run an errand. <laughs> exactly. And that's not by accident. That's just no. like that the They're writers did that like, on purpose this is to the show. the least sensical decision <laughs> yes. anybody could make. That's, I mean, it's like. Oh, God, I don't know. Like So many other times, we make sure we divide the labor evenly. I mean, the, the, the best example I have when these two are alone and have to make decisions by themselves is the Buffy bot. I know. I just, <laughs> you've known her for years. For years. And you can't tell. And Buffy looks at her for two seconds. That's a robot. That's a robot. <laughs> Poor Buffy. <laughs> You don't even know that that's a robot. Are you fucking kidding me? So that's, I mean, that's what we're dealing with. Is that yes. the, these two are not good together. They are not all. good together. And, and boy, howdy, am I glad they didn't actually couple up in the show. Oh, God. It, Buffy would have just had to kill him. Yeah. She just would have had to she kill him. put him down. Yeah. Out of their misery. <laughs> she had, would have had Faith do it. Like, Faith, yeah. could you please go kill these two? Yeah. Okay, sure. <laughs> sure, me, no problem. <laughs> <laughs> Just call Veruca to do it. Yeah, totally. <laughs> bite, bite, bite. <laughs> she hasn't even shown up yet. She'll come to the job. Yeah, to the job. <laughs> yeah, lock him, lock him in that cage with Veruca. <laughs> it's for your own good. It's for my good. I yeah. didn't know I was a robot. God damn it. I'm not a robot. <laughs> yes. So whenever someone says, I'm just going to do whatever my spirit tells me. I'm Don't like, do it. Don't do that. Ugh. I mean, the, the spirit, we've seen before, the spirit can be pretty damn good at subbing in for the mind when it's out. Of, and that'll happen again in a yes, second. Yes, but the, the spirit has a concussion. And the spirit, yes. And the spirit, <laughs> <laughs> the problem isn't when the spirit subs in for the mind. Because uh, Willow did a great job with that when Igon was, you know, around uh-huh. in the dark ages. But uh, <laughs> the problem is when this spirit steps in from the mind and starts agreeing with the heart. And that's very, very bad. It's bad. These two need to argue. Like it's, yeah. They've got to uh, have a difference of opinion so they can come to, to one unified conclusion. Yes. Uh, yeah. So whenever whenever all of these guys are left alone, it's not... You need Buffy or Giles to be there. They will try. Yeah. They I mean, will you do just, their damnedest. But, but man. You need Buffy and Giles. Yeah. One or the other. Yeah. <laughs> you need the hand or the mind oh to be like, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Xander continues trying to convince Willow not to do it, but Willow points out her resolve face and reiterates that a successful spell can bring Angel back before Angelus has a chance to awaken a Cathla. Or Where horribly. Was this earlier, Willow. 
Yeah. Or, I mean, or, you know, he could also horribly traumatize Buffy. Won't that be yeah. fun? And, yeah. and Angel. Yeah. Both. Everybody. Yeah. Traumatize. Just let's make it worse. Yeah. And the audience. Thanks, yeah. Willow. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Willow. I blame you for my tears. Totally. Yeah. Willow's fault. Willow's fault. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Oz thinks he missed some stuff. And Willow, <laughs> as Buffett's spirit will do, as we mentioned, when the mind mm-hmm. is elsewhere being tortured, uh, steps into her leadership role and kind of concussionally <laughs> tells Oz and Cordy to go get her supplies from the library. Well, this is well already... Cordy is filling Oz in right. on what has happened. Cordy is going to fill Oz right. in. This is, yeah. This she is, is not Info Girl. This is not going as well as it did oh. in the Dark Age. <laughs> not even a little. It's, it's like, I, and I love that they're playing with that. Like, you're expecting, like, the spirit's going to step up, just like she did before <laughs> when Giles was all freaked out about Icon, and she's going to take care of business and cope with an awesome plan, and she sends the two people who can drive off together. <laughs> Jet, what just happened? <laughs> uh oh. Yeah, well, the least informed of them is there to fill in the least informed of them. Right. And <laughs> and there were stinky herbs, you know, yeah. like that kind of thing. Yeah, there's no, there's no chance. And Cordelia doesn't know what to look for in the library. She saw. I mean, what she she saw knows, the... I mean, yeah, she knows what to get. But Oz really doesn't know. But no, Oz doesn't. Oz know. is no help He's at all. <laughs> he should be the one to go tell Buffy. Right. Absolutely. Which is why he's the messenger boy from now on. Absolutely. He's the one who goes and tells Angel things because he gets it right. Right. And, and, and absolutely. <laughs> the the way to do this would be to send either of those two. Cordy would have done fine too. Yeah. Cordy or Oz to Buffy to say, Willow says she's working on the spell. Yeah. Do not spell. And, then and don't Xander send Xander. Will get the ingredients. Right. Because he knows Xander what to Xander can for. recognize them. Yes. <laughs> he even knows that book. His child tossed in the book. Yep. Yes. And... and Xander has already demonstrated that he is biased. Do not send to him with the important information, the most important information of Buffy's life. (laughs) The the most important information Buffy will ever need in her entire life. Don't send it with Xander. (laughs) Like, what are you doing? This is a failure of everything. And, and a breakdown in the system. If anything, it's, it's the spirit wanting the heart to lie to Buffy. If yeah. anything, this is all of Buffy's parts wanting her to not get the information. Yeah. Yes. Like that's, Cause, well, cause that's Buffy, the only rational explanation. Well, because Buffy's been telling herself what she has to do this whole time. Yeah, so absolutely. She knows she can't know. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, you know, we'll get into a discussion in a minute. We've been we prepping will. for this. Yes. This was this was actually the subject matter that made us decide to do the podcast. It sure is. It is. We are coming up on... It was, it was that and my faith in, and angel comparison. Yes, that's true. Those so those, two those two things, which, you know, it's funny because the one about Xander kind of pales in comparison to everything else we've come up with now. And I'm like, oh, well, that, that's all we got? But still. But at the time, yeah. it was like... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's true. Pod- it was such a mic drop back then. <laughs> Diagonally Club, Club podcast history coming up in a moment. Yeah. <laughs> It's very, very big, very, very important. Yes, yes. It's, it, it'll take like half the time of any of our other theories. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like nothing. It's nothing compared to the theory we have later. Yeah, no, it's nothing compared <laughs> Actually, to that. Actually, right before that, we're going to have the big theory. Yes. And uh, I have to say also, um, Willow certainly trusts Oz and Cordelia to be alone together, doesn't she? Well, isn't that interesting? And she has every reason to because they're not cheating assholes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. She directs Xander to go to Buffy and tell her what we're doing. Maybe she can stall. <laughs> now, is anyone unclear on what Xander is supposed to do? 
Seems pretty straightforward, <laughs> doesn't it? <laughs> Seems that way, yes. Sure does, yes. yes. Xander starts to argue, but he gets the resolved face again and pretends to give in, or however, however he justifies mm-hmm. this in his head. Probably the same way he justified not telling Buffy he remembered being the hyena demon yeah, thing. Probably. Yeah, probably. I mean, we've already seen this. It's, it's not... He has, I wasn't kidding. He has honesty no, issues yeah, at this point. He He's, he'll really get over. does. He has honesty issues. He has angel issues. Mm-hmm. And he also has um, a problem with not having transportation. Yeah, oh, shit. <laughs> Which isn't it funny that that's what he gets in the Zeppo? Mm-hmm. Well, he needs he needs that as yeah. a to prep him for what his his role in the group. His, yes, his accepted yes. role in the group. Yes, yeah. But it's yeah. I mean I, <laughs> I love I love Xander's character arc so much, and this is a trip. This is a fall down yes. the stairs. This is like thumpity thumpity thump down the stairs kind yeah, of a thing. Like on the heel, the skid on the heel. The yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. But but Xander, I mean. um and I think we talked about this a tad last time, but uh, all the folks who think that Xander does not get uh, some, uh... okay, it's just revenge, honestly. <laughs> he gets, yeah. he gets, he will have some revenge enacted yeah, on him and we will hit some we'll, karma. Yeah. Well, yeah. we will, uh, we'll let you know when that happens because mm-hmm. um, yep. it's, it's pretty good. Yeah. He's got karma. Ha, karma. Yeah. <laughs> karma. I'm funny. Uh, in the mansion of the undead, Giles is continuing to have just about the worst day ever. <laughs> and Jealous is pretending to be all sympathetic, as torturers will do, and tells Giles that he's brave and he's given so much. And now he should just make the pain go away. Giles pretends that he's going to give up and then says, in order to be worthy, you must perform the ritual in a tutu pillock. <laughs> and gives Angelus the most rippery ripper oh. stare that has ever ripped He's so cool. He's so cool. And we know <clears throat> we know that he's okay because of his shirt. His mm. shirt isn't white. Now we, we we compared this to um Faith torturing Wesley mm-hmm. in Angel the Series. Wesley's wearing a white shirt, and that makes sense because it shows the blood, it right. shows the injury, it shows him being vulnerable and more innocent. Especially it would have been very interesting to have him contrasted white and black with Angelus. Mm-hmm. Um, so that would have been the obvious costume choice. But no, we put him in black and white stripes. Not gray, but black and white. Right. This is an indication that Ripper is in there. Ripper yes. is getting him through the torture. Yes. Ripper is saying, that's all you've got? Bring it, mm-hmm. bitch. As we just saw. Yeah. This, the glare <laughs> is so Ripper. And his accent. Uh-huh. Yeah, his Ripper, accent's all kinds of funky. it's gorgeous. Oh, I, I get such a hard-on in this Yeah, moment. I know. It's so great. <laughs> and uh, a pillock, of course, is the same insult that Giles used on Cain in phases. By the way, um, I, I looked a little bit deeper. And, and yes, it means idiot, like I thought before. But mm-hmm. the root of it, he called Angelus a cock. <laughs> like the penis kind, not the chicken kind. <laughs> and Angelus is Irish and spent a good time in, in all around the British Isles, so he totally knows that he just got called a cock. Yep. <laughs> you penis, stop touching mine. <laughs> Dick. <laughs> Angelus gets all pissy and wants to go looking for a chainsaw, but Spike... <laughs> He's been so patient up till now. <laughs> but Spike and his wheelchair roll in, and he's all back in character and talks Angelus down because, as Buffy put it in Lie to Me, if Giles dies, Drew is going to fit in an ashtray. <laughs> Angelus doesn't want to be lectured, but the stupid is overwhelming him, and he needs a lecture. Spike points out that chainsawing Giles will make him die, which means no answers about the ritual. And he doesn't want to get him out of the carpet. I love that. And Jealous <laughs> asks since when, since when Spike was all level-headed and such. And Spike 
was sort of a bumbling dumbass when Angelus last hung out with him. Uh, so I can yeah. see how he got that impression. Spike says it happened right about the same time Angelus became so pig-headed. And that's probably true. Plus, Angelus had Darla to bounce ideas off of back in the day. And I'm sure that that helped. <laughs> yeah, just a little bit. She was, yeah. she was the Giles of that group. Right. She's like, no. <laughs> no. Do this no. instead. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Spike reiterates how counterproductive killing Giles would be and doesn't really like thinking about the cleaning bills associated spending the next month trying to get librarian out of the carpet. (laughs) (laughs) He points out that there are other ways to extract information and calls in the closer. He asks Drew if she'd like to play a game, and we all shudder when she knows exactly what he means and wonder how many people have been a victim of the game in the past. Yeah, because this is a coded language. Oh, yeah, she knows exactly what he yeah. means. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 <laughs> In the library, Buffy gives zero fucks about police tape, uh, but she <laughs> but she does walk carefully around the outline that marks where Kendra's body was. She looks for a moment at the materials used in the soul restoration spell and then pulls Kendra's duffel out from under the table. Snyder comes in all smarmily Snyder and vengeance the crime scene, but then says that Buffy's a criminal, so it makes sense that she doesn't care about law and order and such. Buffy tells him that he knows she didn't do it and says the police will figure that out as well. Snyder doesn't think much of the SCPD LOL saying, in case you haven't noticed, <laughs> the police of Sunnydale are deeply stupid. <laughs> I wonder if they hire for that. Word. Yeah. He's not wrong at all. <laughs> He says it doesn't matter, though, because school-wise, she's a liability. He announces that he's going to take a moment and savor the next part, and we can take a moment and ponder if being eaten by the mayor is what the vengeance demon who overheard him in the lunchroom required as payment, because (laughs) he tells her she's expelled. (laughs) (laughs) Buffy pulls the sword Kendra brought out of the duffel, and the expression on Snyder's face says that his balls have retracted enough to be behind (laughs) his ears at this point. Well, he's he's such he's dressed impotently. Mm-hmm. Um, as long as we're going with the penis stuff, mm-hmm. you know. But he has he doesn't have a red red tie on. He has like a maroon tie right. with paisley on. He's just not he's not a threat. No, he's, he's the more, mayor is the yeah. threat. He's, yeah, the, he's he's been our false threat until now. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And and uh, you know, I've been playing a lot of video games, for, so forgive me another video game metaphor. But it's like uh, when you first start playing and you only have a stick. <laughs> All of the, right. the like, or a wrench. The, yeah, the yeah. <laughs> first level baddies are so hard. And then when you finally get like a real weapon and you have to run back through where some of those are, it's like whack, yep. whack. Like they're not even a thing. You actually look forward to fighting them because mm-hmm. they're not the fuckers you've been going for. It's kind of sometimes I save early missions in video games and I go back and when I'm a higher level. That's a good idea. It's just like a little break and you just yeah. get tear it up. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> That's a really good idea. I like yeah. to go for the really hard levels as fast as I can. Hmm. And burn through health so I get all the really good weapons. And then when I go back through yeah. and I run the rest of the game, I have like a really high level See, weapon. I, I just love open worlds. I just explore all the fucking way oh, yeah. around. Then I, then I go back and get on the main storyline. I'm like, oh shit, I probably should have done this. Whatever. Yeah, I'm totally <laughs> at that point in Legend of Zelda where I'm like, oh, just follow the storyline. Wait, what's over here? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah anyway. Um, but yeah, he's he's got that low level NPC going on mm-hmm. at this point where he's just he's just white noise. He's yeah. not even important. Also, timing note that mm-hmm. I just noticed. She comes in before all the ingredients have been taken. Yeah, they're they're pretty much this is ha- I, my my thought is this is happening exactly the same time that they're discussing stuff at the hospital. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so like it's 
so I, I like that note of bringing her back to the library because she could have just taken the sword for the whole time. Right. Whistler could have brought her the sword instead of Kendra. Right. But instead, we have her have to return to the library to witness that all of the spell ingredients are still mm-hmm. there. So as far as Buffy has any awareness, exactly. nothing has changed. And, and she that's kinda, story level yeah, it, amazing work. Because, yeah, what happens at the end? She has no idea. No inclination. Not, no, wow, they not cleaned up hint. after I was here last or something. Just yeah. not even a little not bit a of hint. an idea. Not a, even the yeah. whisper of a hint. And she doesn't it's even a like pass them in the surprise. hall. It's just right there. Yeah. And it's a complete surprise. A yeah. total surprise, which is the worst thing. Mm-hmm. It's the worst thing. And you can and you can see her. I mean, she goes in and she looks at everything and she's making her peace with, okay, he's never coming back. Yeah. I'm going to have totally. to. Totally. I'm going to have this. She witnesses it. I'm going to go and ruin his only chance to ever come back. Mm-hmm. And she knows that there's a way to do it, but she doesn't have time. And so she's just, she's going to go kill her boyfriend. She's yep. going to do it. Yep. And it's done. And, um. Yeah, and that's the that's the biggest heartbreaker is that she has done everything she needed to do. Yeah, Buffy and she, did for once in the show. Buffy does everything right. Well, that's why she never does it again. She's yeah. like, "Fuck you! I did everything right now to kill Angel. You fucks! Yeah, it's wrong. <laughs> like you bitches! Yeah. Come on!" Yeah, she does everything right, and it's the worst thing that blows up in her face. Mm-hmm. Like I actually think her throwing herself off the end of the tower for Dawn is comparatively easier oh absolutely she's, than this. Well, she's and she's done at that point she's yeah she well she is wanna... totally done but it's like it's like well it's not the hardest thing i've ever done no the well she <laughs> doesn't she say yeah the one thing she calls out in season seven mm-hmm. i think uh when she's talking about what she's had to sacrifice she talks about this moment she yeah. talks about i had to kill angel i loved him more than anything mm-hmm. i loved yeah, him no, more than does. i've ever loved anything yeah and all the things that she's had to do this is that's the one that hit her the hardest this is it mm-hmm. you know, she could die she's died before yeah. well, it's whatever. the only time she bails yeah she doesn't flinch like there's a lot of times she wants to bail mm-hmm. and she thinks about bailing this is the only time she bails yeah, she's Completely. done. Completely. Buffy's done after yeah. this. She she's fucking done. Yeah. She doesn't give a fuck yeah. about like, being a slayer. She, she plays with the idea of quitting before the master when she knows she's going to die. Yeah. But that and was... doesn't but, do it. But she only... I mean, it's only like an hour. Yeah. This is day. That's months. Uh-huh. This is like, fuck off. I hate everybody. Well, she plays with the idea and then she realizes what's at stake. <laughs> and then... <laughs> Thanks for but, no, that. exactly, exactly. <laughs> but no, exactly. Yeah. She, she. I mean, she plays with the idea. Mm-hmm. She's, she's, she wants to run away, and she's, she's a kid. Yeah, she's uh, a kid, and she, she talks to Willow. She goes to Willow, and, and she yeah. Willow realizes that Willow might be murdered uh, if the vampire, if the master rises, and she's mm-hmm. on it again. It was, it's yeah. very quick. It's a very quick uh, process she goes through. She is, but yeah. After, after this, this, yeah, after this, she's so fucking done. She's like, <laughs> I've given up enough for you, fuckers. Uh huh. Yeah. And everything she does from here on out, no matter how hard it is, is going to be downhill. Mm-hmm. It yeah. just is. It's all downhill from here. Well, and in the bad way, not in the easy way. Yeah, not, not, yeah. <laughs> and also in the easy way and not in the bad way. This is the, yeah. uh, while this is the hardest thing she will ever do, it's the most cut and dried decision she ever has to make. Yeah, it's true. It is obvious what she has to do for once. It's the only time it's obvious what she has to do. Yeah. And and then the next, I mean, the next time she's going to make a bad decision. Mm-hmm. Um, the next one, a good decision. Um, yeah, with Adam, she yeah. gets back to and and she integrates her her parts and everything. Uh-huh. Um, so she does well in that one, I think. And then, wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. 
but yeah, it's it's never it's never this. No, it's uh, yeah, it's never anything like this again. No, it really isn't. Buffy loses so much of herself. Yeah. The last, I mean, talk about losing your last bit of innocence. It's mm-hmm. over. Yeah, <laughs> Buffy is not that little girl anymore after this. Nope, she's not. Which is why we have the photos mm-hmm. and Whether the conversation with Joyce and confronting. You know, being able to confront this authority figure who previously had had so much power over your over your existence and just being able oh. to wave a sword in their face and say Meh. yeah whatever one well, same thing with joyce joyce actually thought she could physically stop buffy yeah <laughs> no <laughs> you just watched her kill a man yeah <laughs> like effortlessly yeah well and I, i've heard about that happening with um and i'm not saying joyce is abusive because she's not mm-hmm. uh she's just misguided right now uh yeah. a little lost but she's not abusive um but I've i've heard about um people who are have been physically abused by their parents and there's one time when they get bigger and the parent hasn't realized it and they go and smack their kid and the kid smacks back. And that's <laughs> the last time that ever happens because mm-hmm. the kid is way stronger now. Yeah. It's like, I mean, it's like that kind of thing. Yeah, totally. Buffy's just not a kid anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Buffy tells Snyder, you never got a single date in high school, did you? Hey, that doesn't mean anything. <laughs> so, so it, it sh- doesn't. Whatever. Snyder, unfortunately, sort of agrees with me. <laughs> Asking your point being, shh, dude, shush. <laughs> oh, but so much more is explained in band candy. <laughs> so much is just makes you- <laughs> <laughs> uh, Buffy shows him the point, which glides about, ha- about an inch from his nose as she walks past. <laughs> He leans back rather nervously as Buffy walks confidently over Kendra's outline, having made peace with whatever happens next. Once Buffy is gone, Snyder whips out his phone and makes a call. He says, it's Snyder. Tell the mayor I have good news. I mean, this had to be a whole plot by the mayor. Yeah, it did. Obviously. So that's one side (laughs) plot we've got on the back burner. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah, nobody else has that much pull. <laughs> um, maybe he had some stuff to do to prepare pr- prepare for his ascension and couldn't have the Slayer poking around. Mm-hmm. We'll have to watch for that in next season, see if he's pre-planned anything. Yes. Yeah. In the mention of the undead, things have gone from horrible to so fucking even more horrible for Giles <laughs> because Drusilla is cooing at him and wiping the blood off his forehead. Oh, dear. <laughs> She calls him a poor thing and takes a listen inside his noggin. She hears Jenny immediately, of course, both because he misses her and because he's probably been thinking about her during his torture and thinking that if he dies, he might be able to see her again. Oh, good point. Drusilla has the key now, so she tells him to look at her. And he tries to resist, but whether you're a vampire slayer or a watcher, Drew's thrall is impossible to avoid. He holds out a long time for... He does a nice job for how much he's been through. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think they probably, they've got to teach you about the Thrall and Watcher school, right? I mean, yeah. they have to. Oh yeah, they must. There's there's very few vampires who have it, mm-hmm. but you got to watch out for it. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. So I'm just, once again, thinking direct to Dracula and this time to the Dracula. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, she tells him what she told Kendra, be in me and locks eyes with him. Which makes me wonder what Kendra saw. Yeah, it's could easily be your parents or watcher. Yeah, or something. But something calming, because Kendra wasn't afraid when she died. No. She, she just wasn't. died, which is, again, it's it's sort of like what Angelus did with Jenny, where it's sort of like the most respectful way I can do what I have to do. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, yeah. And, I mean, just like with Jenny, Drusilla didn't drink from Kendra. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
because that would be kind of disrespectful. It was, yeah. and you know, she blew her a kiss and everything, and mm-hmm. you know, yeah, night night, yeah. It was it was done with respect. Mm-hmm. Just all you can say for it, really. Yeah. <laughs> she's still dead. I guess it doesn't matter. Well, but yeah, but... it was done with more respect than mm-hmm. uh, than Spike uh, yeah. has for his slayers that well, he kills. Yeah, well, for for animals who simply exist to kill and feed, a lot of care was put into these two killings. Yes. Yes, absolutely. So that speaks something. The, the fact that the nature of them is to just rip and maim and murder and eat. You know, to actually care enough about a killing to not eat when you do it mm-hmm. and to, you know, to have some humanity to it. Well, and, yeah. um, I mean, uh, Angelus and, and Drew don't need to take trophies like Spike does. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Angelus, I'm, oh, it's kind of like, uh, <laughs> it's kind of like, um, in, uh, in Silence of the Lambs where, uh, Hannibal Lecter eats his trophies. Oh yeah, yes. <laughs> and Angelus uh, poses and uh, makes mm-hmm. art out of them and remembers well, yeah, his trophies. He is an artist, right? He's, and yeah. and Drew doesn't care about that kind of thing. No, no. but Spike takes trophies. Yeah, but and yeah. and Drusilla's art is what she does to other people's minds. Yes, that's it's her... it's the journey. It is, yeah, to get to them to the point where they're docile mm-hmm. and she can just kill them. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, and, and Spike is a normal trophy taker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. He's um, gonna get him an ear. <laughs> uh, Drew tells him to see with his heart and puts a hand over his eyes. When she takes it away again, she's Jenny. This scene is so hard to watch. He's just so happy to see Jenny again. He lights up in spite of all the horrible stuff that's happened to him and how much pain he's in. He gasps that he thought he lost her, and she says she'll never leave him. He tells her they need to get out of there, but, I mean, she's not Jenny, so she tells him to take it easy. He's so happy, and it's all kind of devastating. She asks if he told Angelus about the ritual, and he says he didn't, but they need to get him away from Akathla. She asks if uh, that's because Angelus was close to figuring out, and um, no, that's not the reason. So Giles tells her later. Uh, She asks what to do, and, and tells him it's all right. They'll be together, finally. And have everything they never had, never got to feel, and were reminded that they never got to consummate their relationship. Stupid show. Whatever. Stupid show. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, she asks again what to do, and he says to get Angelus away from Akathla. From there, Drew figures out that Angelus himself is the key to all of it, and Giles confirms that, yes, it's the easiest puzzle ever uh, that Angelus could have uh, couldn't figure out. <laughs> he just has to use his own blood is all. They kiss, uh, you know... A lot, and uh, are still kissing when it's Drusilla. Uh, we have uh, we have laughed quite a bit at the Diogenes Club about um, <laughs> <laughs> what a fantastic day Anthony Stewart had that must have had at work. He's like, oh damn, <laughs> I know. making out with Romeo Lamort and Juliet Landau. Yes. This is just terrible. Where are my <laughs> I suspect a good time was had by all of these extremely attractive people. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and jealous is all, oh my blood. Well, Spike and I smirk at how stupid he is. <laughs> <laughs> he talks through it and it, and it makes sense now. And dude, like I said last time, process of elimination, dumbass. Someone else's blood didn't work. So maybe try yours instead of throwing vases around. Oh, yeah. And something I noticed again in this rewatch, Spike is kind of hugging himself just a little bit. Mm-hmm. He's got this little protective, I think he's, feeling a little bad for giles yeah i think, I think it, it's a little tricky with, yeah like i think buddying up with 
with Buffy might have given him a, a bit of empathy. Mm-hmm. Well, and we'll and, see that with Spike. Is he? I mean, he he definitely. Mm-hmm. Well, he just him realizing that he he shouldn't be gloating over. Uh, how, how it feels to Buffy to be for him to be gloating over Kendra's death. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's. I mean, Spike yeah. always learns he's on just the job. Adapting to a different morality. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so I think he's just having this little moment of like. Yeah, he's oh. uh, he's just he's not comfortable with it. And yeah, it's, it's it's the only way to keep them from killing Giles. Like, he yeah, had he, to he make absolutely a hard decision. There. He absolutely saved Giles's life. Yeah, but he also gives Angelus the key to uh-huh. waking up a Cathla. So it's and tortures Giles horribly but he's still yeah. alive and buffy mm-hmm. said he, she wanted him alive not you know undamaged yeah. so yeah so. i i think uh yeah i think spike this is an interesting character move for spike and i wonder if it starts to crack him open a little bit in the ways that makes drusilla leave him probably yeah probably because he's having to make a lot of really tough decisions mm-hmm. for someone who's not a thinker right he's yeah. a He's a lover, not a yeah, thinker. Yeah, yeah. He is, yeah. <laughs> and and he's making a lot of the it's the right things for the wrong reasons and the wrong things for the right reasons, right. and they're all really muddy together. And it's all for the sake of what he thinks is important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and of course it's all to save Drew, and that's what will yeah. end them. And and it turns out that he's putting his buddy in hell. Yes, because he's not really friends with Angelus. The person he actually is friends with is Angel. Right. Even though he and Angel have like a thing going on, like I think the person he's friends with is Angel. Yeah, because he hates Angelus. Yeah, he really, <laughs> yeah. really does. Yeah. I mean, um, and he says, you know, he misses the, you know, the, yeah. and, and the we whipped see, one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we see later in, in Angel the series how good of friends they are. So mm-hmm. he... Reluctant friends. Yeah. With but, Angel. With yeah. Angel hating him the whole time. But, Somewhere yeah. in the back of his head, he put his buddy in hell. Yeah. Because he gives him the way to do it. And the girl he loves, Buffy, he puts her through hell because he gives Angel the way to open the gateway. Like, well, he doesn't. He's the I think kind he's of guy in, who would make that connection. I think he's infatuated with Buffy. Yeah. But I mean, later on when he does yeah. love Buffy, it's like somewhere in the back of his head, he he already has something to make up for. Or that's that part in, oh shit, is it in the girl in question? When... <laughs> Buffy saved the world. I signaled her with my eyes. (laughs) (laughs) They are such the girls in that episode. I know they are. It's awesome. Uh, Angelus tells Spike to kill Giles now, and Spike uses the old, hey, what if he's lying trick. And that works like a charm. <laughs> because Angelus is well and truly fooled. Uh, he gets all grabby with Spike and says, you know, I kind of like having you watch my back. It's kind of like old times. Which old uh, times? In, in Killed by Death, didn't Cordy and Xander establish watching somebody's back as a euphemism for checking out their ass? Yep. More cargo for your ship, snard. Yep. Load it up. There you go. <laughs> They both realize that Drew is still making out with Giles and interrupt her after a couple of tries. She says she was in the moment. I, I like that they both address her like she's their girlfriend. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, hello, Drew? Hello. Honey? Hello. hello. Darling? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Giles is a very sexy dude. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, we needed this moment of giggle. Yes. Thank Very you, much. Drew. Yes. Thank you, Drusilla. Thank you, yes. thank you, thank you. <laughs> um, has, has Angelus turned his clatter ring to the heart is in the love position? It seems to be in the scene. It seems to be part of his acknowledgement uh, and surrender to his selfish, banal obsession. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Yeah, and I can't tell in the next scene. He moves his hands around too much. Yeah, he's, he's tricky. Yeah. But, but it sure but, looks like it here. Yeah, and on a metaphorical level, it would actually make sense for it to be turning back and forth. Yeah. Almost like a compass needle yeah, or something. Like, it would make sense for it to be moving about. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. But it totally makes sense right now for it to be, you know, love. Mm-hmm. Uh, selfish, but not obsession. Uh, and poor sexy Giles, though. He comes out of his trance and realizes that not, not only was that not Jenny, but also that he has given Angelus the information he needs. In Giles' apartment, Whistler is poking around for booze when Buffy barges in looking for him. Brosif. Stop it. I, I just, this guy makes me want to punch him so <laughs> I bad. I want to see the rib cage hat thing. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. She, uh, she asks what he meant about the sword not being enough. He finds a beer and complains that raiding an Englishman's fridge is like dating a nun. You're never going to get the good stuff. I chuckle sometimes. All right. I confess I'm an ass. <laughs> I'm a total ass. I just wish he was Irish. It would have been better. Yeah. It would have been a better joke from an Irishman. Yeah. It would have been a better joke from Angel. Yeah, well, Angel likes the nuns. <laughs> yeah. See? It was, it's an Angel joke. Yeah. It should have been written for Angel. It's for him the good stuff with nuns yeah. fighting. <laughs> yes. It was probably written for Angel, but they couldn't use it for him. Because, probably. like, it was just a little too on the nose. Probably. So they decided to give it to somebody else. <laughs> and it, it makes us not really... While it's funny, it makes us not really like Whistler, because yeah, exactly. he is raiding the fridge of a man who's being tortured. Yes. And you he's been and he's been in Giles' house all all night. What the fuck is he doing there all night? And he's in a place where nobody else can see him. Mm-hmm. He's not following Buffy. He's not at her house. He's not at the library. He's right. not showing up outside the mansion. He's tucked away in the only place no one's going to be. Mm-hmm. Ew. I know. <laughs> and. Uh... Buffy's tired of him, too. Uh, <laughs> she tells him to cut the shit and, and tell him how to use the sword, or tell her how to use the sword already. Whistler tells her, Angel is, Angel's the key. His blood will open the door to hell. Akatha opens his big mouth, creates a vortex, and uh, then only Angel's blood will close it. One blow will send them both back to hell, but I strongly suggest that you get there before that happens, because the faster you kill Angel, the easier it's going to be on you. Buffy tells him not to worry about her, and he tells her again that that this is a big deal. She says she's got it because eh, not her first apocalypse, bitch. Uh, and uh, she has nothing left to lose. She leaves and he says, wrong kid. You got one more thing. And I'm getting Cassandra again. She, she thinks she's already lost angel. We saw her make peace with that. Mm-hmm. So what's his, what's the one more thing? Does, does he think she's going to lose herself? And, and okay, let's unveil our theory. Shall we? All right. Because I have no answer to that fucking question. Because dude makes no fucking no. sense. So, gentle listeners. Aside from her trust in the powers that be that he's <laughs> representing. Right. Gentle listeners, we have a theory. We think Whistler has been lying this whole time. Yeah. He totally has. And we have proof. And Snard found... You know, remember, remember last week when Snard mentioned, wouldn't it be great if he said... He's talking to Angel in New York. He says... Nobody understands what I'm saying. Uh-huh. Then he asks for a hot dog with mustard. And he gets it. This we don't make mistakes in this show. Right. So, we would play so Snard's to the point joke. was Snard's point was how awesome would it be if they had given him the wrong thing? But mm-hmm. they don't. Yeah, they should have handed him a hamburger because no right. one understands what he means. They would have passed it off, he would have looked at it and just moved on, and Angel would have done one of his awkward little like huh yeah. things and 
And Whistler could have yeah. even been like, see, you uh-huh. know, something like that. Something like that. But That's what we would we, expect on this show. Exactly. And we immediately time it. We don't have to have the hot dog guy right there. We don't have to put it in this setting. We could have done this conversation anywhere. Right. So he says nobody understands him. And somebody around, just, and somebody understands him perfectly. Perfectly. <laughs> in a way that I probably be like, what? I'm sorry, pardon? What did yeah. you say? So he's fucking lying. Right. Because Drusilla is more like a Cassandra figure. Because mm-hmm. Drusilla tells the truth, but it's fucked up and convoluted. And if you unpick it, you can get there. Yeah, we've, we've identified really makes, what, yeah. what Drew is saying quite a few times, but yeah. it's tricky. You have to it only really, really makes in sense, in, sense in retrospect. Kind of right. like Slayer Dreams. Slayer Dreams only right. really make sense when you start to unravel right. them. And that's more of a Cassandra thing. It they is. know what it is and nobody can really figure out what they're yeah, trying to no warn them about. no one believes them or right. something. Yeah. Both kind of things. Um, so, well, he, and you know, when Cassandra or, or when, <laughs> when Drusilla was a human, um, you know, she knew that the mind was going to blow up and mm-hmm. her mom didn't believe her. Yeah. So she was totally Cassandra then, which yep. by the way, was a curse put on Cassandra by Apollo. Right. So, <laughs> yeah. So Whistler, <laughs> so <sighs> Whistler doesn't help the situation at all. No, he's not helping. He no. wants, he doesn't give a shit about Buffy, first of all. Uh-huh. He does not give a shit if Buffy is traumatized by killing Angel or Angelus or what. He wants Buffy to run over there and make sure that Angelus is the one who gets sent to hell and not Angel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he wants he wants her to kill Angel. Well, he or wants to at least run him through. To kill, well, to kill Angelus. Yeah, he wants, to kill he wants Angelus. her to kill Angelus. Yeah, he um, does. He, quickly. She, he doesn't want Angel to come out and end up in a hell dimension where he might come back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. She, he wants it to be, quote, easier for her. Which he doesn't care. Yeah. And going way back to when he goes and gets Angel, what the fuck is he doing? Mm-hmm. He doesn't bring him to Sunnydale. He brings him to see her first wake up. We are we're we're bringing him into the beginning of Buffy's story, where we're seeing her at her most vulnerable, mm-hmm. her weakest, and it's painting a certain picture in Angel's mind, which is going to set him up to fall in love with Buffy mm-hmm. and potentially have sex with her and lose, lose his, his soul. soul. Yes. Okay, so we. Hopefully, y'all have, have seen Angel the series. Um, we think he's part of Jasmine's faction. Totally. 100%. We talked this over a lot. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, because a lot of things that Jasmine is the one who sets all these things in motion. She puts all the pieces in place so she can uh, become. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she yes. can be born. Uh, she's the one who really thinks ahead. She's a former member of the powers that be. Mm-hmm. Um, and she sets up everything. <laughs> yeah, she does. Uh, including, um, oh, okay, because <laughs> he just he just appeared. I was very confused. <laughs> hey, um, um, she, former powers that be. Oh yeah, so uh, Jasmine was uh, was a former member of the powers that be. She knows how they work. Mm-hmm. Uh, she broke off. Uh, got some. Very interesting ideas of how to take over the world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Very effective, I gotta say. And um, she had to set a lot of things up, yeah, so that uh, so that she could be born. Yeah, she needed to get all those ducks in a row. Mm-hmm. And uh, this would be. I mean, they, they, uh, when when Angel is first brought back from the hell dimension, um, the the first eventually tells him they they take credit for it as terrorist organizations uh, do for terrorist attacks, but um. 
you mean it wasn't them no well the first is just <laughs> it was the first is made of lies i mean the first right. is essentially the christian devil who is the prince of lies right so you know we don't we don't have to listen to anything the first says in fact if we do we're being let off the scent just like if right. we listen to whistler we're let off the scent exactly a lot of people don't like whistler that's why we started looking into this because he felt like a tone deaf chord in the middle of right. a masterpiece he's, he's not he's not doyle He's not you, Doyle. You he Doyle, should have been Doyle. But he's intentionally not. Yes. They could have done Doyle with a different actor. They could have done, you know, they could have done somebody who passes the gift on to Doyle. Mm-hmm. But, and Doyle, because Doyle is immediately likable. Mm-hmm. I mean, I love Doyle. Yeah, well, he's adorable. Doyle is the lovable, ne'er-do-well, right. who can't help but be the good guy. He's the cutest, basically. He is. And, and he's, he's he sneezes Irish and he gets and... his little demon-y pro yeah, and yeah. he's Irish, <laughs> and that vibes with Angel so well, and it just would have, like, it would have even been just poetic for an Irish person to be leading mm-hmm. Angel to his destiny, because we're we're reflecting back to we when started he was in Ireland. for God's sake, yeah. Yeah, so, like, that would have been so poetic. And yet we have somebody who is so not Angel and not part of the series, mm-hmm. and he feels so wrong, and we don't like him. And we don't make this kind of mistake in Buffy. Right. We have characters we don't like, but it's because we don't like the character. It's not because they stick out. Right. He's sticking out for a reason. Right. We don't like him for a reason. It's because he's a big lying liar pants. Yeah, he's yeah, a huge lying liar Because he, he isn't hard to understand because... He's got a Drusilla thing going on. Yeah. He's hard to understand because he makes himself hard to understand. He is. And he, he does doublespeak. Yep. But, and then he mentions a Catholic, like a Catholic is the thing, but a Catholic wouldn't even be a thing if Angelus wasn't around to take care of it. Right. Because it's not like anybody else is trying to open the fucker. Like, who's going to do it? Drew? Right. She doesn't care. So, pretty much, what has to happen for Jasmine to be born is that Angel needs to... um Side up with the good guys, which Whistler arranges because mm-hmm. he shows him Buffy. Yep, and, and he decides to Buffy throw in. in a way that's going to motivate him to become the kind of person mm-hmm. to become right, the kind of person that would champion Buffy and become part of the group. Right, uh, and um, okay, so <laughs> there. I mean, and there are a couple of ways that that uh, the Whistler or Jasmine could have done this. Um, uh, there's basically the idea is. Uh, so Angel has to side up with good guys, mm-hmm. the powers, become yeah. a champion, go to L.A., start his own business, um, and do some trials mm-hmm. for Darla, earn an extra life, have sex yep. with her, and have a baby. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And we are of the mind that Angelus would have done the trials as well as Angel. Angelus absolutely would. Because yes. Angelus, for all his selfish banal obsession... <laughs> Loves Darla. Mm-hmm. They love each other as much as a vampire can. And yes. he would have done the trials for Darla. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, okay. He wouldn't even have, he wouldn't have had to, but he would have done it. He, probably, he just would have bit Darla. Yeah. <laughs> no, but her. yeah, he but, would have done that. Um, but no, he, I mean, she would have, they would have tried, whatever. Mm-hmm. So either Angel or Angelus could have, could have pulled off what this was yes. supposed to be. Uh, the important part to, to remember about Whistler though, and everybody who works for Jasmine is they think they're doing the right thing. That's true. They think that Jasmine is the solution. Yeah. She's they the think savior. She is. She's going to start up a utopia. She's going to save everybody on the planet, which she tries to do. She's mm-hmm. she's legit with that. Yeah. Um, it's just not, you know, it's the wrong things for the right reason. Yeah. And, in but a it's, big way. But there's, I mean, there's something to be said for it. There yeah. are different uh, 
philosophies that are based on it, which just sound great. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And so these aren't necessarily evil people. Uh, your whistlers and your skips and folks like yeah. that. Well, I mean, they think that they're going to summon in a new era. Well, and as Buffy says, he's a demon who's come into town to even the score between good and evil. Yeah, that's exactly the same. That's the same description. No matter what side you look at it, mm-hmm. that's that's it. Yeah, so he's here. Whether he's I mean, working for, for the powers I, or for Jasmine. Well, she leaves right away, and exactly the timing he gives her, he says, you need to go there and you need to do this right now. Exactly the timing we have gives exactly enough time for him to get his soul back before she has to kill him. So I think maybe it is. Maybe he's just there to orchestrate it and make sure, because if she didn't have to go talk to him at Giles's place, which is out of the way... It wouldn't take so long for her to get there. She'd just be going back and forth. And he's got, he at least knows, he knows what's going to happen because he says you've got one thing left. So he has mm-hmm. seen in some way exactly how this is going to play out. Yeah. So he's, he is lying to her when he's telling her certain things. Yeah. Cause he, I mean, and, and he's, and he knows once the visions have kicked in, you can't change it. Yeah. If he has seen what happens, it doesn't matter how much she hurries because yeah, that's, that's what's going to happen. Which we see in Angel of the Series. Yeah. It's like once the, well, and with Slayer dreams. Yep. There is nothing you can do to fight the Slayer dream. It's going to come true. Right. Um, same thing with, uh, oh, what's it? Cassie. Way forward yeah. in. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Her, her fate is sealed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I I think that's it. I think it's just a. Yeah. He's just orchestrating this whole thing so she mm-hmm. has the correct timing. And, I mean, Jasmine would deliver messages just like the powers do. Mm-hmm. She has seen everything. Yeah. She's so a great planner. He is just, <laughs> he's feeding her just enough half-truths. And bits of information, just mm-hmm. like he did. Because he doesn't necessarily lie to Angel, but he positions Angel in a way that he has to fall in love with the Slayer. He sees right. her, and he sees himself. He sees Buffy not fitting in, having a different destiny, destiny wanting other things, mm-hmm. being um, taken by someone much older into a destiny that she didn't plan on, and then her parents are arguing and she's upset. That's Liam. Yeah, that's, that's Liam's Liam. story right there. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, so, and, and it rips d- her family apart, and, well, he ripped him, his family apart, but, you know, it's... <laughs> he sure did. Similar. Similar in tone. So... Just a little for, more literal. For Angel, yeah. For Angel to see Buffy in exactly that moment, he sees himself. Mm-hmm. He loves her the same way that, um, that Xander is expressing that he loves Willow, because he's right. there. He gets it. So, yeah, I mean, it makes sense. That's the reason we bring him in at that part of the story. Mm-hmm. You know, from there on out, it's just a matter of the long con. Because when you're immortal, you got all the time in the world. Yeah. You know, we just got all the players on the board. We've got Cordy on the board. We need to manipulate her into place. Mm-hmm. You know, we have... We have to compel Wolfram and Hart to bring Darla back. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, yeah, we've got to motivate Angel and Angelus. Mm-hmm. We've got to motivate the powers that be to get involved. We need to... Because they're... Probably we don't actually know what yanks Angel out of hell, mm-hmm. but I'm the, I'm on the side of the PTBs. They're like, no, that's our champion. Get him back. Yeah, it's, so, I think it's either. I mean, to, even though the first takes credit, I think it's either the PTBs or Jasmine. Yeah, well, I think it's the powers that be because he would not have been a champion for them and been identified as such if he was being tainted by Jasmine from the beginning. Maybe it's just a matter of who gets there first. Yeah, <laughs> they all like, want him nope, out. I want to get no. Nope, Everybody get wants Angel. Get back. Yeah. <laughs> My turn. We're going to get him back? Fine, Or fine. maybe Hell just spits him back out because he's too much to handle. Maybe. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Feral. Like, no, thank you. Go have your own show. Yeah. 
But yeah, he comes back, and I think we'll find some clues about what that means. I think so um, as we go forward. But yeah, I I do not think Whistler is is Cassandra by any means because he's completely intelligible when he wants to be. Because we know what Cassandra sounds like. Cassandra sounds like Drew. Yeah, and Drew <laughs> is never completely intelligible. <laughs> but you can figure out what she's talking about if yeah. you really pay attention. Mm-hmm. But him, the only. The only reason it's hard to figure out what he's saying is because he doesn't say things clearly. Yeah, he is. He's like being he like he that. intentionally holds information back, and Drew doesn't do that. Drew tells you everything she's got in her head. Yep, it just doesn't make any fucking sense yeah. <laughs> until you pick it apart. Yeah, but yeah, he just withholds stuff. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and and once you put that piece in place, he feels like he belongs in the episode, mm-hmm. which is what matters to me. It's. He doesn't feel like he belongs in the episode until you turn him around and see him more like Skip. Yes. Then we see him like Doyle. We've been, I think almost everybody I've talked to who's watched the show has been thinking of him as Doyle. Mm -hmm. He's in that lineage. I think of him as in the lineage of Skip, where I like Skip. I like him a lot. Skip can suck my dick. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) He's an asshole. He's a dick, Mm -hmm. man. But... Yeah, like he's an understandable dick. He mm-hmm. just thinks he's doing the right thing. Yep. So yeah, if Whistler's in if we put Whistler in that place where we were on the side with Skip, we were like, yeah, you mm-hmm. motivate Cordy. That's awesome. You're like her spirit guide. Yeah. Show her how those visions can help her. Yep. Which is pretty much exactly the, what Whistler what does for doing. Angel. Mm-hmm. So since we have those comparisons and we have the hot dog, I'm going with he's on Jasmine's team. He's manipulating all the players into the correct places on the board for everything to continue on. Yep. And yep. just because we came up with this, we came up with this just today. So yeah. our, we haven't flushed it out more. We'll, we'll flush it out more as we go along. Mm-hmm. We're just going to uh, keep we it see in stuff. mind. Yep. Yeah. We, we had to stop in the episode. <laughs> when, yeah. when that mic drop happened, we had to like go stop. And, Holy and talk shit. And yes. We always think we're going to just record for a few hours and we end up talking for like six hours and recording for five. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a whole day. It is. Yeah. Uh, outside the mansion of the undead, Buffy is walking determinedly from uh, with the sword wrapped in a blanket. Uh, Xander comes running out of yeah. some She's bushes. She's not scared of the police anymore, apparently. <laughs> no. She, she's just gonna cut their heads off at this point. Yeah, she's, yeah, you know, she's over she, it. We saw how how few fucks she gives. Um, <laughs> Xander comes running out of some bushes and almost gets the Slayer. Hello, <laughs> Xander announces that the cavalry is here in the form of a frightened guy with a rock. He shows <laughs> off said rock, and it is rather impressive for a rock. Um, I, I would have gone with a stick uh, because vampires. But hey, uh, poor guy hasn't even figured out that the sun is out, making vampire attacks unlikely. <laughs> Well, <laughs> it's a little discombobulated. Yeah, he doesn't even have a car. No, he's been like, running or whatever. Yeah, for how many hours? Oh, God. <laughs> he's been walking all night from the hospital. Buffy, Poor dude. Had, I know. Buffy hands him a stake, and uh, he drops the rock. She tells him his job isn't fighting; it's getting Giles and himself out safely because she'll be too busy killing to protect him. She's definitely psyching herself up. Our Buffy is. Mm-hmm. He comments on the sword, and she says it's a present for Angelus. Xander suddenly remembers Willow and the spell and starts to tell Buffy that Willow said, and you can see the wheels turning, and then he concludes with, kick his ass. Willow said kick his ass, is what he goes with, causing much wailing and gnashing of teeth in the Buffy fandom. <laughs> okay, so we need yeah. to we need to divide okay. up. Okay, yep. We need to divide up what Xander does on two levels. Mm-hmm. On the character level, this is awful. <laughs> Yes. This is truly, he should have said nothing. Yeah. He never should have spoken for Willow. 
mean, fine, tell Buffy to kick Angelus's ass, but make it from you, mm-hmm. dude. He got himself into a situation where he mentioned Willow, so he had to say something. So how about Willow said good luck? Right? Or something. Willow said yes. good luck. Willow said she loves you. Uh-huh. Willow said she'll be waiting. See, and, and I think he starts out with full intention of saying, mm-hmm. Willow said she's going to try doing the spell again. Um, I think what motivates him to not is because he sees, we don't see Buffy's face, but he's looking at her and the wheels start turning when he sees the look of hope on her face. Yeah. And I, and he just can't let her hold it out. He's worried that if she has any hope of saving Angelus, she won't do what needs to be done. We won't save Giles and it's all going to go to hell. And, and I would honestly love to side with Xander on this because I really Mm -hmm. adore Xander. Yeah. He's so wrong. It's her decision. Yeah. She's the slayer. Well, she's the wrong. one girl in all the world, yeah. and she needs all. She needs the one girl in all the intel. Is what yeah. she fucking well, like, needs. Like I keep bringing up that doing the wrong thing for the right reasons, the right thing for the wrong reasons. Mm-hmm. He's doing the wrong thing for his right reasons. For, uh, for the right yeah. reasons, absolutely. And he is the wrong messenger, mm-hmm. as we brought up. In a right. way, this is kind of like he's not doing the right thing, but he was also assigned the wrong job. Yes, absolutely. You know, we. This should be Oz. Send, this yeah. should be Oz, right here. Yeah, this is this is like sending a vampire to guard the. Blood delivery. Right. Like, it's, and, this is his chance. Angel. Yeah. Because, <laughs> and it's not like Xander has it out for Angel for no reason. Xander has it out for Angel for good reasons. Oh, several. Yeah, many reasons. Very, very mm-hmm. good reasons. So. That that Angel would agree with a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Angel would be like, yeah, kick my ass. Yeah, kill me. Yes. Kill me. Please <laughs> kill me. Slayer. I yeah. don't want to get my soul back and remember all this stuff. Please kill me right now. Yeah, totally. <laughs> He'd be totally down for it. So I think for, for Angel's sake, for Buffy's sake, for everybody else's sake, Xander says the correct thing in the wrong way. Yes. Because. You know, it is the attribution to, oops, it's the attribution to Willow that makes it problematic. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. that That is the big problem. And, um. Yeah, I mean, this feels so small compared to everything else we've come up with, but this was the big thing. Yeah. It's, it's so funny. It's, <laughs> well, but I, well, the big thing was, uh-huh. <laughs> on a metaphor level, though, Buffy's heart, mm-hmm. her vicious, predatory, primal slayer heart, is telling her, vampire, vampire slayer, dead vampire. Yes. As, vampire. as is tradition. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's telling her what she has been telling herself since the first part of this episode. Kill him. Save the world. Period. Mm-hmm. Yep. What's what she's been telling herself since Angel first turned? Since Jenny died, yeah. But she got really serious about it when you know when she's fighting her way through all the vampires, trying to get messages back to Angela saying, "Come get me, bitch!" You know, mm-hmm. um, that's pretty, That's when she got really serious about it. When yeah. Xander pops up and is like, "What's with all the killing all the vampires?" Yeah, yeah. That well, I mean, that was that's the moment when she it was she wants when she wanted it over mm-hmm. that's i mean she's been telling herself that for since oh, yeah. the beginning of well, this and, for sure and i think on a metaphor level it's really important for her and her heart to be alone together at the beginning of that decision and then bookended at the end of the decision mm-hmm. now um rescuing her mind from the clutches of angel right it's the the metaphor is so strong and it makes sense for her metaphorical heart to just say you know what? Your spirit says so too. Mm-hmm. She doesn't, but fuck her. Like, and, um, I'm over her shit. <laughs> right. Well, and, and honestly, one reason we know that yeah. that Xander's actions as a metaphor are right, mm-hmm. he's not wearing red. 
Yep. No red. That is very true. He was wearing red in the previous episode because uh-huh. he went after, he tore after Angel about all that kind of stuff and he was a threat there. Yeah. And he hurt Buffy when he said all those things. Mm-hmm. He's not hurting her now. No, he's not. He's, he's actually a, in blue. He's very, he's, right. he's basically in the Buffy blue. Yeah, he is. So he is vibing with Buffy's true self. They, everybody knows this is the right thing to do. The person who's doing the wrong thing in this episode is Willow. Yeah. Even though we've sent Xander, the wrong person, to tell Buffy to do this, we're doing the wrong thing. Because we all decided we were not going to restore his soul. Yes. Buffy and Willow talked on the phone, Mm -hmm. and they decided we are not going to restore his soul. Willow said, I'm so sorry. And so it's like, surprise! Yeah. No, it's the surprise that hurts. It's the surprise that's terrible. It was the surprise when we lost Angel. (laughs) Yes, and it's the surprise we lose him this way, too. (laughs) It is. It's it's also the surprise. And this is the first, almost the first, of many times when Willow will go ahead and use magic despite not having consent. Oh, yeah. Willow has an issue with non-consensual magical actions. She so does. (laughs) So this is, it's, she's being non-consensual. So Xander did the wrong thing on a character level, but on every Mm -hmm. single other level, Xander was the ethical white knight delivering the correct message to the correct person at the correct time. He is the anti-whistler. Yeah, he is. And, um, and honestly, and the only objection that I have with what he does is that he, attributes his feelings to Willow. Mm-hmm. So Buffy feels betrayed by both of them. Yes. And primarily yes. by Willow. That's the fucked up thing. Mm-hmm. Um, when uh, when they had the, the big fight about it in season seven, and, and Buffy's like, well, Willow, you said kick his ass. And Willow's like, I never said that. Yeah. She has blamed Willow this whole time. Uh-huh. Yeah, she's been having it out for her, which makes sense uh, in a few places. Because imagine, imagine how this looks to Buffy. Uh-huh. Not only did Willow... Say she wasn't going to bring the, bring uh, try to restore Angel's soul. Mm-hmm. She also told Buffy to kick his ass, yeah. and then she brought him back. <laughs> like that yeah, is that does look I'm really surprised, bad. I'm surprised. I'm surprised Buffy didn't go to fucking Borneo <laughs> 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 rather true. than see Willow again. Or yeah. didn't, you know, she didn't even give Willow the Slayer hello when she came back. Mm-hmm. You would think that she would, but Buffy yeah. hides her feelings all the time. It's very true. However, Buffy on, carried that yeah. resentment for how she many does. years? Although you know, it's it's not unjustified. Like we said on a metaphor level, mm-hmm. it's not unjustified but for her to carry that resentment because what Willow does is just as bad. It's a uh, the only it's it's uh, one step short of that bad because she doesn't actually say kick his ass. Okay, that's true. Because she does. Because from Willow's perspective, she is on the up and up. She changes her mind. She feels well mm-hmm. enough. She tells Xander, go tell Buffy I'm going to do the spell. Try to stall him. So from Willow's perspective, yeah, she's violating their original agreement. Uh-huh. But talk about doing the wrong thing for the right reason. She's totally doing the wrong thing for the right reason. Oh, or yeah, the right totally. thing for the wrong reason. One yeah. of those things. But she's, you know, she's... <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure which one, actually. I think she got a taste of it. And she just wants more. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, but she is, she really does believe that she did something mm-hmm. nice, that she's trying to yeah. do something nice for Buffy. And she is. She is trying to bring back Angel in time and then they'll be off together. Cause she, mm-hmm. she says at the end of the episode, what she wanted was, Hey, everything's great. She's got her boyfriend back and everything's fantastic. Cause yeah. Willow, more than anything, now that she has a boyfriend, wants everybody to have a boyfriend. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so because, because that's what when you are a perfectly straight girl, extremely straight, extremely person. straight person, what everybody needs who's around you is a heterosexual relationship. Especially if your best friend might be bisexual and yes. you want to get her straightened out just like you. Exactly. Yes. Yes. We need to make sure that everybody is straight yes 
and, and even when they're not happy in a heterosexual <laughs> yes. relationship. Absolutely. Yes. We need to maintain the heteronormative narrative. Right. So, and Buffy, you know, has said that that's what she wants. She wants Angel mm-hmm. back. So Willow's, Willow is being an idiot, but she's not, <laughs> but she at least is trying to get the truth to Buffy. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. What what Xander does is the ass But pole. she chooses the wrong person. She and, does. And she... Well, she does have a concussion. So. She, she does. But she should know on an instinctive level. They have known each other for a long Xander time. Xander is stupid. And he just freaked out about Angel for like an hour and a half. And she called yeah. him a cocksucker or whatever. Yeah. Like, so like, she like he's, knows. I mean, completely the wrong person. Yeah. Send she sent Cordy. the worst person. Cordy send... would have busted out that message yeah, in send two seconds. Oz. Send a carrier pigeon. Send a nurse. Yes. Send an orderly. How how about sending anybody? How about sending Cordy and Xander? Because all you need is yeah. somebody to wave the herbs uh-huh. and recite the Latin. Tell Joyce for fuck's sake. <laughs> yeah, well, that would like, be terrible. Yeah, that would go well. Buffy, what's uh, going on in here? Oh, vampires! <laughs> you know, you haven't been very nice to my daughter, Mister. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Giles! Oh, hello! You're yeah. sweaty. Yeah. yeah. You have sexy wounds. <laughs> <laughs> and then Giles got to make out with three members of the cast. <laughs> In one episode. And Joyce, would you please not? I'm very, ouch, ow. <laughs> oh. Alternate reality. Yeah. That we just acted out. Yes. <laughs> Oh, man. So yeah, so okay, so so metaphor level, we're totally fine with what mm-hmm. Xander does because it disagree with Buffy. Yes. Slayer Heart. Of course, the Slayer Heart wants to kill the vampires. That's what Slayer Hearts do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it is. And, but, and very undivided about it. And but, he understands uh, he's supposed to deliver a message. He tries so hard. He tries. But he loses that internal battle, and if, he doesn't know how to recover. If he had changed it to Willow says good luck, I would uh-huh. never speak of it. Yeah. I would think he did great. But that's we don't get to have that kind of relief from these characters. Right. These characters have to make the wrong decisions. Exactly. And that's what I grow. love about the show. Yeah. And I love it that they make us let's think about this. Just like when Xander was going off and being, you know, whatever Willow called, Willow called him on the phone, which I still think is cocksucker. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, on the surface, we're supposed to think he's absolutely wrong because mm-hmm. Buffy thinks he's wrong, Willow thinks he's wrong, Giles yeah. thinks he's wrong. So we're supposed to think he's wrong. Um, underneath, we found out that maybe not so wrong. Yeah. Totally. We're kind of right on the money. Mm-hmm. Especially with the costuming cue, which is good. I didn't catch that one. So. Thumbs, up. <laughs> Yay. Thumbs up to you. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it, it is, it's, it's so interesting to investigate because this is a dividing factor for a lot of people. They're like, well, well, Xander never comes back to me after this. Really? Cause he pays for it. He pays we'll, for it. We'll, we'll let you know when he pays for yeah, it because he pays, he pays for, for it. But for me, after further investigation, I just have so much more of a problem with Willow breaking consent about doing magic. And what Willow does later, Xander changes. Yeah. Um, Xander, after the Zeppo, Xander changes. Mm-hmm. Well, he this begins, and I yeah. I think the self hatred from this fuels a lot of what happens in the next little while. I think so too. I think he beats himself up. He's a self aware person, mm-hmm. and also he doesn't deliver a bad message again. He becomes ultra truthful guy. Yeah, you know, like this is the last time he really does something mm-hmm. like this. You know, so he lied to his friends once, and that came back to bite him uh-huh, in the werewolf episode. <laughs> sure did. Yeah. And so, and, and that he kind of got a little piece of humble pie, but it wasn't enough well, and he'll of get it. A, he'll get a pretty brutal. He will. He'll yeah, get so, a brutal comeuppance. Uh, 
later several on. Several bits of brutal comeuppance later on. One that's in particular that's targeted right from Buffy. Yeah. No, it totally is. <laughs> so we have that where he's he really is trying to do the right thing, but he sees that what he did hurts Buffy. Mm-hmm. And he realizes it like almost immediately. Um, about what what do we figure out about two seconds after Giles realizes? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And and we'll go over that. Um and then you know, so he he's sort of stumbling, recovers from that, starts the cycle of self punishment. Well, first he has to first he acts like a complete projecting dick to Buffy when she gets back. Yeah, well everybody is horrible to Buffy. Completely when she horrible. Gets back. And uh I but just, that's and that one is just Xander blaming Buffy for her own pain that he mm-hmm. caused kind of bullshit. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah. And then defensive, defensive, this, defensive. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. and he starts this cycle of of being upset with himself, which also is kind of punishing Willow because he's not happy with how things went with Willow either. Well, and then he then he poisons things between Buffy and Faith, which I'll never forgive him for. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get there. And, and, well, I mean, because then... he, you know, because he goes to Faith and he's like, uh-huh. "You need to kill Angel," and this is the boyfriend, yeah. and takes advantage of her feelings for Buffy and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. And well, um, we have a habit of men in Buffy's life trying to kill the guys she's sleeping with. It's just a thing everyone does. Yeah, and Xander's dates kill him, so I guess he figures yeah, it should just like, happen. Yeah. Well, that and, way. and Giles does it with Spike. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah, well, yeah that's yeah. pretty bad. So we just have this habit of of trying to take the men out of Buffy's life. You know. Partly because they make her weak. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's just so much going on there and the demon half and not getting along with the demon half of who Buffy is. And, um, you know, there's there's a lot of layers there. So, yeah, he kind of poisons the well there. He just doesn't he doesn't dig himself out. But once he does, once he figures out how to be a mm-hmm. man, he becomes a man. Well, because I think that I think a lot of and we'll talk about this in the Zeppo. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the problems right now and in the future the stuff with uh, um, well, I mean, this, of course, uh, the previous episode where he was getting all yelly, screamy, mm-hmm. um, is uh, what he you know convincing Faith to kill Angel and you know play like framing her for the whole thing, <laughs> like, <laughs> pissing up Buffy, yeah. um, and uh, the cheating thing. Mm-hmm. It's because he's trying to be the wrong kind of man, yeah. And he doesn't realize until the Zeppo that he doesn't need to be or want to be the hero. That's not yeah. him. No, that's he's trying true. to be the hero right now, even though he knows that Buffy's the hero. Uh-huh. He's still trying to be the well, hero. He still is stuck in the toxic masculinity yes, archetype. He's absolutely. still stuck in that dialogue, and he's trying to figure out his way out. He's trying and, to he's trying to take Angel out so he can be Angel, not in yeah. the jealousy jealous Sander kind of way, but because he wants to be the protagonist. He yeah. wants to be the hero of the story, and he still has that wanting to save Buffy kind of thing, mm-hmm. even though he knows it's not well, possible. And he's also having these wild swings. We bring him up in one episode mm-hmm. where he's just so amazing. And then he's got to swing the pendulum back right. over because that's the way growth works is we've got right. to play around in the space. So it's, and it, he's and just the, got such a fascinating arc. Absolutely. And, and you, we see him succeed when he is not at the point of the spear, which is Buffy's position, but mm-hmm. back a bit. Yeah. Uh, and he's a great second in command. He's yes. her general. Yes. And, yeah. um, and, uh, yeah. And, and it, in, in the Zeppo, he realizes he likes the quiet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he embraces the um, the non the 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 role that is not the hero. Yeah, and he's happy with that. Mm-hmm. He's completely happy with that. Yeah. And then he can and find then his yeah, he peace. relaxes. He call he's he you know he gets seduced like the girl. <laughs> yeah, he gets well, that that is like it's the the whole episode is his payout. 
Mm-hmm. It's it's him getting everything he's been asking for. And getting it in the way that he needs, not mm-hmm. the way he wants. Yes. The way that is best for him mm-hmm. is and then it and it demonstrates to him, Xander, this is the way you need to do things. And he says, Okay, no, I mm-hmm. get it now. I get yeah. it. I'm not supposed to be the guy with the big flashy car. Uh-huh. That's not me. Yeah. That's not what I want. I am going to be the quiet guy. Mm-hmm. But yeah, here he's still trying to figure out how to be the hero. Right. And, and it's just the wrong role yeah. for him. And he he's happens, not the one who should make decisions like this for Buffy. No. Buffy should make this decision. And he's also not the one who should be delivering messages like this to right. anybody. Anybody he, else should be that person. <laughs> um, yes. But he does have, despite this little hiccup, this is a great episode for Xander. Absolutely. Everything else he does is so spot on and self-aware and so in tune with everybody else he's so and i guess that's part of the reason i don't have a problem with it even though i mean i know he shouldn't have attributed it to willow and all that stuff but he is every room he's in he's vibing with who's there Mm -hmm. he's vibing with buffy when she gets to the hospital he vibes with um with willow when she's unconscious he's completely in tune with her as soon as oz enters the room he's in tune with oz he's in tune with cordy Mm -hmm. this is a very unusual space for him to be in where he is just on the same vibration as everybody he's with including giles right and that's a rare occurrence right so why wouldn't he be on the same vibration as who buffy needs him to be when he looks her in the eyes Except that he does make the wrong decision because Buffy had plenty of time to stop Angel from getting his sword. Well, out. there's that too. <laughs> there is that too. When she but... walks in, she breaks his legs. He can't get the sword out of a yeah, cuff. I mean, there, there's that. But you know. I mean, it, so he. I mean, yeah. And Xander made a mistake. He made the wrong call. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. because he was trying to be the hero when he's not the hero. Yeah. That's all it is. Yeah. He's a he's a kid. He fucked up. Yeah. It's just again, the way we're going to have to pull out right here. The they are just teenagers. Right. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. I think I think that's that's one of you know so general listeners that conversation is one of the things that started this whole mess. Is the heart part? Yep. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so blame that. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and moving on. Yeah, uh, Buffy walks ahead, and he seems to have a few seconds of doubt, and then follows her. Uh, it, it still wasn't the right thing, but like we said, he made a mistake. Whatever. He did. Uh, for, made a mistake for the right reasons. Well, and they don't know what they're getting into. They don't know how many vampires are in there right. or whatever. But in, but in yeah. the end, I mean, hindsight is twenty twenty. Looking back on it, he would have told her. Mm-hmm. Oh, she yeah. Have, she would have Looking back on it, Buffy would have let Dawn die. So, you know. Absolutely. Yeah. If everybody has different decisions they'd make after And you would support that down. decision of Buffy's. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you'd, you'd be like, every, give me that sword. Give me the sword now. Every time I watch the series, I'm like... Will it change this time? <laughs> Maybe it's different this that's time. I, that's how I feel when Buffy and Faith are on the roof. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, come on. Just, now kiss. Now, fuck. Fine. You always stab her, Buffy. Uh, Why you gotta stab her every time? We gotta be like that, She's bro. really cute. She loves you. Uh, Angelus has started the ritual again, which means Miss Edith is back to watch. <laughs> Angelus has opted for the serious business Latin incantation of the ritual, which is probably a good idea. Uh, he says, Akatha mundatusum prote nakavi sanguinum meum prote effundium. And he steps slowly towards Akatha, quomi dignum esse dominstrum. Uh, yeah, that wasn't the greatest, but I'm tired. <laughs> no, it's, it's good. It's yeah. almost midnight. We're fine. <laughs> I'm just tired. I got no, I got no <laughs> anything for Latin. So the translation is, Akatha, I am cleansed here before you. My blood flowing before you makes me worthy. As I demonstrate, 
Um, in Willow's hospital room, they are also getting soda on the ritual. Uh, Willow thinks they're ready, and Cordy says, stinky herbs are a go. Thank you again for the comic relief, Cordy. <laughs> <laughs> Oz is worried See, about the That's Latin- why she shouldn't have gone to get the stuff, because she doesn't even know what any of it's fucking called. Right, exactly. <laughs> stinky herbs. Send her to go tell Buffy. Yeah. Come on, people. <laughs> Oz is worried about the Latin part, uh, but Willow says he, she's hoping he just has to read it and not understand it. He'll do better than I just did anyway. <laughs> In the mansion, Angelus, with a knife from Drew, says, Now, Akathla, you will be free. He finally slices his own palm and bleeds his own blood. <laughs> derp, derp, derp. Oy, took long enough, dude. He finishes, and so will we all. Except that he's going to suck a really pissed off slayer into hell, mm-hmm. a hell dimension and turn her into Dean from Supernatural in Purgatory, as Snard <laughs> pointed out last week. Say stupid and jealous. Yeah. No, he's just still so focused on self-destruction. And, and again, like, can't self-destruct him the normal way by just staking himself because supernatural beings don't seem to have that ability. See, I, I'm still thinking it's mostly confined to slayers. I think supernatural beings get caught up in, in uh-huh. grandiosity. I think slayers really actually cannot no, I mean, do it, it. It makes perfect sense. And I know some of you don't like that, but I think it's it's dem- demonstrably true. Show me a slayer has killed herself. Yeah, because, well, no, some of the potentials do. Which, no, yeah, there's a potential. Different. Yeah, that's a potential. potential. That's like if, us. If I found out I was a potential, I'd hang myself too. Yeah, but slayers, <laughs> slayers don't do it. If anybody, yeah. if if slayers could, Faith would have done it. Yeah. The second she killed well, the mayor's aide or the chance. assistant mayor, and she realized that Buffy could not love her, she would off herself. Period. There's a good chance Buffy would have after her first watcher dies. Absolutely. Like Buffy would have a few times. Buffy yeah. would have after this episode. Yeah. Yep. But they can't so no, they just can't. Man. So she does the best thing that she can, move to she, LA and become she a waitress. She would have after she came back from the dead and yeah. wanted to go back to heaven because she enjoyed it so much. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, she yeah. self-harmed self-harm mm-hmm. with Spike because she wants to die and he's yeah. dead. And yeah. so she decides well, to fuck she's the She's doing dead. the same thing where everyone's trying to do suicide by Slayer. She's trying to do suicide by Vampire yes. Lover. Absolutely. And, and she only really is interested in him when she finds out he can hurt her. Weird. Yes, exactly. Well, self-destructive so, yeah. tendency. Slayers, slayers cannot tell self-terminate. No, they Only can't. potential so, slayers. So yeah, so it it is. He just he just wants to Romeo and Juliet the shit out of the world, mm-hmm. and because Angelus is ultimately a romantic, just like Liam. Liam was a romantic, yep. just like Spike will always be the poet, and Drusilla will always be the pious, crazy nun chick. Mm-hmm. You know, she's kind of a dirty nun now, but there still is a, a certain element of worship in the way that she honors her visions. It's, it's exactly like Darla tells us later on. Mm-hmm. Uh, what we were informs what we become. Yeah. That's... Well, yeah. And uh, I, I think Miss Edith is kind of a form of idolatry, which is like purposefully flying in the face of God, which is sort of like a mm-hmm. that feels like something that Drusilla would do intentionally. Yeah, crazy to... vampire Drew, yes. Yeah, yes. yeah crazy mm-hmm. vampire Drew would do just to... Well, because... I mean, it makes sense, right? Mm-hmm. God yeah. didn't protect her from all this horrible shit that exactly, happened to her. Yeah. So, so fuck gonna, him. Yeah, so she's going to work Miss Edith. Yep. Instead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, Angelus does, in fact, stay a little stupid because he hasn't noticed that Buffy is tiptoeing in <laughs> to the and room. he saw like, her take out Sonya. the master gang. Right? I mean, <laughs> of all the things he should have been expecting, Buffy should have been at the top of his list, right? <laughs> He's got her watcher. Well, she <laughs> he knows. hasn't heard from her in a while. It's daylight. He's starting the ritual. She's <laughs> like, what are you doing here? <laughs> 
well, is she dead? No, she's going to show up. What yeah. are you doing? <laughs> well, maybe he was hoping she was on board with the plan. Maybe he was secretly hoping she was on board with the plan of them being together in hell forever. He's so stupid. He's just He's got he's her so dead. Stupid. What is she going to Like, where did Spike disappear to for so long? <laughs> Gee, this is odd. His, lo- his door's been locked for a while. Yeah. You think she was going to sit this one out? Oh, no, go ahead. I'm just going to have... I just made muffins. I'm just going to eat these muffins. Anyway. Anyway. Any petty. It's fine. Yeah. Go ahead and take the world to hell. Anyway, Buffy easily decapitates a vampire minion and throws Angelus' own greeting back at him. Hello, lover. Oh, so good. I know. It's on. Yeah. <laughs> He says he doesn't have time for her, and she says she does, he doesn't have a lot of time for anything. He scoffs at the terrible odds she's up against and wonders if she really thinks she can take them all on. She says she doesn't. And then Spike pops up from behind Angelus <laughs> and smashes him on the back with a big, looks like, like a fire poker yeah, thing. Yeah, it is. Right? It's a fire poker. Yeah. <laughs> and punk rock. I love punk rock, Spike. He's so great. He's just so good. <laughs> Drew turns to look at him in surprise, and Spike keeps enthusiastically beating on Angelus <laughs> with the whatever it this is. This has been coming for so long. <laughs> Absolutely. A long time. <laughs> One of the vampire minions goes after Buffy, and they fight. It's just a matter of time with it, that guy, too. You can tell Buffy's better than he is. Uh, Spike asks Angelus, painful, isn't it? And continues letting out about a century of resentment out <laughs> on him until Drew tackles him. <laughs> yeah, with, with this little, like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> fantastic flying tackle it's so great <laughs> and i spit up my drink every time it's so, it's so great <laughs> buffy's vampire opponent knocks her over giving her a chance to look for a steak and xander comes in and runs right into the vampire taking the opportunity to punch him really good with the cast i bet that was pretty fun yeah <laughs> Buffy, yeah. see this is what i mean good xander all the way yep. through this episode yep and he just made a mistake yeah. he's so brave yeah he is i can't get over it. this is a human a regular human. Just running straight into a slayer death pit. Yes, and punching out a vampire. Yeah, with his broken arm. Yep. Yeah. The fuck, dude? Yep, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Buffy has found a stake, and Xander clears out to go find Giles while Spike and Drew square off. He says he doesn't want to hurt her, but she grabs him by the throat. I mean, and she's clearly stronger than he is, so I, I really don't have a problem with it when he fights fair and punches yeah, her in the no, face. Totally. He comments that not wanting to hurt her doesn't mean he won't. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think of their relationship kind of Klingon-like, you know? Oh, yeah. Where, like, mm-hmm. combat is foreplay. Yes. Yeah. They they allude. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. <laughs> uh-huh. So it's it's already consented to. Yes. Regardless of context, it's fine. We'll just get her going. Yep. Yep. Uh, In the hospital, Oz does a decent job with the Latin uh, that Giles recited in the last episode, and Willow starts on Jenny's English translation. Xander finds Giles and starts to untie him, asking if he can walk. Giles tells him he isn't real because they (laughs) trick him and get inside his head and make him see things he wants. Xander gets to eye level with him and asks, then why would they make you see me? (laughs) Giles realizes this is a valid point and says, you're right, let's go. (laughs) (laughs) My favorite... I mean, it, this is one of, in my top 15 moments it. in I Buffy. It. it is such a good character moment for these two. It's, it. again, a little bit of funny, just feeding us a little bit. 
And Xander acknowledging that he fucked up last week too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I fucked up last week too. I'm sorry. Yep. I I just fucked I up, up. I just fucked up really bad just yep. a second ago, and I fucked up with you. I'm sorry. Giles forgiving him. Yep. Also grounding Giles in reality. Yeah. Um, heart saving mind, which is rare in this universe, <laughs> and it also gets them. These two need to be friends for the yes. rest of the show to be okay. Yes. So we need to get them on the same team. Yep. And this will start that. <laughs> Yes. Uh, Xander helps him up, and uh, as Buffy had told him to do, Xander gets Giles out the door to safety. Buffy is still fighting her vampire, and Drew leaves some impressive scratches on Spike's cheek with her nails, um, and then punches him out. She's <laughs> 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 really strong. Yeah. Uh, Angelus sits up, holding his head. Buffy gets her vampire staked when Angelus hurries over to a Catholic's uh, to a Catholic and. Pulls the sword out with a whoosh. Which he's finally smart and doesn't go to fight the Slayer first. He yeah. goes for the jugular. Exactly. Which is tragic, yet finally well, Angelus I mean, is doing something in line right, with what he finally. wants. Finally, yeah. I mean, there's nothing Buffy can do but kill him at this point. That's mm-hmm. It's over. Yeah. Um, but again, he knew what the goal was. And Buffy did not know what the goal was. Buffy thought the goal was just to kill him eventually and send him back. Mm-hmm. She didn't realize the goal should have been to keep him away from the sword. Yes. That's the problem. That's true. Well, and I, I don't, we still don't know if Xander could have delivered that piece of information. Well, the, the word was delay him, delay him from get, getting the sword out. So mm-hmm. she knew. She yeah. would have known. I mean. Yeah. Um, but she could have done it. Yeah. That sucks. It does suck. But man. You walk in, you break his legs. <laughs> well, we also didn't count on Drusilla fighting Spike. Yeah, Buffy still could have busted his legs. Mm, really yeah, true. If if it's just a game of keep away, she could have done a game of keep away. That's true. <laughs> like, yeah, defending the flag, she could have done that. Yeah, it's it sucks. It sucks that Xander picked that moment to make this huge mistake, <laughs> and then well, Willow picked almost the same moment to make her huge mistake. Yeah, yeah. Well, either do it or don't, you guys. Yeah. Uh, well, Drew- this is what happens when they're, the kids are left alone. Yeah, I know. Yeah, don't leave the kids alone. <laughs> or they're going to start thinking that you're a robot. <laughs> <laughs> Drew stops long enough to observe that a Catholic is on the way, and then Spike grabs her around the throat from behind. Willow is continuing the ritual in English, but is feeling a little funky, and her voice is wavering. Buffy grabs her sword and faces off with Angelus. He taunts her about almost making it, and she says it isn't over. He tells her she's about to go to hell... So he does understand what's going to happen. It confuses me. Yeah. Why the hell would he want to spend the rest of his undead life getting chased around hell dimension by Buffy? (laughs) It's better than an eternity without Buffy. But he could spend the rest of his life getting chased around Earth by Buffy. Yeah. No, no. It's not the same. (laughs) Hell dimension. He'll he'll run out of people that she cares about and then she'll go full slayer and actually kill him and then he won't be able to be near her anymore. She's going to kill him at hell dimension. Because everybody's going to be dead. It's just going to be them. He, he didn't think this through. He did not. He did not. This is, we're not high level thinking no. here. It's just not high level. The Slayer inside of Buffy is going to love a hell dimension. <laughs> yes. But no. He didn't think it through. He just wants it all to be over. Yes, he does. Which he says several times. I just want, want it all to be over. Yes. And this will not be the last thing Angelus does that makes so little sense. He baffles us. <laughs> That's very true. <laughs> Uh, Buffy tells him to save her a seat, so 
she at least understands what's going to happen. <laughs> and then they uh, they begin quite the awesome little sword fight. I don't know how fast it is. Yeah. No slow sword fighting for the Slayer, man. One of the best choreographed fights pretty much in all of Buffy and Angel. Oh, you know my favorite. Well, yeah, but it's it's up there. It's a it's a I think it's my third favorite, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's good. Yeah. I don't rank. I just say it's in my top. Yeah. It's in my top rankings. Yeah, definitely. For sure. And really good choreography, especially for television of the time. Oh, yeah. It's it's, fa- it's fast. Mm-hmm. It's really fast. Yeah. The stunt, the stunt people are having to work hard. Yes, for yeah. sure. Uh, after a little while, he slices her on the arm, and, well, we all know Buffy, and that just pisses her off. <laughs> <laughs> Willow is having more trouble reading the spell, and Oz and Cordy are worried. Her head snaps up and then down, and she begins reciting the spell evenly and confidently in Romanian. I have no idea how to pronounce the Romanian, um, so I'll just give you the English translation I found online. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's it's obviously, it's still the same as, basically the same as Jenny's translation of the spell. Um, I implore you, Lord, do not ignore this request, neither, neither dead nor of the living. Let this orb be the vessel that will carry the soul to him. Uh, the theory online that I love the most about who is possessing Willow for this, this, uh, this spell is that it's Jenny. Yeah. I like that one, too. I would like it, too. Yeah. Because um, she's like, oh, you did not just channel me to get to Giles. Well, because no. if you think about it, because I mean, Jenny's kind of in the ether, of course, mm-hmm. because of this whole Drusilla thing. If Whistler and the bad guys want Buffy, for whatever reason, to put Angelus into the hell dimension, mm-hmm. the good guys would want Angel to go in the hell dimension. Yeah. So Angel would come back out. That's true. That is true. And we haven't worked out why that's important. Yeah. But one side, <laughs> like the Whistler side, wants mm-hmm. Buffy to put Angelus in there. And the good guys, if they're not Whistler, if this mm-hmm. is Jenny, then that's the good guys want Angel to go in there. So Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I like that theory. I mean, at at base, it is the person who originally did the curse. Right. I mean, it could be like, anybody who yeah. did, anybody from Jenny's clan alive mm-hmm. or dead. Yeah, Absolutely. pretty much. It's, it's someone from Calderash. Yeah. To... Yeah. um. It could have been, yeah. I mean, easily could be the the older the older woman that we saw reciting it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, when but, we saw the, the whatever her name is is a funeral. Yeah, so pretty much you get to choose your choose would, your favorite. It'd be awesome if it was Jenny. Though. It would be really that'd good be if fantastic. It was Jenny. Yeah. <laughs> in the mansion, Buffy and Angelus is fight and continuing out, out in the atrium with the Jasmine. He manages to get her <laughs> with the Jasmine with the Jasmine. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Actually, now, uh, now I'm really putting all those dots together. Right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, he manages to get her sword away from her and knock her into a birdbath as Akathla begins to growl. Spike gets Drew into a headlock and apologizes as she goes unconscious. Um, there's been a lot of talk about how this shouldn't work. I mean, if you try to strangle Darla, she's just going to inform you that she doesn't breathe. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't breathe, is what she says. Yeah. Uh, but Drew is crazy. So I'm perfectly willing to accept that this works on her because she believes it works. Yeah, it, uh, it's also not a air choke. It's a blood choke that yeah, he's but, performing. But Darla. I, mean. I know. it's but Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's Darla, so Cause, that's different. Well, because, I mean. Yeah. I was, we don't we don't put Darla in the blood choke. I mean, I know vampires' hearts don't beat, but the gl- blood's got to circulate somehow. Or yeah, else it, it, it just easily stagnates. could be that. Yeah, so this kind of choke where you're rolling someone's neck over your arm, you are cutting off the blood flow to the brain. And maybe it's a happening. magical demon energy. Yeah, 
Something or whatever. Like that. So yeah, that's whatever keeps him going. The, the martial artist in me just has to. Yeah, I, I don't have a I don't have a problem with this. I mean, the yeah. first time I saw it, I was like, hee hee, they don't breathe. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but I yeah. mean, it doesn't bother me anymore. Yeah. It's there. There, are, I could think of five different reasons well, right I now. Mean, if if we're gonna really get into vampire physiology, they shouldn't be able to get knocked out because the brain can't get bruised. They shouldn't be able to get erections yeah. at all. So at all. <laughs> so I'm gonna go with if they can get knocked out and get a bar a boner. Yeah, they can get choked out. Yeah. Yeah, especially with the blood choke. It doesn't make sense for the breathing thing, but for a blood choke, it makes sense. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, I can think of five right now. It's not a problem. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of those just relax and enjoy the show, people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Spike apologizes and picks her up. Uh, he stops when he sees that Angelus has Buffy cornered and unarmed. He observes, <laughs> God, he's going to kill her. And then shrugs and leaves the through. Because <laughs> he's still punk rock. <laughs> he's, still, he's still Spike. I mean, yeah, he's still yeah. a vampire. <laughs> <laughs> And next, this is such an iconic scene. It is one of my favorites. This is the gif you use when life has kicked your ass, you know? Angelus waves the sword at Buffy and ticks off the list of what she has lost. No weapons, no friends, no hope. Buffy closes her eyes and centers herself. Angelus continues, take all that away, and what's left? He thrusts the sword directly at her face, and Buffy, not looking, traps it between her palms. She opens her eyes and looks at him. Me she says, and shoves the blade forward, smashing him in the face with the hilt of his own sword. <laughs> it's so fucking good. It's so good. And it, it's such a defining mo- moment for the show, mm-hmm. for her, for characters everywhere. Like yes. this, this moment echoes through time, yes. through every character that we will see being a heroic figure. What do you have left? Through, Me. Yeah, we see this. I mean, I, I bring up Supernatural a lot because it's it's a child of the Buffy generation. Mm-hmm. We see this question being asked and answered the same way in every character in Supernatural. Yep. Every single one. Yep. And it it always resonates as an important question to ask. What do you have left when you have nothing left? Yep. Yourself. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. He, uh, he staggers back and she just kicks his ass for the rest of the fight. <laughs> yeah. well, he, he, you, you should never ask the question. You don't want to hear the answer well, to Angelus. Well, our, uh, our grandfather uh, was a judge mm-hmm. and he would talk about, um, yeah, the lawyers who ask one too many questions. And he asked one too many questions right here. <laughs> that's, that's one question too many, son. You really shouldn't ask that one. Because <laughs> you just reminded her that she's a badass from hell. Uh, Spike drives his car through the garage door, like through, like through it, <laughs> and grabs the unconscious and limp Drusilla and snuggles her. Oh, vampire love. So cute. <laughs> Enjoy it while it lasts. One Spike. of my favorite couple couples in this whole show, though. They I love so those two. Cute. I yeah. love them. Buffy chases Angelus into the mansion and continues to kick his ass. Willow, or whatever is possessing Willow, continues with the spell. The orb fills with angel soul, and then the soul disappears. Buffy has Angelus on his knees and is about to take his head off when he gasps, and angel's soul glows in his eyes. He collapses, crying, and looks up at her. He says her name and asks what's happening. Buffy is skeptical, but he stands and is so adorably, dorkily angel that she knows. <laughs> the difference, I mean, it was stunning when he turned into Angelus. Mm-hmm. But going back the other way. He's so dorky. It is I hadn't, so, you don't realize how dorky yeah, well, angel sh- is. And, and Boreanaz just embodies a <laughs> different person. Like, he shrugs his shoulders. He's, mm-hmm. like, not confident. And, it, man. He's a dork. Yeah. <laughs> he's he the cutest. Is. 
dork he ever. Is. He's got the, like he's the he's the anime kid who always has to push his glasses up his yes. nose, you know. And he will continue to be that level of dork all the way through his own series. He, he's a badass oh, yeah. dork, is what he, he is. He's he a is. badass, yeah, totally a badass. He is but the, also a dork. He's the king of the nerds, <laughs> yeah. and I love him for it. He, everyone's like, "Hey, let's go out," and he just wants to stay in the dark with his books and yes. rope. I'm down, man. He wants I get to read it. Sart again. Yes, I get it. Like I, I so get him. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I, this, I mean, everybody brings their A game in this whole episode, mm-hmm. but MVP goes to Boreanaz. Yeah, I think so too. This portrayal of Although, the difference. I, ooh, for this, well, but it, he gives the MVP back to Sarah Michelle Geller in like two minutes. Yeah, but he, it's, <laughs> it's because he does such a good job that she, he opens that space for her. She's always going to win this episode for me. Okay. <laughs> they can share it. They can share it. They can MVP. share it. Yeah. I just, I, I think I, I always identify more with Angel. As much as I, I kind of prefer Buffy as a series. Yeah, I, I identify um, more with Buffy now. Yeah, because I am left. But, yes, that's <laughs> you know? true. But yeah, I, I, uh, I don't know. I, I vibe more with Angel. I've always been somebody who identifies the most with Angel and Angelus. And I, you know, oh God, I just feel so bad for the guy. And the way he acts, this where he's so confused, and he's just instantly somebody else. Yeah, he's, you know, um, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's 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 very good. But yeah, I gotta give her that. Everyone, everyone just brings their A game in this. <laughs> Every single person. Well, well, she's the one who makes me cry. Yeah, and he's he does a great job and gets me close. Mm-hmm. But she actually makes well, me yeah, cry. But he, I like that he just gives her the space to do that because mm-hmm. he could have owned the scene too it's, much it's and not let her have it. We especially see it in uh, in I will remember you on Angel Show. Mm-hmm. The, the combination of them oh, is that one, is I, magic. I die in that. I know. I we might we, that might actually kill us we, yeah. to analyze that. Should one. we just skip that episode? <laughs> <laughs> we'll try it. Let's just play we, a video of kittens. If we and if we we will try. If we can't get past the first paragraph, we'll just shut okay, it down we'll and just put shut, kittens. Yeah, should just, like, yeah, meow, just meow, yeah, it'll just be meow, yeah. meow, meow, and that's that's what the podcast will be. Yeah. Well, by then we'll be practiced because we'll have done the body. After we do the body, everything will be easy. Um, Not that one, man. Yeah. I That's know. the worst. That one, it is. That's the worst. So devastating. And yeah, this scene is just iconically good. Mm-hmm. Everything about, I mean, I keep saying iconic, but it is. Like, we the, don't well, the whole see this is. up until yeah. then. There's nothing like these two episodes before or after this. They're always going to be standalone mm-hmm. as something so special and so interesting. And that's why we're at four hours right now. I think uh, it will be edited down. Um, <laughs> but, yeah. You'll never know how long it really was. Nope. No, no. Um, but yeah, this there the the two of them acting together like this just brings something out of each other. The combo is fantastic. Yes, yeah, the combo. And, mm-hmm. and he, the, this change in every single thing about him mm-hmm. is, this is like, I don't know, it, it's... Anthony Stewart head level mastery acting. It's really good. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. he's he's doing it as this young actor who didn't really know what he was doing yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's in some ways he's he's I mean he's a more mature actor. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he'll ever hit this level of excellence right in this part. I don't know. I think this is a transcendent moment. Yeah. I think it's one of those things where it's you know, something goes through you and mm-hmm. you are doing something that's beyond your actual capability yeah. and you just go with it. And the combination of just the magical combination of, of him and Sarah Michelle Geller. Yeah. And I, I don't know if they did more than one take of this scene. If they did, God bless them. I know. If, yeah. Because yeah, I, mean, I, I can see them doing maybe two or three, but I don't. 
because they had to shut the set down to let Sarah Michelle Gellar get herself back together after filming this. Know, so it's gal. hard to imagine. I swear Josh tried to kill her. Like, okay, we must get going. We should, yes. <laughs> I know you want both, to delay. <laughs> we're both ADD as shit right now. Okay, go for it. Angel is back at the worst time ever. Buffy lowers her sword, looks him up and down, and asks if it's him. And we know for sure it's him when he sees that she's got a little cut on her arm and is all worried about her. Oh, Oh, Angel, you just can't help yourself, can you? You really can't. They hug and Buffy is completely stunned. He says it feels like he hasn't seen her in months. He's confused and everything in his head is muddled. She gets about ten seconds to enjoy holding him when he she glances behind him and watches in horror as Akathla's mouth opens. She knows what she has to do. And God bless you, Buffy. I don't know anyone who is strong enough to actually do this. She gives herself just a moment with him. She tells him not to worry, gives him a kiss, and tells him she loves him. Then she goes back to work. She come, becomes the slayer again. She tells him to close his eyes, as Darla did. When his eyes are closed and she can't see, he can't see her, she lets the pain show on her face, and our hearts break. Mm-hmm. A lot. <laughs> she kisses him one last time, takes a step back, and runs him through with the sword. He is shocked, of course, and reaches out to her. She steps back, watching him, and stays strong until he vanishes into the portal, into hell, and then she breaks. And then this fucking show plays Sarah <laughs> McLaughlin. <laughs> you're on the verge of crying oh my god fuck you show (laughs) seriously why don't you play that fucking commercial with the animals and that need homes because it didn't exist yet that's the only reason they didn't they i'm surprised they didn't invent it (laughs) you know what we do it's so sad oh man man and and everything everything up to this point it's kind of like this is the opposite of angel's moment of perfect happiness yeah it's where we accept him and bring him in and he becomes part of the group and he's working with Giles and then has sex with Buffy. This is Buffy's opposite. She loses continuously every single thing. She's unaccepted. People are lying to her. Um, she doesn't know what's going on. She's estranged from everybody. Her mom kicks her out. You know, she has to admit that she's a slayer to mm-hmm. not just her mom, but basically to Snyder. And then she has to kill Angel. Yep. It's the opposite. We Yeah, it, it's I mean like, Angel had the perfect the, day. The yin yang. Yeah. Angel had the perfect day. Buffy has the worst fucking day ever. Yeah, it's yeah. the worst day of her life. And and not not up there in Angels, but not the worst one he's ever had. No, no. No, no. no. Angel will have worse days. Yes. Like like the one we were just talking about where he is. He'll going have to a whole remember. summer that's pretty fucking terrible and yeah. damp. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it gives some perspective on things. It sure does. <laughs> Doesn't it though? Uh, yeah. So yeah, I mean it's I think it's it's really masterful that we have those two opposites mm-hmm. where he gets everything and then she has it all taken away. Yeah. And it distills her down to ultimate slayer and it distills him down to ultimate vampire. Mm-hmm. Again, this is the sun and the moon. These are opposites. We have to do opposite things to opposite characters. Because if we gave Buffy everything she wanted, like we talked about with Faith, if we gave Buffy everything she wanted, she'd fuck off and never slay again. Right. <laughs> she'd be totally yeah, happy. She's done. Or they'd, well, or they'd, they'd slay together, 
but they just kill everything. Yeah. Like the year, the annual apocalypse would be like 20 minutes and they go to dinner. <laughs> yeah. There's two fucking slayers it's, working it's together. Like when, you, when you get a really good mouser to clean out the garage and then you have to start buying cat food because they did a good job. Right. Or in aquariums, you, you get something mm-hmm. that eats snails and you have to feed the thing to eat it because they ate all the snails. Yeah. <laughs> Don't ever do that, folks. There are better ways to get rid of snails. Yeah. Snails are great. Why do you want to get rid of snails? Yeah. But <laughs> So yeah, it, it's a... It's a great opposite. I don't know if anybody else has looked at it that way. It yeah. kind of only occurred to me in the last few days, last watching or two. Yeah, it absolutely that is. These are our two bookends to the story of, of Angelus. And, you know, it's, it's so the two characters, both Buffy and Liam are very similar. You know, Buffy pre Buffy is, is this vapid ne'er do well, as is Liam. You know, mm-hmm. these two, we, we can never have these two together because they are too similar. They're, they're similar opposite sides of the same coin. Yeah. It's, yeah to get, and, to get compatibility, you have to flip over to one of the shadows. The, the one of the mm-hmm. mirrors, Darla. Yeah. Darla and Angelus are perfectly happy together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you have to flip over to Darla, um, to make that kind of thing work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Which is crazy. Yeah, it is. It's that the, it's, the, the combination <laughs> that works in there. Mm-hmm. Darling evil vampire and Angelus the evil vampire. They're the happiest one of these, all these combinations you could do. Yeah, that's very true. <laughs> but, you know, even then they, they definitely had their issues. Yeah, they loved it. Yeah, they, they did. loved it. They had the best time. Yeah, but it's, killing everybody. Again, bitey, I, bitey, bitey. <laughs> and, but when we hear from Angel later, he's, he was a little traumatized by what happened to him. You know, there was always oh, the, that the initial little biting? bit of, yeah. Well, he has a soul now. You can't well, yeah, that's him. true. He's an unreliable little... narrator because he's got yeah. a soul. If okay, he, asked he is. It, no, you're right. You're if right. you asked Angelus, he'd be like, best no, day of my life, baby. Yeah. <laughs> that's very true. So, yeah, it's it, there. I don't know. We, we just bookend the story so well. Mm-hmm. We give Angel everything you wanted to distill him. We take everything away from Buffy to distill her. Yes. They both need, for, for each of these characters to move forward and do all the great things they need to do, we have to have gotten them down to their base where we take everything away but what's them. Mm-hmm. And we do that in both of these, and, and Anne doesn't get to have too much of time before she has to become Buffy again. But we do get to have Anne. Poor gal. Yeah. And she goes off and has three months of a hot summer, unlike the watery <sighs> summer. Poor gal, though. I, mean... I know. Just, ugh. Everything gone. Yes. Absolutely yep. everything. Except for herself. And it'll be a few episodes till you start feeling okay again. Yeah, you'll get a new friend. Yeah. <clears throat> And then your ex will come pouring back into life. I know, goddamn it! God. Just when you think, "Hey, a girlfriend," oh, hi. No, I, that's pretty I, much exactly how life goes. Yeah, <laughs> right there. Anyway, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Joyce goes upstairs at her house and finds Buffy's clothes scattered over the bed, and and the window is open. Uh, she picks up a note and reads it and starts to weep. I'm imagining something like, "I'm sorry, don't look for me," or something all yeah, slayery or, like that. Uh, yeah, or I would just—I wouldn't. I don't think she apologized. I think she's too mad. I think she'd apologize. Oh. I mean, she wouldn't on, say what she was apologizing for, but just de- throwing out a just little... It depends on what mood she's in. I would just say... I, I think she'd do I'm sorry because she knows that it would make Joyce feel worse. Ah, uh, maybe. <laughs> I, I think it's probably something along the lines of, since you don't want me here, I'm gone. Yeah, probably something like that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, you said to get out, and I will, because mm-hmm. I'm a good daughter. Bye, bitch. <laughs> oh, snap. <laughs> <laughs> At school, Buffy's battered and bruised friends gather. Cordy and, is the first person to ask if anyone has heard from Buffy. Yeah, and whoa, costuming. Crazy. You don't realize how coordinated they are through the rest <laughs> of the series until you see this. And it's like, 
Craziness. Ow. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no one has heard from Buffy. Oz observes that the world hasn't ended, so that's something. Giles says that uh, he and Xander went back to the mansion and found it empty and a Catholic dormant. Willow says she's pretty sure the spell worked because she felt power going through her, and Cordy says the orb glowed. Xander suggests the scenario that he wants, that he hopes for, which is that the spell didn't work in time. This would mean he was right to lie to Buffy, making this all worse because it was a surprise to have Angel come back, and that Buffy killed Angelus and everything is great. Mm-hmm. Willow goes with the scenario she wants, uh, where Buffy and Angel and his soul are having some alone time. They better hope not because that soul will pop right out of there again. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but, you know, also give it time because... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and Giles pretty sure is already figuring out what really happened yeah and if you watch xander he's right there with him and well and we have them paired off so part of the reason i think xander knows what happened two reasons one he's on giles's side of the tableau Mm -hmm. so we have the three over on one side the three scoobies and then we have giles and xander xander went to the mansion with giles to check it out and see what happened. So he firsthand sees evidence that something went down. Mm-hmm. He's with Giles. So the hearts with the mind, they're working together. So one person's knowledge is the other. And way, way later, when Buffy comes back and Giles is trying to get her to tell him what happened, Xander isn't in the room when Buffy says what happened. Only right. Willow is. If Xander needed to know that. Xander must know what actually happened for the story to move forward. So if he didn't already know, he would have been in that library for the reveal. Right, because um, cause our theory when um, when he found out, when pretty much Angelus uh, told him how he, Angel lost his soul with the sexy times, mm-hmm. uh, we were pretty sure that that was the first an- that Xander was hearing about that. Mm-hmm. And we don't have a similar moment, I don't think, about where Z- we see Xander find out what happened. No. And it's which too would important mean, for us to have that happen. Right, and that would mean that he already knows. Yeah. Yeah, I think we can conclude that. Yeah, I so I, I think he already knows. I and think... it and it totally explains yeah. how what uh, how much of a dick he is when Buffy comes back. Yeah, that's the only thing that explains it if he's blaming himself because uh-huh. Buffy does that too. Yeah, totally. <laughs> well, and, and Buffy feels bad, and, and those she blames two else. again being too similar to be in a relationship. Xander and Buffy. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you might as well just have conjoined twins get married. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> Look, wow. you're doing something I hate about myself, so I'm going to treat you like shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what they do. That's their yeah. way. <laughs> and then uh, Willow's feeling guilty about other stuff or confused about other stuff. And, you know, we'll get into all of that. But, yeah, I think I think this is really interesting where we never addressed whether or not Xander knew. And I think mm-hmm. he's got it. I think he's been piecing it together. And he's just really, really hoping that's not the case. Well, because the way that he is so – he acts so sure mm-hmm. that the spell didn't work in time. Yeah. Xander's never sure of No, he's, def- he's not that sure. Yeah. He, <laughs> he's not. So that's just – it's overcompensation for mm-hmm. that. Yeah. And then if you – and as soon as Willow says her thing and then Giles says his thing, his it it looks like he's got like the the falling – Gut yeah, feeling. like I thought maybe, but now I know. Yeah, now I'm pretty sure Willow yeah. says the spell went through her. That means it worked. Oh my God, she had to kill Angel. Yep, and that's why she's gone. Because the, the look on his to. face is just like it looks. It, it's kind of like when you, your guts kind of feel like they turn jelly. Yeah, <laughs> well, it's the same look he has on his face when he's realizing what happened at Giles's apartment when Jenny died, and and kind of um, a different, a slightly different flavor, but same idea of. Um, 
when he steps over the line when he's fighting with Giles in the previous episode. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And Giles gets in his face and he's like, oh, God, I just, oh, shit. Oh, shit, shit, shit. <laughs> sorry, yeah. sorry, 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 totally. sorry, sorry. So, yeah, we, we have multiple iterations of this <laughs> yeah. this realization face on And this on one, Xander. he looks like he's going to puke. Yeah, he really does. And, again, he's been in tune for the whole episode, so he's in tune with Giles because mm-hmm. he's standing next to him. And we have the people who know on one side and the people who don't know on the other. The naive three and then the knowing two. Yep. And also Xander's ready for this kind of information. Yes. He is prepared. And he should be because he kind of caused that situation. Yep. 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 He put himself in a position <laughs> where that's something he gets to know because mm-hmm. he did it. So, yeah, I think. Well, and, and, and uh, oh, okay, more, okay, more proof that he knows mm-hmm. uh, the end of the pack. He and Giles are the only ones who have that secret. Yes, that's true. So, and, yeah. and they're framed the same way. Mm-hmm. No, they totally are. Yeah. And he's done something bad. Uh-huh. And Giles knows he's done something bad, yeah. and, and they share the secret. Yep, and Giles can kind of hold that knowledge for him because Giles has not done all honorable things in his lifetime either. Right. So he's a safe person to have confided in, and he's not going to tell anybody. Right. So yeah, they Xander knows. Yeah, I hope so too. You know? And he feels horrible now, yeah. which is why he's going to take everything out on Buffy next mm-hmm. time he sees her. Yep. <laughs> and he's also not that down with everybody looking for Buffy. No, because she might tell him the truth. Well, well, that's one way to look at it. Another one is like, I'd be gone too. <laughs> yeah, but I, I think part of it is because because we see his. I think it's. I think it's. I think he wants to know she's okay. Of course, because mm-hmm. he's not a sociopath. But at the same time, I think he wants her to go away long enough to forget that he said that because that's exactly what he did in the pack. That's too. true. Yeah. He hides that. He hides he's, the truth because he's got to try this twice and realize that that's not the way right. things work. Exactly. And then he's immediately truthful with everything. <laughs> where everyone wishes he wouldn't be exactly exactly <laughs> after he gets his little comeuppance from buffy's uh-huh. in he yeah. snaps back and he and goes he into just, zeppo we're done and with yeah this. yeah we're um, done with this yes it's absolutely <laughs> yes yeah <laughs> but no he's he's he he wants her to go away so she doesn't bring mm-hmm. up the first thing she so that when she comes back the first thing she does not say is willow why did you fucking say that if you're gonna bring him back and that's what xander does not want just yeah. like in the pack he does not well, he want doesn't anyone want to, to know be the one who's kicked out of the family this time because this exactly. is the only family he i understand i understand it yeah i completely understand it but that's part of his motivation yeah. is he's and like then, okay yeah well, he's gonna then, he's gonna he's still he's he's a. Uh, like it's just, he's still kind of in when something serious he does say something serious um that's wrong mm-hmm. he will try to hide it because he's yeah. still a teenage boy well yeah he's, and a teen and teenage girls do it too yeah. but he's he's a teenager and he's gonna try to hide it and because he hasn't been taught that that's not what you do uh-huh yeah he's still got to learn these things and yep. it's and the person who again I never expected to be so pissed at Willow, but she pisses me off in the scene where she's like, wouldn't it, you know? Oh, she's so fluffy. They're going to be all off together. Yay. What I did worked. Yay. I'm so awesome. If, okay. And I mean, like, like I kind of mentioned, if Buffy and Angel with Uh his soul are off somewhere, go find him because he's going to lose his soul again because they're going to have sex and they get to do that jealous again. (laughs) Yeah. And a cat was just sitting there. Yeah. I mean, that's not good. Waiting to be taken it's, over again. It's not good. They should not be alone together. No, they shouldn't. <laughs> Those two should not be alone and, together. Yeah. Well, and, at all. And uh, I think Willow's in the room when Buffy tells Giles yeah. about uh-huh. what happened because she needs to know she did something wrong, too. Yeah. Well, and then 
Well, then Angel comes back and they have the intervention. I mean, this would not be a yeah. small deal um, if Buffy and, and Angel were off somewhere together. Mm-hmm. This would be a big deal for everybody. Yeah. So but Willow's just determined. To, of course, it, my spell worked great. Everything's fine. I didn't yep. make things worse at all. Yeah. Mm. Mm. It's a good thing she hadn't learned the little forget spell yet. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, but we're getting way ahead of ourselves. <laughs> no, I think, I, no, I think, that's, I think it was interesting, though. Yeah, I do. Um, Cordy says Buffy will turn up eventually, and they they can't. Well, Shadow, Shadow Self knows. Yeah, yeah, I mean, eventually she'll find something to kill, and then she'll decide to come yeah, back exactly. to Sunnydale, like Cordy knows. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, they they don't know, of course, that she's been expelled or kicked out of her house. Um, so I mean, they should assume that she's going to turn up again. Mm-hmm. Willow tries to be the peppy spirit, saying that Buffy will come back soon, and. Minimizing I want the pain to punch her so bad. Okay, she's gonna come back and she's gonna be a boyfriend. And I'll hook her up with Scott Hope because I'm an asshole. Whatever. <laughs> oh, you have so much to look forward to next season, gentle listeners. <laughs> <sighs> so uh, they look around for a second and kind of sadly go back to class. That's when you can see Xander's stomach drop into his shoes. Mm-hmm. We said that we see that Buffy has been watching them from behind a tree. She's wearing a black hoodie and the denim overalls of moping, and Which no is... one, no one has ever earned either of those things <laughs> more than Buffy has right here. It is the mopiest of the mopey outfits. She has earned every stitch. Yes, yes, she has. Uh, she walks off alone with her bag packed, wearing boots that I think she had gotten from Faith if Faith had showed up earlier. Uh, a big well, chunky. we are. It's. I mean. This Chunky is a little boots. bit of that lesbian coding. Yes. Coding? Yes. Lesbian coding. Bi- bisexual. <laughs> Buffy's a bisexual. I just yes. like that I said coding, coding. not coding. Yes. But yeah, it, it's a little bit of that that She's, queer coding. Yes, absolutely. That we see in costuming decisions. And not just the 90s. Like well, it, she's, It's a bit of a 90s thing, but it's not like that. She's giving in to her, uh, mm-hmm. herself. Yeah. Well, she's admitted that she's queer, so might as well just wear the outfit. Girlfriend's on the way. Yeah. And the Slayer, ask me how. Uh, Then we see Buffy on a bus staring silently out the window as it passes the Sunnydale sign headed out of town. And more Sarah McLaughlin. Yeah, well, she plays throughout. Yes. She just picks back up again. And But but don't worry, Buffy. The powers are going to send you a really amazing girlfriend you you don't want. Well, shit. (laughs) I got nothing for Buffy. Nope. There, because there is nothing right now. I'm sorry, Buffy. No. Nope. I'm so sorry, Buffy. <sighs> That's the worst thing. I mean, mm-hmm. there's no, yeah, there's, there's just no nothing, way. Because, it, because it, there is no, that's why Willow's crap is so bullshit. Because there is no at least right now. Right. There's no, as I, as I had to tell someone recently, there's no at least in death. <laughs> right. <laughs> you never get to say that. No. Don't. There's no at least. No, someone died. It's, it's shit. Yeah, <laughs> it's complete. Like, shit. Yeah. Well, at least what? At least what? Yeah. <laughs> There's no at least. At least they weren't eaten by weasels. What? Yeah. At like, least what? what? Yeah. <laughs> at least a Catholic didn't keep going. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. There. There yeah. is no at least There's for no Buffy right here. now. Nope. It's just yeah. it is what it is, and that's where we're gonna leave her until more shit has to go down. Yes. And on that note, gentle listeners, uh, keep in mind, we are, I know we just had a little bit of a hiatus. We're going to take a intentional break this time <laughs> instead of one fueled by, uh, by technological issues or by job stuff. We're just going to take a week. We're going to try and get some blog stuff up. We're going to catch up on our lives a little bit, get some laundry done. Um, <laughs> 
reset for the next season. Yes, we're just going to do a little bit of a reset, clean everything up, see if we can maybe get some material for our special episode up or mm-hmm. half of a special episode. Um, you know, we've just been really, really busy, both of us, with everyday stuff that doesn't relate it to podcast, and we need a minute to uh, to gird ourselves. Yep. Um, yeah. So, uh, what? Enjoy your four-hour episode mm-hmm. about. That should um, be enough to tide you over for a week. I think. Yeah, something yeah. like that. Yeah. You can go ahead and divide that fucker up however you feel like it, and, <laughs> and maybe have it's a, good stuff. Maybe do a re-listen of the previous one too. We'll uh-huh. do them both together. Yep. Yeah, that see might if, be fun. See uh, if we forgot um, about any themes from one week to the next, uh-huh. and let us know what we it's forgot. Like a whole work day, that yeah. amount of of audio, and. Just keep in mind, it takes us about three times as amount of, amount of time to produce as it does for you to listen. Yes. <laughs> at least. Um, but no, we, we really do love doing this. And thank you so much for, for listening and being with us. Please share us with all of your friends, anybody you know who likes Buffy. Um, you know, just share us around. Try and boost the signal. Review us. Uh, come to the blog. Email us. Um, yeah. We just really, really enjoy doing this. And we want to keep going and spread it out. Yes. Yeah. We and, we have no intention of stopping that phrasing. No, like we had no, yeah, of no, we, no, we were going to keep doing it. We just really, really want to keep. We we are keep the signals boosted. up. We are and, tickled that uh, other people enjoy this too. Yeah, like yeah. so much, <laughs> so excited. We, we figured we'd be talking to like maybe our parents, maybe. Yeah, maybe, maybe they listen once well, in a while. Well, we got our dad to watch Buffy, so that was the ultimate. Yeah, uh, yeah. Which our dad will be on the show one of these days. Yeah, he's got some theories, y'all. Yeah, and it's not are, witches. No, it's, it's not crazy. You guys are gonna love our dad. Yeah, he's so cool. And he says stuff that actually makes sense. Like, he oh my really God, does. Like something. he blows our mind. He'll just kind of do a little group text every now and then. That's like, <clears throat> yeah, it's great. Yep. And he and he's turned Cordelia into a verb, which is great. Yes. <laughs> Didn't we already do that? I think we already did that. Yeah. Well, yeah, we already did that. Oh yes, we did. It's genetic. It is genetic. <laughs> well, as you and I know well, a lot of thoughts are genetic, no. apparently. Because Buffy has Cordelia before. Oh yeah, on the she podcast. Has <laughs> yes, but he is, he's used that individually. As it's well. genetic. It is genetic. Yep. It's awesome. Um, yeah, we'll be back with uh, season three, episode one. Anne. Anne. Anne, which is my middle name too. Yep. Just like Buffy. Only I don't get the cute little e at the end. It's just two ends. Parents were no nonsense. I think it came from the headstone you chose. I still don't because why on earth would they choose Anne other than it being on a headstone? Because everybody was. Why either... would you put Anne in front of Tucket unless you had to? Because everybody had a middle name Anne back then. But why? It's you... Either Anne or Lynn. That's what you get. You got Lynn. <laughs> I know. That's what I'm saying. You got the author name. What? You got the author name Jennifer Lynn Tucket. It's all loopy and twirly, and it's but like horrible handwriting. <laughs> It doesn't matter. You got the author name. I got the one who's all angular. I just basically do an M and then cross a whole bunch of scribbles and I'm done. What, you think I actually signed shit the right way? It's like loopy, bleh, bleh, loopy, bleh, bleh. You're all left-handed, so you get to have that I know, it gets license. all over me. We are arguing thing. about this at the end of the, <laughs> the longest episode. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. Yes, we this do love the... you guys. Please email us, keep in contact, comment on the blog. Um... Comment on our episodes. Like us on Facebook. Please like us on Facebook. I, that's really where I communicate the most because it's easy. Please. <laughs> this is, after all, the Dodgers Club podcast where all members are exceptional. Oh, I need a hug. It's all right. I have more scotch. <laughs> <laughs> and scene.
Yeah. My ass is correct. <laughs> <laughs> no. There's a lot of sitting. You got the comfy chair, too. 